Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I am XL23. What's going on? Hey, there's no robot here. You God sound better robots, than man. the robot. Usually when we're talking, I sound like the robot. I have a very yeah. robotic delivery. I was told by uh, some jerk when we first started. But you know what? We're not Your here wife? to uh, No, I actually was talking about Reggie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about what you are about to listen to, which is the Weird Science Weirdies, the year in review. I know. What is yeah. it called? I'm making up names. 2015 award show. There we go. Whoosh. Ah, but I said I wanted to have this little uh, intro and disclaimer because the first 20 minutes is a little rough. Yeah, uh, you're not having a stroke. No, Give us no. a break, everybody. Calm yeah. down. There is a lot of echo involved. No, we are not recording in an amphitheater. Uh, you know, we're not you uh, 2 at Red Rocks. <laughs> uh, we are the Weird Science Get Fresh crew. And, yeah, we uh, apologize slightly. I don't know if I, we want to apologize really. Eh, but really. Uh, No, but it took a while. We had six people on a Skype call. That's tough. That's like a party line back at the 70s. Yeah. Is it the 70s the sec- they have the party lines or the 80s? It was, it was the 60s through the 80s, I believe. The party yep. lines. I was not involved in the party lines, but I said my one friend Al used to call those up and fall asleep. He is a crazy guy, but yeah, oh no, you're uh, talking about a different party line than I am. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he transitioned from the party line into the sex line, but that's you're talking about one nine hundred numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's the a little different numbers. So they do it. I used to call uh, Miss Cleo all the time, and she basically just told me I had no future. Are you fucking with you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I was calling Jamaica Queens too. Yeah, exactly. Freaking wherever the hell I was. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, what are we here for? We're telling them. You, you tell them a little, Reggie. Just give a little rundown of what they're going to listen to. Well, right now you're going to hear our 2015 awards show. The six of us got together and broke down all of our choices for awards, which you can read on the site. But we expounded on each topic, and we made fun of each other, and we made fun of Eric. And, Good times. Uh, yeah, and listen for Joel or Jody. Jody falls asleep at the end. That's right. That was my favorite part. Jody That's how interesting asleep. we are. Jody yeah. even fell asleep. There's a spoiler. But yeah, uh, just listen up and stick with it, and hopefully you like it. Say yep. goodbye, guys. Like. <laughs> so long, guys. <laughs> Bye. See ya. I owe a lot to my family for holding me together and loving me and having patience with this obsession of me. But I want to say thank you to you. I haven't had an orthodox career, and I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. of the Weird Science Get Fresh crew together to bring you this extra special award show episode. That's right, it's time for the weirdies. Let's start out by introducing the crew. I'm America's former sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Poland's sweetheart, Jim Warner. I'm nobody's sweetheart, Reggie. Ryan Brightest, daycare clerk. Jody Cardona. 
the Bauer House, Joel Bowers. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly, that's a lot of weird right there. Jim, tell all the weirdos out there what we have in store for them tonight. Well, Eric, I would love to say that this is an emergency podcast because I've I know been you yelling were. for those forever, but it is not. This is our year-end award show, and what we thought we would do is get everybody on the Get Fresh crew here <laughs> so we can all just talk about our year-end awards. And I don't know, the past year of DC has been pretty down. Uh, I know that everybody here is pretty much pissed off at DC. I know I have been. So it's kind of a funny thing to have an award show. But hey, we're we're gonna keep it positive. I'm a positive fella. Hey, there's yeah. there are some polished turds in the pile. There are. It's like the podcast. It's you know, Eric, <laughs> you, you can't polish him enough. He's still a turd. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do all night is just make fun of Eric and yell at him because I told him I would not. How is that yes. different from any other podcast? No, it's not. And I also told him that I there would be no nonsense. Like, no nonsense, guys. I oh, right. Goddamn <laughs> nonsense that these other freaking podcasts have. Because there was absolutely no nonsense. Laughing at each other and making <laughs> whatever. But uh, we're going to get on with it. Uh, like I said, we have a post on the site where we had all of our individual picks, which we're going to talk about them uh, tonight a little more. You know, a little something different for the people who don't like to read. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like that. Uh, You're talking about yeah. me, aren't you? Yes, I'm for, looking for at you, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, don't people, they don't like to read. But actually, I think that most people that listen to our podcast don't like to buy the books. They like to, uh, you know, get cheap and listen to us talk about it. But yeah. tonight exactly. we kind of get to cut loose. I did not prepare at all. I don't know if you guys prepared for this. Not at all. No. Nope. So uh, it's kind of fun. I don't mind recording. I hate the preparation. So this should be fun. And we're going to start out. We're going to start out with the uh, first three awards that, uh, you know, they're not the biggest or greatest of awards, but we're they're still awards, though. And we're going to start with Best Letterer. And it, I guess we're going to start with you, Eric. Correct. Is that me? That's <laughs> you, I, buddy. <laughs> My best letter of this year is Tom Napolitano, and that's strictly due to me liking to say his name, Tom Napolitano. I don't know. I don't really know what qualifies people to become letterers, how they get the jobs, why a letterer is a job at all, really. It's a weird thing. I don't even know how to qualify it as an award because I don't know shit about it. it they they make letters. They make letters and they a lot of fucking of, uh, and, a lot of well, errors. You know, yeah. these days it's more of typesetting. That's the thing. It used to be a, a hand style, and now it, it, it's about spacing yeah. letters Is correctly and then jamming them. I, I, I get some of the books, I'm telling you, like a Mega Man uh, is kind of a, a unique lettering, but most of the time it's just letters. But you gave it to Paul. What, you Tom, to Napolitano. Tom Napolitano. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to go next. I actually gave it to Pat Brousseau. And the reason I did was because on our site, we never mentioned the letters in the art team uh, because I, quite frankly, I don't consider them in the art team. I don't know. Maybe I'm a dick. But uh, Pat Rousseau, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Pat Rousseau actually sent us a note on the site and demanded that we put the letter in the art team. And I said, anybody who's going to do that and stick up for his fellow letters, he wins for me. And as far as we, if we do this ten years in a row. Pepperso wins for me, and in fact, I, I call this the Pepperso. No, that's the same wow. reason we had to put. We just started putting colors in the credits. Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. who called us out. The editors are next. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yours, Reggie? Uh, mine is Travis Lanham, who does the letters for uh, Secret Six currently, and uh, you'll see him here and there. Uh, I really picked him based off of Secret Six because there are so many different characters speaking in different fonts and. Well. Word balloon styles and just keeping that straight must be one of the greatest pains in the asses in 
comics. So uh, I had to give it up to him. Yeah, I think that I don't know that we're going to have any overlap on this. This is going to be a tough <laughs> one to actually pick the uh, winner for, but we'll uh, head over. Who did you pick, Ryan? Uh, I chose Rob Lee. Okay. Uh, he had worked on some of the DC books that were some of my favorites early on in the New 52, Men in War, Captain Adam and Resurrection Man. He did some of the Flashpoint titles as well. Uh, Batman Eternal, Justice League 3000, and then my pick, uh, Convergence Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which God, is that you? What's that? God, is that you? <laughs> I was going to say, what are you saying, Eric? You freaking... That's nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, yeah. In order for this to have no nonsense, it would have to have no Jim and Eric. Yeah, that's true. See you at seven. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you pick, Joey? Uh, I did not pick one, but now we're going to go on the fly. I'm picking Tom Napoli. Tom Rousseau. No. <laughs> yes, Napolitano. Napolitano. Oh, no. He does the coolest name here. He does have Damn a right. cool name. And last is Joel. Okay, I want to say it sounds like Ryan has a white lantern ring, like yeah, he's God. So seriously, <laughs> he's actually his brightest day. So yeah. I'm changing and, uh, my answer. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, my best letterer was Pat Brusso. Nice. Yeah, I was just like, I don't care about the letters, but I was like, I like Omega Man. I like when Tigor talks. It looks cool. Yeah, so I agree. I actually like Is that Reggie your best said. Name, Tigor? Yeah, Reggie said like. Call it Tigor. Tigor sounds too poo for me. When Reggie said about <laughs> that in. Um, in Secret Six, I have the same thing with uh, Pepperso and Omega Man. I really, yeah, they have a lot I of actually do guys. like it. And in fact, we joke about the letter, letter, and it's one of those things that if the guy just does like his standard job, it does kind of get glossed over. But when they do actually do a pretty good job, it is something that you notice. Yes. All right, so I guess uh, we're gonna have to figure out who won then because it's kind of a tie, and I'm gonna give it to Eric. All right. Eric, you say that Napolitano wins. Oh, I thought I won. No, Damn. you didn't win. <laughs> yes, Tom Napolitano. Okay, Yay! he wins. Hooray. See, there's the first award. Well, congratulations. Nice. I wish that we had him on the line. but we. I will be mind. taking his award for him. Oh, you will. He is not here to accept it himself. Yeah, I have a feeling that he's probably a guy who doesn't like us. So that's that's fine. Uh, now we're going to move on. And this we'll... won't uh, endear him to you at all. No, no nothing ever will. Tom Napolitano. Oh, uh, yes, and of course. God, I hope I'm saying that right. And the next award is for best colorist. And we'll start with Joel. Oh, okay. My best colorist was Geyser and Dave McCaig. I think they're the colorists for Gotham Academy because it made it look like a cartoon, and I really enjoyed that. It's also one of the only books I read for this site. So, so it's yeah. a, like by default. That helps. The colors are really great in there, and it does look so They are really great. Like It looks yeah. like stills from a, like a really good cartoon. It looks, but, it looks like yeah. painted cells sometimes, especially yeah. when Carl Kershaw was doing it. It looked I, like something like a yeah, Disney now, cartoon. Now he's off it. I, I'm I know. worried about it. But, now yeah. it's garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling garbage. Well, at the one point there was the uh, the woman that stepped in that did I can't remember her name. Helen Ming Chen. Yes, and she did that um, computer generated you one where she was the whole art team, and I, oh, I yeah. hated it. I hated every bit. Yeah, of it. yeah, I hate That's it. That's why I gave you the book, Joel. Yeah, thanks, That's man. Because I hated it. That's why it gives everybody the books. That's Makes right. Sense. I'm like, I don't like this book anymore. I call Reggie on the phone. Reggie. Yeah. That's why I'm doing Harley Quinn and Power Girl. Oh, yes. yeah. That's why I'm getting Poison Ivy. That is why. Well, that's actually, why Poison Ivy's one of those. I'm staying away. That's, that's a fear. Fucking, that's a mind yeah, exactly. field, that one. 
you, you'll never win with that one. People will be so angry at you. That freaking, what is it? The uh, Poison Ivy League? Yeah. Down on you like stink on shit. They'll kill you. <laughs> All right. No, no, I'm with Jody. What is that? What is your pick for colorist? I'm going to go with uh, what Joel said with the Gotham Academy thing. I've been thinking about it and. Yeah, I do like the colors there. It does feel like a cartoon. It does. I, I agree. Like I said, I always say that it looks like a, a Disney cartoon, and I always think that a lot of people don't even know what that means anymore. Okay, look. Cancel cancel the series. Make it a cartoon series. That's We're right. all good. That would oh, be yeah. great. I think it would be good. I do, too. And the next one, we got uh, God as Ryan. What does he say? Uh, my choice was for Ivan Placencia. Nice. Who worked on Constantine the Hellblazer with Riley Rossmo. Mm -hmm. And I actually first saw his work coloring Riley Rossmo on the Image Comics book Rasputin. So I think they first started working together there, and then he brought him over to DC, and they just have a really good working relationship. I think the art just is really improved by his, his work. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, li I like the look of that book. That is a good. That's a good-looking book. For sure. Uh, uh, Reggie, Reggie. who would you pick? Well, I don't know if this this is probably racist of me to say, but I wonder Excellent. if my pick is is related to Ryan's. It's FC FCO Placencia from Batman. Uh, although today, after reading uh, Black Canary, I, I might have given more consideration to their colorist, Lee Lawfridge. I like but, Lee Lawfridge. Yeah, I, I, I thought, especially this issue, did some really awesome color work. But uh, I really like FCO because he or she or they, uh, <laughs> you know, they always take a lot of chances, especially ever since Zero Year, which was really crazy. There were, I mean, there were some panels that were just straight up pink and neon yellow, you know, just wild looks that, that tend to work a lot of times with Capullo's art. They don't work, it doesn't work every time, but I really appreciate uh, the fact that FCO takes a lot of chances, and I think it works more often than not. I just feel it doesn't take enough chances, because the book just ends up looking so dark half the time. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, it depends, uh, you know, how many blacks are being spotted in there, you know. I, I think since whoa, zero... Whoa. Guys, <laughs> don't just, this is, isn't this isn't the uh, police department podcast. Holy moly. <laughs> it's the profiling <laughs> web... Oh, my goodness. I, I, I have to say, though, all the stuff dealing with Bruce lately, come, like with him coming back from the dead and all that, I love the color work in that in Batman. Yeah. Well, even yeah, those scenes are like especially like almost like ethereal. Like they look almost. Yeah, like, uh, it's actually I I like did did he do you know if he did the colors when they did Zero Year? With, yeah, he's keeping yeah. on Like once they had like uh what was it Wild? What was the one? Uh, like Savage Land. Savage Land. When it actually you actually had a Batman in the daylight a lot. It really kind of pop. Savage that. City, I'm sorry. Savage City. That's right. Yeah, I really like that, but I'm going to move on to my choice, and my choice is the right one, and it is Andrew <laughs> Dollhouse, and he is on both uh, two, of my, one of, two of my favorite books of the year, uh, Flash, but also, uh, actually, I actually voted for him for Batman Arkham Knight, which is the digital comic, mm -hmm. uh, but man, when he was on that, it looked so good. I just, I really like his... Uh, colors and again i said eric didn't agree with me but i i'm telling you when i would open flash it's just the colors just kind of shoot out at you and i, I what really do you mean like, i wouldn't agree with you i you love the colors that, in flash you told me that it worked i was I talking to you and you're like so. i don't i don't know if i like the colors on flash i love andrew dollhouse he was almost my pick listen to you freaking liar <laughs> what is your pick then you want to go my, with andrew dollhouse then you I, 
Absolutely not. I'm going to give you the right pick because all of your shit's nonsense. But yeah. Brad Anderson, come on, Justice League. The book colors just the colors in that book just pop off the goddamn page. We are dealing with such dark shit in this dark side war lately, but somehow his colors always shine through, baby boy. Oh, shine through. Shine through. I like that, uh, like everybody, the standard line for uh, colors, you always have to say that pops off the page. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to line. That is the uh, review 101. I do it's every like, time. Turn my comic into bubble wrap. Yes. No, I, you know, yes. I, 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 Eric's got a good choice there because uh, Fabok's, uh, Jason Fabok's line art is pretty thick, you know, it's pretty dense, yeah. and he does, he does get some colors in there to give some gradation to it you know it's it's it seems a lot more difficult than uh you would think so i I gotta admit that's that's a pretty good pick eric before we started recording that i just read and reviewed um just league number 47 and i didn't really care for the last issue but this one is so good i'm telling you the colors the colors are so goddamn good i'm so happy to have jason fabak i was gonna say i'm sure half of that is because jason fabak's back because uh What's his name? Manipul did last issue. Well, I'm telling you, I didn't really, I didn't realize how good Fabok was when he was on Detective because I think it was the colors. Now that he's on uh, Justice League and Brad Anderson's doing the colors, it's uh, it's the best artist out there with Brad Anderson doing colors. How much Nyquil did you drink before reading the issue? Just enough. (laughs) Just enough. The colors are floating. I actually, just uh, for Andrew Dollhouse, I I will defend my pick a little, but uh, (laughs) I'm telling you, uh, the the one thing that sticks out to me is I've seen when Brett Booth got announced when it announced that he was off Flash, and I was oh we put it on the site or whatever, and the hate that people had for both Norm Rapman on inks and. uh, Brett Booth on uh, pencils, oh, uh, but everybody, nobody said anything bad about Andrew Dollhouse. But boy, why do people hate Brett Booth so much? Because he hates God. Because he's a dick. He's, he's he's garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Brett Booth. Though. I think his art is great. Yeah. Him yeah. and Jody have a long-running feud. I, I tell you, <laughs> I, I flash theory was solid. Yeah. Nope. He shot it right down. He told wow. you you were full of shit. And Whoa. that's when he became my favorite guy. <laughs> I love misery and controversy. Uh, well, I'm gonna give this one over to Joel to make the uh, pick because it looks like we all have different picks. USA. USA. Yes. Who? Uh, Jody. Who do you want to? Who's the winner? Uh. Oh. Uh, Joel, what did you pick? Joel, Joel yeah. Pick? Joel better go because Jody doesn't remember. <laughs> Who's the Gotham Academy colors? The Geyser and Dave McCaig. I think that's Dave McCaig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we nice. both picked that. Yep. Yes. Did yes, you, you did. Clearly the clearly the best choice. The best choice it was. Best choice. I, I'm telling you, the final uh, words here are nonsense. <laughs> are we actually going to put them on the site with uh, the actual winner? Because I don't, I don't know no. that anybody's keeping track of this. I was going to write them down. Now I realize it's all nonsense. It doesn't matter. It is all nonsense. I have all the winners written down right here. Yes. But we're going to take our first break. That's actually the first section. I told you it wasn't going to take that long. Uh, no, we missed Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See what happens? I thought we were going. Train wreck. I, I t- I'm telling you, inkers, that's, that's, we make fun of letters. I don't even care about inkers. <laughs> move on. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go. Eric is the first choice for inker. What do you say, Eric? I'm the first choice. I'm saying Mark Deering. And I, well, like I'm telling you, it's just like letters like you're saying. I have no real understanding of anchors except for when I was doing my comic book in high school. My buddy Bruno, now he was a good anchor, but I gave him shit all the time. I just don't understand what goes into it enough to actually give a proper nomination. But I'm going to go with Mark Deering because every time I see him on Anchor, I end up liking the book that he's on. 
Yeah, I actually have the same thing. But when when you were doing this comic book, were you in a Juggalo face paint at this point? Or Yo, of course I was. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, babe. You know, if you want to see an example of a bad pencil and inking pair, it would be uh, when John Romita Jr. and Klaus Janssen, who are really talented in their own right, yeah, yeah. But they combined on that Superman. It oh, looked like Superman was terrible, you're right. Wreck. It was like everyone's face looked different every time. The nope. nose looked like they were from Charles Snub Brown. Nose. Yeah. Yeah, actually, so, so that's an example of an inker, just like bunch of snub nose eye ties in that book. Uh, Jeez, yeah. well, this thing's going <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> I said when John Ramita, I'm telling you, it's like if that would have been a, a like a sports thing, that was like the worst free agent pickup. It really was. <laughs> I hated it. I I did not like it. And if, again, I didn't like it, so I gave it to Eric. So that's my move. I just there you give go. books away when I'm, I'm, like it, I'm gonna it's end gonna, up with nothing. It's gonna come down to just you reviewing just Suicide Squad. It'll be that and, you know, uh, Suicide Squad, Deathstroke, and uh, Grayson. <laughs> <That'll be laughs> that's it. That's the only ones I'll have, and I'll be happy. I can go to bed. I can go to bed and wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. Freaking nonsense. Uh, by the morning. way, I, I have uh, today. I started out on my new um, dosage of Adderall. Uh-oh. How's it working? Is it uh, higher or lower? Oh, uh, higher. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I am focused. I'm sharp as a tack. Except for that anchor part that you're going to give yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I said it. It makes me uh, focus on how miserable I am. That's all it does. <laughs> my, my wife thought that it was going to make me happier, and uh, I don't know why. Uh, no. I'm just focused on being miserable. I'd be miserable, used too, if I had to take an Adderall suppository that the size right. of ivory dish no, soap. Actually, the suppository <laughs> part is the enjoyable part. It's the rest of my day that sucks. <laughs> he just keeps taking it yeah. out and putting it back in. It's eating my goddamn freaking plain oatmeal all the time. I, I have the worst life. All right. My, my, my anchor <laughs> choice is Norm Rapman, who I mentioned earlier. And again, Normie. I went with Eric's uh, theory there with, hey, what books do I really like and uh, how they look? And again, this is a team, again, with uh, Andrew Dollhouse because he is both on The Flash and on Batman Arkham Knight. And I just like the way both of those look. And hey, I I picked Norm Ratman. But uh, who'd you pick, Reggie? Uh, I picked Riley Rossmo, who works right now on Constantine the Hellblazer. just really like, I think that adds a lot to the book. It's got kind of a sprayed, like a frayed edges sort of uh, style. Uh, probably takes a long time to execute, I have a feeling. Yeah. See, um, I have a, I'm, I don't want to interrupt your pick, though, but I'm just so, uh, I don't understand because he's the pencil and he inks his own stuff. So having a, him do the same thing, I'm not even well, sure what know. I'm supposed to be looking at in between, you know? I, I, I sort of fudged it a little bit, you know what I mean? No, I, well, I'm just, I was curious. I'm sorry. Actually, well, I, I was going to ask you, Reggie, is that because it seems like just from doing the reviews and when we write up and even talking on the podcast, when we list the art team, I, is this something that's become more and more uh, prevalent that uh, pencilers are doing their own inkers? Or is that yeah. something that's always been? Because it seems like more and more this year we've seen more of uh, pencils more doing of their own anchor. And, that, and that's made this tough. You know, pencilers really having other inkers is something that really was huge in the 70s and 80s, but in the 90s with the rise of, like, you know, artists, the artist hero or the artist superstar, yeah. they started to ink their own work more and more. And some artists, obviously, they insist on it. 
But yeah. uh, so we have it's it's it was a tough category for that reason because a lot of these people are doing their own like inks. Juan Ferreira does his own inks as well, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, that just yeah. uh, there's a bunch in a like when we do the art, and the only reason I realize is because half the time we're doing an art team where we're reading and it's fucking eighteen fucking names yeah. that I don't I can't even pronounce. Well, uh, then all of a sudden you have like some that are just like one or two because you have Fa- the artist who's also the inker, a colorist, and the the letter. Fabok does his own inks as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, just not on Justice League. No, on Justice League. Oh, on Justice League. Yes. Well, you know stuff like that, and and Riley Rossmo is even kind of a weird pick because who else could do the inks for that book? It's so stylized. You know? I love, yeah. love it. it. But I think it, it's just a great look. I have a feeling. I mean, I've never seen Constantine Hellblazer pencils, but if you looked yeah. at those, they would look sort of plain, and then the inks come, and it sort of brings in this new crazy. Uh, flecked dimension, nice. you know. So what you're saying are the guys that do that are assholes. <laughs> they don't want yeah. anybody else to do the work. Oh, they they exactly. don't trust anybody. Correct. They want they want they want both paychecks. That's it. Yeah, that's, I actually that's one that thing I wonder. Sense, actually, yeah, I wonder oh, yeah. if do you do they get full two paychecks for that? For sure, they do. You I mean, you know, the, usually the artist. What is it? Usually a forty sixty writer artist, but the sixty they got to split it up among yeah, every, yeah, yeah. everyone that contributes. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, we'll move so on. So if you cut that, those people down, it's sort of like having a bed. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't know. But the one time I think it was Raphael Albuquerque we were talking to, and he actually said, like, the art thing, the best thing to do is do a lot of covers in a month. That He said he could, you can make a lot more by if you could get, like, five covers out there than actually yeah. just being stuck on one book. And you don't have to deal with the stupid writer. Well, yeah, and, you know, then you can make yeah. a kick-ass uh, cover that... Uh, Parodies the Killing Joke, and then they can throw it out the, the door. Uh, he, he got paid. He got paid. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of things. There's weird things in all in general of these books that get announced and then get don't ever come out. Most of these people, it seems, get paid. Like Alyssa and, Quintney on Mystic yeah, Alyssa You. Yeah, Quintney on that Mystic mm-hmm. You. And what was it? Um, did I tell you? Oh, uh, talked to a guy on Suicide Squad, the uh, the colorist or the artist on Suicide yeah. Squad. Um, Felipe Baronis, and he said the thing that gets screwed when they uh, get a book canceled, a lot of times the script has been already okayed and paid for, but they haven't started doing the art for it, and they don't get paid for that then. If it gets canceled ahead of time, I always kind of ticked off. All right, but Ryan, who is your choice for Inker? I chose Scott Hanna. He's worked on a few different of the New 52 and DCU books. Most recently, the Superman, Lois, and Clark, and Cyborg. That's um, a good ink. But he's been doing stuff for a long time. Uh, some of the early stuff I read, he worked on, like, Batman Nightfall. Mm-hmm. So he's been, Who doesn't love that? Uh, there yeah. he goes. <laughs> Mr. Nightfall. I like, too, he, he busts in with the, that's some good inks. He already told you he doesn't even know what inks are. Or that's some good <laughs> no, damn inks there. But he, no, he man, likes I put, Nightfall. I put it together with my Mark Deering, because a lot of times I, I notice Scott Hanna's name for some reason, and I uh-huh. it registers whenever the book is good. Those are some good Yo, ones. shut your mouth. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. That was all I had. Um, I'm not sorry, buddy. Nightfall is pretty sweet, huh? It is. (laughs) Love that nightfall. All right, Jody, who did you pick? Okay, I pretty much like Eric in the same boat, and I did not know what the fucking inker was. Exactly. Uh, All of a sudden, though, Eric knows. Talk to him now. The guy's a fucking expert. But uh, when Reggie was going on and on about how the entire thing worked, I looked at Constantine the Hellblazer again. 
looking at the points he made, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Riley Rosmo. All right. Yeah. That. That's that book why looks I fantastic. Was the star of the debate team. Yes. Well, I'm and, telling you, I was at that comic book shop on Sunday, and I haven't been to one in a while because I've been reading everything digitally. Mm-hmm. And I was holding the Constantine, I think it was number six with the Swamp Thing in it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at six or seven. Anybody remember? I think it was six. Okay, well, I was looking at it, and it, it looks so good just having it in your hands right there. I'm like, you know what? I might have to start picking up freaking actual books again. That was a beautiful. I love the way Swamp Thing was rendered in that issue, too. It just looked awesome. Nice. And we'll move on with Joel. And Joel is another one I see that's an artist who also does his own inks, I think. Okay, yeah, he does his own inks, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't listed, and I was like, well, I'm sure it's him. Yeah, I think uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. I chose a Barnaby Bagenda from Omega Men, and I just name. really, the art is really stylized, and the inks around it I think are really cool. Um, it could be really thick or really thin, depending on what you need, sure, and yeah. I just really like the shading of it. I like it thick. Who doesn't? <laughs> we know you do, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, right, man. Yes. Reach now, underneath your sink, Joel, get some Q-tips, have deal, a good Joel, time. You tell, try to, tell me, tell Eric, actually, convince him that Omega Men's a good book, please. Somebody yes, please. Somebody, somebody please come. convince me He's of yelling about it today. Eric, Eric, Eric. It's a good book. Yeah, yeah. it is. When I, yeah, it's when not I, convincing. Okay, when, right. I, when I read the first um, <laughs> Sorry, issue, yeah. I felt like it was like the Star Wars prequels on like steroids yeah. and like insane oh, action. I like the prequels. I was like, good. No, when, let's good. not go prequels, but yes. <laughs> when I first saw the preview, I was, at first I was like, uh, this is going to be just the Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff. And then they ripped out Kyle Rayner's throat. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I like, actually, yeah, there's a terrorist. So it's a Guardians and they rip out Kyle Rayner's throat. It's still Guardians ripoff. Then that's still good. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that character, Groot? Oh no, it's Brute. There you go. Gracious, he hates. I can't defend that one. Yes, he hates it though. (laughs) I'm telling you, I actually I'm starting to fade a little on it. I was really big at the beginning, and I've started fading a little on that book, but only because. Well, only because the story hasn't gone forward enough, uh, and it's you know we only get to uh, 12 issues, and then it's yeah. And I, I, I do want it to seems be- like a trade waiter to me. I mean, I think it's going to read great in the trade, yeah. but it's just it's like month to month. It just sucks, you know. It's yeah, it was too, that fan outcry. Slow. That fan outcry was a little odd. What, what's uh, that? I think it sells twelve thousand a month now. If that. Yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't. Twelve fifty a month. No. no, was it? Yeah, Jody, did you tell me about that? That you heard that it was uh, the uh, other writers and editors that yeah. actually spoke up about it. I have no idea. Okay. I, I thought it was you who told me. Somebody <laughs> told me. That was an that was an interview with uh, Didio and Jim Lee. Okay. I guess right after that happened, and Jim Lee said it was more the internal people, okay. the writers and editors were. So it was Jim Lee who told me. Really. Yeah, yeah, somebody must, actually, must maybe it was you, Reggie, me. maybe you read you it and you told me, but yeah, Probably. I was freaking that goddamn outcry. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. But That yeah. is, we paid for this already, we gotta put something out. Yeah, yeah, right. That's something to do with it, too. That's actually like the uh, the book coming up, the, uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? The, the anthology one? Yeah, that, what Legends is it? Legends of Tomorrow, Legends right? Legends of Tomorrow anthology. Holy moly, that's gonna be a disaster. Garbage. I mean, I, that's, that's, that number one issue, my prediction right now, 9,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get out of here. I'm telling you. What was Telos, the first issue? Telos was like 20? Yeah. And people at least, I'm telling you, nine. Nine. I want to see Firestorm again. I want to read all those stories, but I think anyone coming to it 
from the show is going to leave very pissed off. Well, you they're, know, yeah. they're like, what the hell is this shit? Here's, <laughs> you, go, you go into the comic book store and you see it and you go, oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, it, it's eight dollars. It's a seven ninety nine yeah. book. I think that right away takes half of the people like no. I, it is it is a good value though, isn't it? Like oh, it is. It's got so, I mean, like it's, five it's stories that, in it. But, you know, when you look at a comic next to it that's three bucks, you're like, well, that's yeah. a... Over Little Eric Shea might buy that just to get the more bang for his buck. No, I don't think <laughs> Little Eric Shea would buy an $8 book. No, he yeah, didn't have $8. So. No, no, you did not have $8. But now, can, can I officially say that's the end of the first section? I yeah. Well, we didn't, we, we, didn't pick, we, didn't, we didn't pick somebody. Oh, we, oh Jesus, this is just the worst. I'm not used to this. Seeing seven, everybody. All right. <laughs> See you in 20. All right, well, I'm going to pick because it seems like Riley Rossmo wins because two people picked him. That's how, that's the, how it goes. And I'll agree. I think Riley Rossmo is awesome. And fuck it. For that June sneak peek, though, I was really apprehensive about the new concept because I'm like, ah, I don't see this art working for it. And then that first issue came out, changed my mind completely. That book really only works in my mind because of that art. When there was uh, Ming Doyle, I think, was doing the art for like a two or three issues. Yeah, it didn't work. I did not like it as much. No. Mm, it's true. And, and just recently, it has seemed to like a story is now happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not the walking tour of. Just walking. Yeah, it was the. <laughs> Which I still like, week, though. City of I the month. Enjoy it. Visually, it was awesome, but it just on and on and on. It was like, you know, Constantine has really strong legs. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. But are we going to go to the break then, or you want to yep. have somebody introduce themselves? No, nope, nope, break. Break time. Just break. All right. See, that's loosey-goosey. All right. Let's go to the break, and we'll be right back with part two. Boosh. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking around. This is the first break of the night. And what we're going to do in these breaks are myself, Eric, and Reggie are going to read some listener mails with their picks uh, so you can see what uh, some people other than us think. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh my goodness. But here we go. The first one is from J-Man. J-Man picked best ongoing series in DC Comics. He says it is Grayson. And what he says is if no other DC title has given us a pre- 52 and new 52 feel quite like Grayson as well as taking well-established character in a new direction and I agree with him uh, he also added the best ongoing series from any publisher which Jamin I don't remember I was asking that but I'll, I'll include it uh, he says Imperium from Valiant Comics he said the series started in the beginning of 2015 coming out of the Harbinger series Josh Dysart Dysart I don't know I'm terrible with names is the only writer who can throw in politics great action many dark humor moments and an amazing supervillain as the star of the series the art has been on point from issue to issue then he says best dc writer tom king the best writer from any publisher here he goes again fred van lenty or lent from valiant comics and he says just read ivar time walker enough said i want to know jay you, you mentioned a comment for the uh, Valiant Comics Fred Van Lant, but nothing about Tom King. Oh, you stinker. Uh, the next one, best artist, Jason Faubach. Best single issue he throws in, Green Lantern Annual number three. This is the finale of the Godhead event. It is also the event that changed the structure of the Green Lantern theme books. It had several jaw-dropping moments. How can you not like an epic battle between Kirby's new gods and the Green Lanterns with Hal Jordan finding an unexpected solution? Although he had some Blue Lantern power boosting help, Hal carries a city on his back. Ooh, wait, just like me in the podcast, and that is a, a jab at Eric. 
Biggest moment and biggest news story. DC Comics decides to listen to none of their fans and give us a shitty Convergence series with lackluster two-part side Convergence stories. A DCU campaign that had to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks feel to it. And a pointless, off-putting, poorly executed change to each member of the Trinity. And that is from J-Man from Santa Barbara. Thanks, J-Man. And my second one for this break is from Manship. Manship says, Writer of the Year, Mike Johnson. Loved his Star Trek Green Lantern miniseries, and he finished Supergirl with a bang. That Bad Earth 2 issue was not his fault, and I still enjoyed it. And he writes Star Trek. Big Star Trek fan, and I hate Star Trek, so take that, Manship. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and you can only be one. Artist of the Year, easily Howard Porter for his work on Justice League 3000 and 3001 and Superman. Says the story, our series of the year, still love me some Justice League. New God stuff is mind candy to me. Says issue of the year, which I don't remember us asking. American Alien number two, which I loved as well. Moment of the year, show moment uh, for the podcast, he says, is the Evine Live. Uh, yeah, he was hooked after that. And of course, that was when Eric's big, stretched, ugly face was on TV. And I talked, uh, didn't know what I was talking about. And that was that. His comic moment. 2016 saw a return for both Jughead and Parallax. I can't pick between them. Sorry. And that is from, signed from Manstrips. But uh, thank you both of you, J-Man and Manship. And we're going to go back to the show now. The first one, now, I'll tell you, we even said off the break that that first bunch of nonsense, those three, nobody wants to hear them. I think it was Joel. <laughs> was it you, Joel? Who said nobody wants to hear that garbage letter, color, and anchor. We're going to pick up the pace now. Yeah, we got, not wrong. Yeah. We're going to pick up the pace because Ryan's getting tired. I need, so, need to get, somebody a, get, him, get a Red Bull and get, pour it in my eyes. Get him a freaking blankie. Ryan and I are, are an hour behind, and we're the most tired. Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, we have just started. This is going to be a 10-hour affair, and it's going to be... For charity, don't worry, guys. <laughs> but we're going to start with Eric is going to start it off, and the category here is Biggest News Story. Take biggest away, News Story? Biggest News Story. I got Bill Finger finally receiving credit in other media for the Batman creation. Is it, who's clapping? Me. <laughs> It's a good freaking event. It's a big news it, story, man. It was, it was huge. It really, it really is huge. Uh, I don't know what the legal wrangling was, but this is a, a big thing and a great thing. You know, I was, I was glad to see it myself. It's one of the oldest things I can remember going to the comic book shop and people bitching about Bob Kane getting all the credit all the time and how much yeah. like uh, Bill Finger contributed to creating Batman, Robin, Joker, Penguin, all the characters that we know and love. Mm-hmm. And it was just huge to me. You know, he's going to be show, he showed up in Gotham this year, and he'll be showing up in Batman v Superman as we saw the trailers for. And what was what was the first? Wasn't that going to be the first thing that it was going to show up in? And then all of a sudden, it started showing up in in some of the comics as well. I think it yeah. wasn't it Eternal that all of a sudden it showed up in, or mm, one of I those. Or I forget detectives. what it was, but yeah, it might have been Detective. But yeah, at one point I heard it was going to be like months away, and then all of a sudden it just started showing up. Even it just dropped out of nowhere, like digital freaking titles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you think of how many Batman stories have been dedicated to Bill Finger, you know, and people have been trying to put the spotlight on him for a few decades now. Uh, People have written books about it. Yeah, I read that book. It was, you know, a a children's book, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay. 
See, that's how big it is. Reggie's reading children's books because of it. I know. So, well, I was going to say I only read children's books. So, oh, my bad. Kind of my reading level. The only one you understand. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, we'll move on then. Uh, we're going to go to my choice, which was the announcement of the DCU, the YOU. And Again, here's the thing. It's funny with the biggest news story. It doesn't mean the best. It doesn't mean, exactly. uh, you know, good news. And this, I thought, was the biggest thing. because Good news! We had, all of a sudden, we had news, convergence. Everyone. And we heard about this move and the convergence and all that crap. And, again, as convergence went on, uh, personally, I was getting more and more pissed off. Each week, uh, the second month. it was just going. Again, even, and I'll even say beforehand, and that's one of our things later, but... Uh, I liked Convergence at the beginning, and yeah. I wanted to see where it came from. And it seemed like, okay, this is going to lead to something. And then all of a sudden, they just dropped that DCU, the YOU. I had to keep yeah. saying it at that point. And to me, like again, right off the bat, Eric was pissed because it was the story over continuity bit. Fucking nonsense. And, that, and yeah. it just was weird because even now, I think even the last podcast, we were uh, kind of bitching and moaning to each other because this story over continuity is kind of, it's like a pick and choose type of thing. And mm. it, it did allow some like a um, uh, Section 8 to right. be released, or say a Bizarro, and, or even, yeah. and you know, Batmite. And it did allow those. But it, that's. Bizarro. Yeah, and that seemed to be. The one of the main things were to get these minis out, these six issue minis. You don't yeah. have to retool everything to have some minis out of continuity. That's the thing. I, I think they could have done it anyway. Yeah. You know? And and the, what really annoyed me was DC was really, and still are recalcitrant to say whether or not it's like the end of the new Fifty Two. Yeah. Even though they're doing something new, they just kind of like didn't weren't clear about it. They and made it seem like a marketing direction. And in fact, yeah. And in fact, that's why I thought they announced it because they wanted to just say, okay, let's get rid of the new Fifty Two, and of course they got, you know, the logo is gone or whatever, mm. but it didn't really make a change. No. It, it, it kind of just... It changed a bit. They said, whenever we saying, fuck it, up, it's, it's okay now. Yeah, it's pick and choose. It also allowed, like, say, the uh, that Justice League of America, the Brian Hitch book to kind of right. show up. And, yeah. and again, I remember when people were kind of like, well, you know, like Justice League, the book Justice League, you always have to suspend some disbelief because there's Batman, but now all of a sudden he's with the Justice League. And, he, but and now he's people, a god. And yeah, and, but yeah. people would already do that. Like, I'm telling you, there you would read Justice League, and yes, sometimes... We realize that this is taking place before yeah. the death of Batman. Yeah, or after, they'll tell us about it later. This is sliding continuity, but it, it, it just feels to me like when you have three Justice League books and none of them are supporting yeah. the changes to the core characters that no one gives a shit. That yeah. editorial, it's like they're at, they're at war with each other or something, and, and you know they, there's no collusion between them. I don't expect to see the truth Superman necessarily fighting Darkseid, but... Yeah. Some sort of a nod yeah. to it, and, and to, like I say, two two Justice League books, both of them taking place out of current continuity. Yeah. And what, even why? even some of the books last week, like Aquaman, uh, it, me and Eric argued about it on the podcast. Aquaman shows up in his truth shirt, but he's flying and has heat vision. You don't know what what is going on. Well, I, and again, yeah. they give you the quote unquote, "Well, that's story over continuity." And, yeah, and, and yes, that's fucking I, nonsense. I think it was a lazy way they were moving. And then even with this DCU, I'll throw in. The, the garbage that's been there, uh, proofreading and editing has been oh, awful. It has been. And I, I was 100%. told by a uh, secret source, I'd like to say, uh, <laughs> that they've had some problems because they lost half of their their yeah. staff of well, that, that part. That's a great lead-in 
to my biggest news yes, story of the year, which is that. DC Comics moved to Burbank, California, yes. which, which besides having this staffing problems, just sort of changed the tenor of, and I think it's probably changed the um, uh, power structure of DC Comics mm -hmm. at this point. I have a feeling they're reporting a lot more directly to Warner Brothers and yeah. to... Uh, yeah, because they're right there. They're yeah. right there in the same building right there, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were were created. They were like, "Oh, comics were created in New York City." I don't think that means shit. But anything, I think that uh, I think that you know, just shifting the power base from comics to the entertainment is the bigger change. You know. Now, uh, do you agree with me though that that move and using that as the excuse for convergence was a bunch of bull crap? It had to be because. For as long as we knew about the move, you would think Convergence would have been a perfect, you know, would have had zero continuity errors, and it no. was just—it was junk. I mean, it was so screwed up from front to back. I, I'd be surprised if they even thought about it six months before it came. I, I, I'm telling you, and even that, I, I still don't understand why they couldn't have made two issues in a regular run of a comic while yeah. people who weren't about like, do you think we made the joke? Do you think Scott Snyder was loading up the U-Haul? And, yeah, and going yeah. there, there's no way. It, Him and Greg Bull had each end of the couch walking up the freaking yeah. little ramp there, slipping a little bit. Van, Jensen, outside. Van Jensen's in charge of buying pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it was so ridiculous, though, that they made that as an excuse, like, oh, we're moving. That's why we have to do this convergence. When, like you said, is it that they wanted to do it? Because if they wanted to, it should have been more planned out. Yeah. And in all in all, now that we look back at it uh, over the years, oh, it was nonsense. It yeah. really and did nothing. Even, even after Convergence, because you look at how hard they leaned on the what's Telos's secret identity, yeah. Yeah. and then they drop it in page two of issue two of Telos. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Hey, I did a lot of research to find that out before I turned that yeah, page. Before you turned that page. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That was, yeah, that, I kind of want that to be my best moment. Yeah. yeah. But even, even when they went, you know. Sleuthing unnecessarily for hours. I, I just, this whole move, like, I, I agree with you, Reggie, that it is a big thing because now, yes, they do have to report directly. Like, you know, they might be down the hall or at least down the street or whatever yeah. before, you know, you could pretend that the, the call's breaking up. <laughs> I can't hear you. In the classroom, they're right up front now. They don't get to hang out in the back no, and talk they don't the get flags. to hang in the back. But I, as I said in my piece for the site, this could be a good thing because yeah. it's, it's not like the direction has been so solid for DC uh, no. as a whole beforehand. Maybe they do need some kind of creative oversight. I mean, if, if they can throw some of that Berlanti magic on the comics, yeah. I, can't, I can't see that being a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll go on to Ryan, and Ryan's choice is what? Uh, the thing that I saw the most of was Greg Capullo uh, taking a sabbatical from the main Batman book, being yeah. Capullo and Snyder being the longest-running creative team in the New 52-slash-DCU, mm -hmm. that for him to, to actually step away and go do some work on a creator-owned uh, yeah. book. It really was, feels like it's about time at this point, too, though, because the book just feels a little stale with those two right now. It, yeah. it does. Uh, and, you know, th this bad. is what we call the comic creator's retirement plan, is to do a image book with Mark Millar. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how. Yep. Otherwise, there's nothing left in the coffers when uh, you, your your hand is too crippled to draw. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so, it, it's, 
It's funny, uh, Reggie, because me and you were talking about this at one point uh, when it was first announced, and we even said then, not that we're, you know, it wasn't mumbo-jimbo or anything, but we said that that issue 50 had to be a oversize issue sure. uh, right before sure. then. And yeah, I, I keep hearing more and more, and I think that you told me earlier that uh, Bleeding Cool has that, you know, their big breaking story that isn't anything, that uh, yeah. they're going to have big changes. And I think that they've already said, I heard somebody already talking that they're already looking for Scott Snyder's replacement. And I don't I, I don't know what you guys think, how long it'll be after that 50. I, I think it's pretty soon. I think he's going to have a little bit of a, almost like a prologue to this deal, maybe six more issues after that, like 56 or so. Yeah, I know. Four. And they're going to let Scott Snyder yeah. wants to do. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that he's leaving and this whole thing with uh, Greg Capullo, uh, where he kept trying to say, like, oh, it's nothing. Is, yeah, I think it is something. I, I don't know that I think. It's secretly something. Yeah, I don't well, know that he's going to be back. Capullo's been kind of teasing it on Twitter for years. You know, we were contracted up to 50. We'll see yeah. what happens after 50. You know, to be honest, I was I was surprised to hear Snyder was going to stay on. Yeah. Although I'm sure it's just going to be, uh, you know, issues drawn by Jock and Sean Murphy yeah. and yeah. his usual gang of yeah. uh, yeah, furred artists. He'll probably get, get them all a bunch of paychecks and a, yeah, a bunch of the, prints they, of Batman they can sell at conventions. I don't know. And the, they'll move know, on to Wonder Woman or I something. I don't know his big bromance that he has with uh, Greg Capullo. Every freaking time I see Twitter, oh he's, like, he's like... And it's weird because he seems to push it a lot more than Greg Capullo. He's like, I bought this new Robin jacket to wear on the motorcycle with Greg Capullo. I'm thinking he's in the back hugging Greg Capullo. Going he's actually in the sidecar. Yeah, he's freaking in the chopper. Capullo shows love, oh too, though. You know, the two of them yeah, are using a pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they, like, after they leave, say they do leave, say that uh, issue 55, 53, whatever, that uh, Scott Snyder leaves, would you want them together on another book? Or do you think yeah. that you would rather have them break up and uh, kind of go their separate ways and do stuff with other people. I think I would actually rather see them take over an event book. Yeah. A Greg cool. Capullo, Scott Snyder universe-wide event book would That'd be, be pretty really cool. nice. The, yeah. the I mean, whole thing with Scott Snyder, though, it seems weird because he keeps doing these events. Like I'm saying, event, uh, the Eternal books. Guy never writes any of the issues. No. He just he's like freaking J.J. Abrams. It's he's from the mind of it. Scott Snyder. <laughs> and then he just yells shit and walks down the hall. And I don't know. He writes things on napkins and hands them off to James, uh, yeah. James Tynan or freaking. You know, the, the two of them obviously have a good working relationship, though. I, I would like to see them do something else. Well, in, uh, actually, DC. just for goof, what book would you want them to do? Right. I kind of want to see him do Wonder Woman. Okay. Ooh, what, how you about know? you, Ryan? Putting you I on the spot. Make, I think they could make a really cool Flash book. Okay. Well, <laughs> how about you, uh, Joel? I liked Reggie's Wonder Woman. Uh, definitely a Green Arrow. That needs to be tuned that's up big. I, that's what I think. Uh, no, I'd say Green Arrow as how well. How about you, Jody? Green Arrow, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think they would do a pretty good Green Arrow. Yeah. And even get it back to like I like the Jeff Lemire uh, Green Arrow. I thought was awesome. I know that Eric hated it. Something's got to change with Green Arrow. They'll make it good again. Well, it's, Sorrentino was a lot of that Jeff Lemire. I love Lemire. I love I, that. I, I love Sorrentino. I so loved good. it. 
I'm uh, telling also, you. Also, I think Capullo could be cool on a book like a dark book, like Justice League Dark. You go back to that old Spawn Man, style. And it'd be cool maybe. if they actually had, you know, a dark Justice League Dark come back. And yeah, they'd be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you wanted to read. Also, you have to want to read the damn thing. Cause yeah, what here's about? the thing. <laughs> if, if you actually get any book and throw Scott Snyder on, people are going oh, to read it. And it's a 10 out of 10. You don't even have I'm to. I'm saying if, if Riley Rossmo relieves Constantine, Capullo could probably pick that up really easily. I think so. That would, that, would, that would not be a bad idea. You know, he's got a good, he's got a good dark style that he hasn't used a lot on Batman. He's kind of yeah. developed uh, an interesting cartoony style. The faces are the biggest problem on Batman, oh, I nice. think. But otherwise, like the, I love his action, his plotting. Uh, it's, all, it's, it's all great. In the, 90s, I, in the 90s, I was in love with Spawn. I read every goddamn issue of his. Yeah. Well, was, and has anybody, did anybody here read uh, Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I was actually just gonna say I think a Snyder Capullo new Swamp Thing could be that could be good. Really yeah. good. That could be good. Actually, the more I think of it, I think I'm changing my things. I said uh, Green Arrow all along. I wouldn't mind the Wonder Woman, and with the Finches on it right now, it's it's not been very good. So I think need something. All right, and what is uh, Jody's pick? I picked Omega Man Uncancelled because. In all honesty, I've never heard of a book being uncanceled. I've heard it being rebooted. I've seen it just all start over. I've never actually seen a comic actually go like, oh, it's canceled. Two days later, yeah. up, up, it's back. It's back. It's alive. From Van <laughs> Outcry, quote, quoted. Yeah, yeah, I found that. The weirdest thing about that is, uh, and it, it, it blows my mind a lot of times when we see this and we report, even on the podcast, where, and just in general looking, when a book is announced as being canceled, the sales tank. Right yeah. after that, yeah. and they announced Omega Man was canceled, and then they quickly uncanceled it, and the sales have tanked. They, <laughs> they are awful now, and I'm, every month I look at these sales, and I'm like, really? And I don't know if it's one of those where, like you said, they they needed a space to fill. I thought it was because it was something to do with Kyle Rayner that yeah. would lead into the whole uh, Lost Army, that uh, bit of thing. was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know now. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be that. I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, but, yeah, that is an odd one to, to uncancel. I don't think I've ever heard of that either, you know. And, and i got to say, it shows that there's no real collusion between uh, DC Brass and the editorial and creative staff no. because it right. was canceled and then... Reading the news, obviously the you know the internal staff yeah. championed it. It's, you you would have thought they would have had an idea. There would have been some sort of a announcement, but I think it just shows that DC is definitely a top-down kind of company. It's yeah. not really a lot of. I'm uh, telling you that talks. even yeah that even goes with a lot of times we talk to these people like uh, Eric mentioned Alyssa Quintney who had that um, the Mystic U. Mm-hmm. That was announced. It was going to come out, and then, again, I it probably will. The way uh, mumbo jumbo said, <laughs> so it has to be true. But uh, it's weird because when we talk to people in this situation, even like I said, I talked to that Felipe Baronas on uh, uh, Suicide Squad, and the issue that they had was nobody seems to know what's going on. Like I said, that Felipe Baronas, Felipe Baronas was ready to draw up a, a an issue. And then basically, oh, no, don't do that. He had no idea. Oh, they... oh, oh. What's, What's that? that? Um, the call dropped for me real quick. Oh, that's uh, it. Uh, but no, the Catwoman, what, like the reason why Catwoman was, oh, no, no, not uh, Black Canary was pushed back. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Recently, heard yeah. And we heard that it was because there was a snafu between uh, people not knowing who was doing the art on the issue. 
one artist so thought that somebody else done. was doing it, and yeah. that artist was never called, and then it was just never done. Yeah, that's that's wow. kind of the word that we mm-hmm. got. Oh, we heard though was going on with that, but very. Is odd. that why the last one was done by Pia yeah. Guerra? Yeah. Yep, that's why it seemed that that was the case. Which is a pretty great artist just to pull out of your ass. I gotta yeah. say, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like. It's, yeah, really. She's, she's more than just a fill-in artist. She did Why the Last Man, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And the last bit of this is Joel's choice. Okay, my biggest news story, and I think that I think it was this year. It was the announcement of the DC Cinematic Universe or the Extended Universe, uh, because we're finally getting a Justice League movie. I haven't been the biggest fans of um, the books. Their cartoons aren't that great, although I love Teen Titans. So, yeah. but I really love the Man of Steel. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Batman v Superman. So I'm really excited to we're finally getting a whole cinematic universe. I don't care about the competing with Marvel thing. I'm just excited that my heroes that I grew up with are on the yeah. big screen. Damn right. It does You're look about promising. Doomsday. You're excited about that Doomsday? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Yes. Not, uh, not the biggest fan of that laugh British? of the latest Hello. trailer. Hey, you Hello, like love Stryker. Govna. You ain't the biggest fan of that. Hey, Govna. I didn't know. You know, I, I haven't. I haven't seen one Batman vs Superman trailer. I, I avoid all the trailers online because oh, really? there's too, ma- there's just too many of them. Did they play that like, one before Star Wars? Well, that's that's the first one I saw. It was okay. the one before Star Wars, and I and I gotta say. I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was very promising. I thought a lot of the images that I was seeing were looking cool. Uh, it looks grimmer, you know what I mean? It looks grimmer yeah. than average Marvel movie, but that doesn't translate to being bad. And the story sounds like it could be interesting. Wonder Woman looked awesome. awesome. I mean, yeah, just I was yeah. just like, I'm ready now, you know, for that movie. She looks great. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely is promising that we could I mean, see some cool my- movies. Despite my nitpicks that I put out in the top five, I'm so excited for it. Batman yeah. versus Superman. Mm. The, the thing that I thought was uh, crazy is that they show Doomsday in the trailer, so you get the idea that that he's kind of, uh, you know, there's something else going on. Yeah. I yeah. hope that they just didn't spoil, you know, the big the thing big, right there. The big bad. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh. Plus, who would think we would get a Suicide Squad movie? Like, are you kidding? Seriously? Yeah, like, oh, and, like no. the trailer looked amazing. Um, I was at a convention in uh, Wichita, and I got to meet Jai Nitz, the guy who invented Diablo, and he yeah. got to go on set to Suicide Squad, and he met the whole cast, including Will Smith. Yeah. And it was oh. insane just to yeah. know that. And that's actually the, the one thing that I'm worried about is Will Smith. Really? Yeah, just because he's Will Smith, and you know it's him, and it just. Oh, yeah, I want Deadshot, not Will Smith. That's exactly that's why yeah, he's got the mask the whole time. I know. It's just mask still, he's not too. wearing that mask the they're whole time. He's gonna barely wear that mask. Yeah, and that's that's part of my worry too is that they're they're gonna play up the big actor instead of the uh, role of Deathstroke. But we'll see. Yeah. I like the guy, man can't act so. Yeah. Now, I just want to bring back to Batman v Superman trailer, but I just want to know if I'm alone here. The thing that really hyped me up the most about it was that scene that it's a really quick clip, but where Batman's up against the wall, then quick shoots his grappling hook and swings away. That, that is, is the tough. most Batman thing I've ever seen cinematically, and it, it got me so excited. Yeah, he like he like peels. Oh yeah, I loved it. Thing and zip that that was awesome. That, That's yeah, the thing I'm most excited for. Oh. Yeah. That also lightning bolt behind it. There's the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was some awesome images, you know. Uh, I don't and I don't know why people don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he, I I thought he, he seems, seems to have a perfectly nice like that, chin. But then I've started to. Now I am for Batfleck. Uh, you know, 
what, what do you need to be Batman? You need to have a chin. A chin. Well, and my, <laughs> my rationale for it was always that you're not looking for someone to play Batman because any anybody can be dark and brooding and stoic. Yeah. You're looking for someone who can play Bruce Wayne, which is a rich, entitled, womanizing douchebag. And that's him. And he can do it. Yeah, I know. He's, that's but we got a little bit too much of that, in my opinion, with Batman and Robin, where George Clooney could play Bruce. He could not play Batman. No, not at all. I freeze. I'm Batman. Yeah, we're yes. not. We're not. We're not too concerned with that movie. No, uh, we we strike that one from the record. Also, though, I I can't believe how well the freaking Dark Knight's a bat suit translates to film. I thought that yeah. that was going to be one of the, a huge problem, and it's the best looking Batman suit I've ever seen. It looks better than than uh, oh yeah Christian Bale's best. Oh yeah, exactly. those right stubby ears, man. Those I stars. love those stubby ears. Some really pops. All right. All right. So, biggest moment. What we got, everybody? All right. So, the biggest news story, I'm, sorry, yes. I'm going to ask Reggie. What do you say, Reggie? I'm going to have to say it was DC Comics moves to Burbank, California. The Pixels DC shattering pick. moment of yes. the year. All right. That is the winner. And we're going to move on to what is the next one? I'm looking at my thing. The best, event. best event or story arc. And we're going to start with Joel. I didn't know it was story arc. I just chose the best event, and right. I chose a uh, dark side war because it didn't piss me off like Convergence did. Nice. <laughs> Which is a great reason. It's an awesome reason, honestly. When you cannot, if you, when you can go into a comic book and not be pissed about something, that's amazing. That is always yeah. a plus, well, especially this year. And I know, yeah, and I know Dark Side War isn't over, but I have enjoyed it at least the first uh, part. But I can't think of any other events this year that I like. Yeah, that was my my issue. Is I tried not to pick an event that wasn't over, and I struggled. Uh, I almost I, picked Godhead till I realized it was 2014. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, and next is Jody. I picked Multiversity because I love the multiverse, and that was just a heaping ball of multiverse and crazy, just like yeah. I like it. I love that series. I was I I'm thinking of, and I may not get around to doing a. Uh, review of the collection really? of the trade collection because it reads very differently for, for one thing it's a lot more coherent but it's exactly. reading the reading the issues one after another like that in that kind of format really makes it uh, the story builds more uh, over time and, and I thought that was I just love it I love anything multiversity I thought he did a great job I love a lot of the individual issues with the Nazi one being my least I favorite said, I, actually I, I... Actually, my main thing that I took from Multiversity is Eric wished there was more Hitler in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in everything. I, I had a lot of issues, but like trying to get into it because of the reading it on a monthly basis. Like, one, like you know, you read it once and you have to wait a month, and you read it again and you're trying to remember everything exactly, that happened. Yeah. Especially with the Grant Morrison story, it's crazy. And I just had a lot of t like I I had a really hard time trying to get into it. It, it really is a different experience as a collection. Uh, yeah. It's it almost takes away from the theme of you know the individual comics and infiltrating other dimensions and seeding this uh, giant egg monster whatever gentry the gentry yes. but uh it, it reads a lot better I, I would i mean i wouldn't say to buy it again if you have the comics but yeah. you know, yeah. reading them in one clip would be the way to check it out oh yeah definitely mm. well we're gonna Except switch over we're gonna switch over to ryan because ryan i think you picked the same thing yes i did technically it started in 2014 but uh like at least half of it happened in this year. And it's so strong. Like, yeah. He's um, the rules lawyer over here. <laughs> that's right. 
You'll, you'll yell at me later on my best team up because my best team up actually was from 2014. But. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. I told you nonsense. We got to get rid of Jim and, and Jim and Eric. Please, no I'll go to bed. I'll, I'll go off right now. Anything <laughs> well, else you want to talk about multiversity, Ryan? Uh, just I love Grant Morrison and the the Gentry character being a, a really nice bit of Morrisoning. Yeah, really turning the whole look on its ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was drawn beautifully by all the different artists, and it was just oh, yeah. nice to sort of leapfrog across all those different worlds yeah. and having that huge map that laid out and the guidebook that touched on all the different yeah. worlds. It was just a really neat thing. What was, your favorite, really cool. what was your favorite world? I thought the Hitler world was actually the best. You liked that I, the most? I liked Earth-20 with Doc Fate. Oh, that's what that. I like the most. I though, love I think. that one. That was I like that. I like the the uh, Shazam world too. Thunderworld. That, that yeah. be, Thunderworld. That would be that. second place, and Hitler world would be third. What do you, did you did you guys like the Charlton world that was like not quite Watchmen? It, not quite Watchmen, but totally Watchmen. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean that. I wanted to see the rest of that story. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that was that was an experiment in storytelling. You know the way you can yeah. read it yeah. forwards and backwards, and it was a cool gimmick. But overall, I'd say that the actual story was not... I had such a hard time reading so that book. Did you try reading it backwards? No. Well, try, it try it out. Upside down? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your choice, Reg? Uh, my choice this year was really more of an event in my life, and that was All-Star Section 8 by uh, <laughs> Ennis and McCray. I, I, I love that book, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought that it had more... Uh, it said more fundamentally about the DC universe than almost anything this entire year by casting the entire multiverse as a drunken slob's dream. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I but I just love that book so much. It it it, it uh it was it hit me right in my funny bone, my my twelve year old funny bone. It brought the brought Mad back, Magazine back to you. Totally brought back Mad yeah. Magazine, and that even had the same kind of a style of art like you might see sure from like Fort Drucker. Uh, you know, it was silly. It was goofy, but I would say one thing: it was consistent throughout the run. You know, the, some issues a little bit better than others, but pretty much everyone delivering what you want to see, which is six-pack puking and pooping himself. <laughs> and uh, it end, it ended very, you know, it ended very satisfyingly. And I was like, you know, that was a book I liked every issue, you know, from from one through six. It was. Uh, yeah, and what was weird about that is it came out with Bizarro and Batmite. They, the, yeah, obviously, yeah. they came out, yeah. and basically all three had the same story. It was mm-hmm. just like uh, going around, and now the Harley's uh, Black Book is the exact same, same story thing, yeah. again. And yeah, I think that of all those, uh, All-Star Section 8 was definitely the strongest of yeah. those three. And, the and it really was actually it, funny. Yeah. The, the bitch of it is, I never finished the series because Reggie took it over, and since we didn't talk about it on the podcast, I didn't read it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I read, read one through five, and never read six. It's Tell funny, you, Reggie. It's funny too, though, because of how like I'm telling you, when people reviewed that. There were tens and there were threes. People were appalled. Yeah, there were yeah. some people. Uh, <laughs> and it was hilarious. Yes, our, our friend Jay Yaws from Batman News hated it. In fact, he dropped it. He was reviewing it. He's, he didn't even do all six issues. <laughs> he said he couldn't stand it. And it just, I didn't know why because I it was hilarious to me. But again, if that's not your sort of thing. We're I six know sons of bitches. He's a very yeah. religious fellow as well. I don't uh, know if that played into it. But yeah, that's my sense of humor. You know, Exactly. It's a shock that I like the toilet humor. But. Yeah. All right. Now, my pick was, I'm looking, uh, yeah, my pick was Convergence. 
<laughs> Everybody job, hates convergence. I'm telling you, I put, I know, I know, and I, I hated a lot of convergence, but I also loved a lot of convergence, so I went with it. I even put in my little write-up on the site that it was like the tallest midget in the circus, mm-hmm. some of these books. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Superman book that now the Superman, uh, Lois and Clark came yes. from, one, mm-hmm. of my, one of the best two issues that I read in a long time. Yeah, that's really that good. Point. I love that. I like the question. I liked Swamp Thing, and again, that Swamp Thing gave us Len Wein being able to go and do another Swamp Thing. Yeah, with As, Kelly Jones. Yeah, awesome. uh, again, that was really good. The, the thing that I, I think that Convergence gets a bad rep, because when, when some of the books went bad, they went really bad. And I'm looking at you, Joel, because you said that the Adam book was your favorite. That was a bunch of garbage. That was the worst. I hated that. I'm mega telling you, I'm telling you mega, mega hands. hands it was life. like freaking Dave Grohl in the Everlong video, slapping people around. <laughs> you, you might as well have said that Supergirl Matrix was your favorite. Yeah, Supergirl Matrix. I, I, I like Supergirl Matrix. Okay, off. I'm like. Oh. But then again, so this it, it was a little thing. stupid though. This is why I think Convergence wasn't as bad as even I thought it was because it did have something for everyone. Yeah. Uh, everyone jumped in, and even um, the problem with it in general of saying I like it as an event is the actual event book was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the thing. The worst thing about Convergence. Book. Yes. Was and the book Convergence? All I think of is Telos <laughs> and how awful that was. But actually, the things, and also, I'll even say, when Dan DiDio came out and had that video, oh, here we go, we're going to have Convergence, and these are the characters that you loved, and we're going to finish their stories. That's a bunch of hooey. They it did is a bunch of hooey. Didn't, they didn't end any stories. It was a bunch no. of crap. And all the stories that we had were finished. Yeah. And then, uh, again, they, they end with, uh, what, Supergirl, Flash, uh, Lois and Clark, and Parallax. Uh, Parallax going off to stop the... Uh, the crisis. crisis. That's Which I what I want to see. I am yeah. so shocked that I'm, I love the Superman, Lois, and Clark. I'm actually shocked that we didn't get a mini out of that to say what happened with Crisis. I am. Tony, I wanted that so bad. And if anything, if Convergence brought us, I wanted that freaking Crisis redo. They've just uh, glossed yeah. over that. I, re- I really think that it's odd because yeah, everybody had to wanted to see that, and I mean that's to, what I, they're waiting for. I wanted to be a bit like the Star Trek reboot, where some things are the same, but now that we got this alternate. Time timeline where these other characters come in and everything's changed now and that was amazing to me that they would go into it but never happened yeah i I have no idea what happened if they freaking destroyed the multiverse saved the multiverse what what happened to the anti-mind no idea it has to be something that they're keeping aside to to bring out and in fact you think but i have no idea we talked about they had to bring out that talos book right away yeah Yeah. that's the most important um, thing in the thing there was a weird thing where we talked to howard porter actually i talked to howard porter when uh i wanted him to give eric a happy birthday and we were just kind of talking. That's when I made a mistake and thought he was on uh, sugar and spike. And he seemed to get miserable because he wasn't. But he actually mentioned that there's a promo event coming up or an event coming up. And I don't know if he meant to say it or it slipped or whatever. He wouldn't tell me what it was. Uh, maybe it's that. Maybe they're going to have a mini crisis and how this was averted. I, it's weird. People are going to hate it, but I, I really want to see it. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Crises are good. Oh, my big, yeah. my biggest complaint with the uh, uh, convergence, though, besides from the main book, is I was so looking forward to Zero Hour, and uh, those books seem to be the worst for me. I don't know why. It just they did not feel right, except for Superboy. Well, there's there is a reason for that, Eric. What's that? 
Zero hours yeah. sucked. That's, yeah, Eric, that's Eric's I, thing. I was reading the, the book so hardcore back then, and little, I loved little it. Eric Shea. Little, little Eric Shea. Little Eric Shea. Little fat little Eric Shea with his fucking thick glasses trying to freaking I, see through those. I don't want to play no more. Uh, what's your What's your inventor or deal, Eric? Mine is He-Man The Eternity War. Does anybody read He-Man here? Nope. I read your reviews of He-Man. Okay. So you read the book? Yes. <laughs> Did anybody play with He-Man? No. Nope. Watch the cartoon back in the day. Yes. Yes. No. Nope. I'm saying that's the greatest. That's the greatest part about the He-Man Eternity War is that you had this conception. It's you know He-Man versus Skeletor. We had the normal stuff that we've been used to for 30 years. This turns everything that we know on its head. Shit happens like King Hiss becomes uh, uh, now who's now King Adam, He-Man. He-Man breaks his power sword, can't transform anymore. Uh, Hordak is killed by Skeletor. Skeletor pretty much becomes Hordak. It's an amazing. It twists and turns every issue. It's so much fun. Wow. But nobody knows anything about it. I don't it. even it's know what you're heathens. talking about. Yeah, I know you. You just said a bunch of words. <laughs> what the hell is he, man? Uh, What's Dan Adler has done a fan podcast. Dan, and this is this is DC book. Yeah, yeah sure. Is. That's that is true. Know. Sure, it is in your imagination. Yeah, I, <laughs> a bunch of heathens. They crossed over. You know, he made crossed over. Exactly, and that's still continuity. Oh yeah, that's and I, I read that and enjoyed that miniseries quite a lot, but I just what? fell off with this new, new book. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to Dan Abbott taking over Aquaman and Earth Two Society because how much he's put into this book. But yeah. again, you and, even said you were worried because they also have that co-writer who's the big He-Man guy. Oh yeah, I'm there's, telling you, there's I a guy who Dan works Abbott for stuff that I'm yeah. that pleased with. That was just a, a Infinite Crisis to Digital yeah. First. Oh, that was awful. But yeah, it's He-Man: The Eternity War. It's an amazing book. If you like He-Man, have ever thought about He-Man, check it out because it's amazing. All right, and we're gonna. Oh well, what, who who's picking this one? Ryan, you get the pick. Who's the winner? It would have to go Multiversity yes, since it would. Yeah. I actually yeah. thought yeah. that. Yep, Multiversity nice. wins so. it. You know, I, I actually, I, I don't remember, Eric, were we actually doing where we read each other's books for the podcast at that point? Because I don't I think don't, so. Yeah, I don't know that I actually read Multiverse. <laughs> and if, if I said I did on the podcast, I might have been lying. Uh, <laughs> I remember, I think I actually did read the uh, the Nazi one. Right. But mm. I'm telling you, I was so confused. I jumped of course in, you did. Yeah, I, I was so <laughs> out of right it. in the middle. Oh, Jim yeah. hates the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was so confused. All right. You're a freaking oh, jerk. Ah, but we're going to move on to best single issue. And, Eric, we're starting with you. Oh, shit, with yeah. me. It's Batman and Robin number 40, the finale to the series. We had just got Damien back, and this book had struggled for so goddamn long because Damien died out of nowhere, so we're left with freaking Batman and whoever they decided to pick for a story arc. And it was not very good for most of it. But then we got Damien back. The motherfucker had superpowers. But the best part is, at the end of the series, he got rid of it, and he was humbled by it a bit. And not only did we get our little freaking pumpkin-headed boy back, but he was nicer than he was before he left. I'm mean, like, for a time there during the Pearl story arc, when he came back with Martha Wayne's Pearl that he found in the sewer, that was amazing. And then he came back, and he's the first thing he does pretty much in this issue is he finishes the painting that was never done because he died. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I had to feel so much for this fucking book. And it's, it was probably one of my favorite uh, series 
and now it's, and it's just over and there's no reason for it like you know Batman died show me Batman and Robin like a story arc where Dick Grayson's uh, Robin and then show me a story arc with uh, Jason Todd's Robin so on and so on yeah that this, worked well years ago yeah this series could have been so still been so good but they decided to cancel it I'm so angry about it when they announced, uh, you know, the Robin Rises thing, I, I watched, I read the uh, first issue thinking I probably wouldn't go on. It sounded a little silly, it's a little stupid. Yeah. I, I get that book in trade anyway, so I figured I'd watch. But I loved his whole thing going to Apocalypse and, uh, you it was know, badass. Going, it was so awesome. It was unbelievable. I was like, this is the, like, every time I read the book, I felt like I was you know, going through. You were suiting up too with a little Robin star yeah, I, on your I chest. I thought it was so good, and, and it, it did come to a really satisfying conclusion. I think it was a little truncated because of the move, because of Convergence. I yeah, thought they wanted to have a couple of issues yeah. of uh, Damien with Powers, but we didn't. We got like one issue, and then they kind of spent themselves. Well, I which didn't I, need I, Powers. I didn't it's just, that either, really. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like they, they had a couple more issues to do it, but they had to short, shorten okay. it. Uh, even I said to, uh, to Eric, even with the Powers thing, I, it could have continued a little more, and you could have had... It would have been cool to me, like a... Uh, Superman showing up, even a depowered Superman. Right. Try to talk to Damien about power, and you know Damien doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. But it, yeah. I thought that they they blew it that they didn't have more interaction and stuff like that. Let alone when Bruce supposedly died, that they didn't have more of that uh, reaction it's, issues as well. I mean, when Damien died, they had like the what was it, like three months of, of issues going on and on. And uh, yeah, I would have liked Damien to keep the powers a little longer. Yes. Uh, my choice was Grayson number 12, and I actually gave it a perfect score, Eric. You do that a lot, don't you? Perfect score. Yes, <laughs> I do. But yeah, it was Dick Grayson returning to Gotham after he had, you know, quote unquote died and had been in Grayson for all that time. And I just, I loved it. I th and not only just because I thought it was a, just an awesome issue, but it, it actually allowed things to happen now where, you know, you had to have Dick go back to Gotham and, and at least you know, the Robins know and, and Barbara, yeah. and I they, liked it. They addressed it, you know, yeah. they addressed the fact that people feel and think Grayson's yeah. dead and he had to talk to them. And whereas I feel like a lot of other comics, it's just sort of like he would show up and be like, hey, yeah, what's up, like, Grayson? Okay. Hey, Dick. Yeah, and what I liked fight. about it because of that, I really like the fact that uh, to me, each one reacted like, you know, they should. And it oh, all perfect. came to be, it seemed to be a reaction to how they grieved over Dick. Mm -hmm. We all yeah. grieve over Dick. Which we never saw. Yeah, which we didn't. But you, I grieve over my dick. Yes, I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. But yeah, you have uh, Jason Todd punching him in the face. Everything mm -hmm. to be fit. Uh, the only thing that uh, got me upset was they had this, and then they kind of redid it in Batgirl later, yeah. and it was yeah. nonsense. It kind of and, and they skewed it more, so Batgirl was sort of yes. the uh, victor of that yes, conversation. Yes. And um, the, the only other thing that I didn't like, and it could play out still, but at the end you had them uh, hack his hypnos uh, in the you know yeah. the, the spiral, and they kind of have gotten away from that. They haven't they, talked about it since. Yeah, they haven't done much well, no, with he, that. He also puts his hypnos in, and then like in the next second he's talking to the Robins yeah, with yeah. the hypnos in. I'm like, so is spiral hearing everything? Like, how does it? Did you, yeah, I, did I, you touch again, your temple and turn them off? That's the problem. Is you don't even get much of a thing with with he, he touches his temple and it goes. I actually wish that at that point they could have just gotten rid of the hypnos. I think yeah. it's it's, yeah. A, it's just a, a bad 
storytelling thing where half the time you don't even know. I get so confused half the time if he's supposed to have them on. If he does, sometimes they have the blurry face. Sometimes they don't. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah that, was, that was my end. Again, this also goes with the art in that issue I thought was incredible. Uh, if you remember, every time he would go to see a character, they had the word bubbles of things that yeah. had happened in their past. It was that right was on awesome, black. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, usually that that's something I would I would think would be a little bit of a ripoff because it happens five or six times in the issues. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, a quarter of the book spent yeah. on yeah. These, these splash. But it, it worked so well, and they had to be still like that, you know, full pages. Yeah, and yeah. And just of course, kind of this stillness to it. The big thing it ends with uh, pretty much the, the last one is uh, Dick seeing Damien. And it, it's so good because Dick also thought Damien, you know, oh, you're alive. Oh, yeah. you're alive. And, you know, hey, that thing started getting a tear coming? in my eye. It yeah, it's the same sad. way I felt of Batman number four, uh, yeah. Batman and Robin number 40. Now, you but, already had your pick, buddy. You don't have to keep it. It was so good. Uh, what's but, your pick? Morrison did Batman and Robin, and it was Grayson and Damien. Yeah. yeah. It was such a great, and it, it reminded me of that. That's all. Well, even see. that, yeah. like, uh, when, right before Damien died in uh, Batman Incorporated, when they were, he was with Grayson and he, Damien, when Damien said to Dick, like, hey, I don't care what anybody says, we, we were the best. Yeah. yeah. And that, I still remember that because it, that was touching, too. That was anything with Damien I love. <laughs> Uh, what is your pick, Reggie? My pick is Twilight Children number one from the Vertigo side of things. That's uh, Darwin Cook and uh, Gilbert Hernandez, both venerated, uh, respected creators yeah. going back a long time. And really, uh, you know, the story is intriguing and worth a read. But to me, this comic is really a primer on how to make comics correctly. Because it, it tells you so much without needing to inundate you with copy, a bunch of like... Uh, dialogue back and forth. It, you know, just of the few panels, you understand the setting, you know, the basic characters, and you're just off to the races. I, I think it's just marvelously done, uh, perfectly paced. Twilight Children number three was a little too jam packed, but the first two issues, I think you could take them into a classroom on uh, comic books and they would be perfect. I, I have not read it. No uh, kidding. Has anybody no read kidding. it? I'm looking nope. actually while we were doing that. I don't know if you no, heard Ryan my computer beating yep. away. Uh, I was just looking at, at the trying to see what the sales were of it, and it is it's like a twelve thousand. Yeah. Uh, vertigo, I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know. I guess that would be a good figure for, yeah. for Vertigo, but yeah, it's weird. I I don't hear a lot of hype. I saw I read your reviews and uh, looked at the the pretty pictures. It looks awesome. Yeah, it, it really is a looks a looks book. Gilbert Hernandez is a great writer, and I'm sure he has a hand in the plotting. But man, that Darwin Cook. Yeah. You see his name on something, you just snatch it up. That's all there is to it. Yep. Uh, Ryan, what's your book? Uh, I stayed with the Vertigo side of things as well, and went with Clean Room number one. Very nice. I love everything Gail Simone. That is a greatly written book. What uh, What is it about? <laughs> I want to know. It would take me a really long yeah. time to describe it. It's a really in-depth story, but it's this weird sort of like body horror, psychological thriller, uh, 
book about this woman whose fiance starts reading this like new agey self-help book and he blows his brains out so she kind of goes into a downward spiral and tries to kill herself so it's a she fun starts book seeing, yeah. oh, it's, it's, you <laughs> want to read it book. to all the daycare kids yes in general like you two of all of us have read more of the vertigo books uh, i know they made a big deal about pushing vertigo more do you think that they succeeded in kind of bringing back vertigo into the scene or do you I, think, I think vertigo's still- i think there's better vertigo books this season than there's been in about in a long two time. years three years even you know clean room is great you know i like clean room i think the story and a lot of the, the uh plotting choices the panel choices are awesome the art is not all the way there for me and it's it's not it's not bad i just feel i wish it was greater i think or i you know i just think it's okay uh for a story of this scope and it is a, it is a huge scope you know it's also kind of a riff on scientology i think that's mm-hmm. part of the really? uh, yeah, it's it's nice. sort of like the cd underbelly what really goes on in scientology but there's no way you could just sit and just explain gotcha. what the clean there's, is. A, there's so a hell weird. of a, a shady underbelly of that scientology so oh uh, that's it lawsuits yeah. yes, are indeed Tom i saw a documentary that makes it okay but yeah, see? You're informed. Yes. yes. Jody, what did you pick? Cite your sources. I picked uh, Dark Side War Green Lantern number one. Nice. Out of all, Out of all the tie-ins, which in hindsight, it still seems unnecessary to me. Yes. I enjoyed that one the most because of the fact that Green Lantern was like, no, I don't want Godhood. Yeah. No free will of it. He showed the most character. Yeah, I exactly. actually like that a lot. That is show I liked a lot. Eric, you didn't like it, did you? I did not care for yeah, it. I he didn't it was like my it least favorite of the tie-ins. Yeah, I remember us arguing about it. Because I actually really liked it. Eric liked the Superman one because he loves pie. He loves Who doesn't pie? love pie? <laughs> did you like any of the other tie-ins, Jody? Uh, in order from favorite to least favorite, it's Green Lantern, Shazam, Batman, Flash, and then tied at the bottom is Lex Luthor and Superman. Yeah. Superman was by far, for me, the, the worst. I actually liked the Batman, enough, even though it was kind of uh, pretty much generic. Yeah, yeah, that, you know. that, that was my main problem yeah. with the Batman one. I actually like, liked Super- it enough, though. Yeah, like, I, I didn't regret getting it, but it's still like, eh, it's a, I, I, I expected I, more of you. I liked them all okay. You know, they just weren't really... Had nothing, no impact, you know, no, no real. Well, uh, like that were probably the worst yeah. out of a bunch of them for me. Well, even with that, none of them had any consequence. And because of that reason, I think that's why I liked Green Lantern the least. Well, because it was, there was no reason for he was, was not was a god. Yeah, and like then he had to make him one, and now he's not. And it's just, it was ridiculous. And to it me. was kind of weird because I'll, I'll even tell you, like Eric's saying, even what we said. Once you started getting past a couple of those and realized they weren't going anywhere and not doing mm-hmm. much, then I kind of did get a little like down on on the last ones. But again, that that Lex Luthor was not very good. Yeah. Uh, the Superman one, but that was that was just <laughs> awesome. At least that anything, was funny though. Yeah, yeah. If anything stays from these tie-ins, I was like talking to Eric about this. I want Shazam to keep the new god powers. I want to see more of it because I just want yeah. to see what he can do now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Weird plus bunch of gods. Yeah. Plus, plus, plus the, I like the, this design more than the old one. Like, just like the new the new god lines on the suit. I like that. Yeah. All right. And, Joel, what was your pick? 
Uh, mine was a toss-up between Grayson number 12 and Grayson number 11, and uh, I picked Grayson 11. I really loved how that fight scene towards the end where you see that second dick, you know, tear yeah. down Grayson uh, and his right. wife. And it, yeah, just came out of nowhere and just dicks. knew everything about Grayson. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And, yeah. like, the story was really good, and the way all the emotions it provoked, I thought it was really great. I, but I was surprised by the reveal at the end. Yeah, it actually shocked me. Yeah. Like you and oh, I were yeah. arguing about on the podcast about what's actually going on there. Like, did he get there beforehand? Is this a different person? Yeah, Where's yeah. the timeline at? But yeah, I I really like like I said, I really like twelve. Connery. Every Connery. issue, every issue up until the Tim Seeley ones, I <laughs> I could have picked any one. Really, I love sure. Grayson so much. The Tim yeah. Seeley were. A but Joe down. had to go against the grain because we could have had a freaking winner here, but now he went with number eleven. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously the winner. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could be twelve too. Like it was a tough one between eleven and twelve. I mean, yeah. it could be twelve. I don't care. So <laughs> what you're saying is <laughs> I am right. We are. I'm going to make the choice then. Jim is, is right about this one. It is Dark Side War Green Lantern number one. There, you go. Uh, there we go. Just I didn't like it. No, actually, it's it's Grayson number twelve. There's no other pick. Yes. All right, but we're going to take a little break, uh, and we'll be back with more awards in a second. I'm America's former sweetheart coming back at you with some more listener picks. Next up, we have Brandon, and Brandon says his best writer is Rob Williams for his Martian Manhunter run. Never liked Martian Manhunter, but this is my favorite comic out now. Mystery and suspense in a superhero comic plus lots of weirdness. I'm on this train until it stops. Brandon continues to say that I like Scott Snyder, but he's pissed me off this year with Gordon Batman. Not because it was Gordon, but because he was mostly a lame-ass Batman. Brandon's top artist pick is Pop Man, He-Man Eternity War. I also like Greg Capullo, but everyone will vote for him. I'm not going off the head. I'm going off the beaten path here because I enjoy this title so much. And you know what? So do I. Pop Man is an excellent artist. Good pick, Brandon. Brandon's best book of the year is Martian Manhunter and He-Man Eternity War. So pretty much two for right there. His best moment is Batman v Superman trailers and Civil War trailer. And also the podcast related. Oh, I'm sorry. Podcast related was Eric's girlfriend almost killing him on air. That was not my favorite moment for this past year. I was generally afraid it was like mom slapped dad at the dinner table. It was like listening to a car crash with bloody screams. Yeah, that was not a good moment. I don't like that pick. Best comic moment. Any panel Mr. Biscuits was on. So I'm saying that Brandon likes Martian Manhunter. And I gotta agree, Mr. Biscuits is an awesome character. And he goes on to say, keep up the good work. Next up we have Pistols Picks. And he starts off by saying, hey Jim. Yes, only Jim. He likes to exclude everyone else. He's a big jerk. Here's my top picks for 2015. I added a little personal blurb about each. Wasn't sure if you need them or not. Probably not. Laugh out loud. Best artist, Michael Yannon. I must not have come across his work before, but I loved his art in Robin War issue number one. Paired with the colors of Jeremy Cox, she looked fantastic, and the artwork really popped off the page. I understand that for talking about colors. Popping off the page. All right, moving on. We got best writer. Ooh, Rob Williams on his Martian Manhunter run. I was surprised by how good this book was. I am a fan of Martian Manhunter, but this was my first exposure to him in his own solo title. The first arc was great and introduced one of my favorite new characters, Mr. Biscuits. I look forward to seeing what Williams will do on the Martian Manhunter run in the coming issues. So yeah, I think it's uh, pretty apparent everyone loves Mr. Biscuits, and I guess Martian Manhunter is alright too. He goes on to say his best book is, My choice for best book has to be We Are Robin. 
This book has some problems, but gives a real insight into the effect that the Bat Family has on the suggestible teens of Gotham. These teens identify with and aspire to be the next best thing to Batman, a Robin. This series has taken a bunch of kids whose names we couldn't even remember in the beginning and really made us care about what happens to them. Shoulder pads! <laughs> Poor shoulder pads. The tie-in event Robin War started great but flagged a little in the middle. Though I'm hoping it can finish strong and bring it all together with the final issue, which I hope so as well. Everyone should be reading this book, and I agree. Best moment? Oh god, I missed my best moment. Where'd it go? I think there is a lot to be said for introduction of the DCU. It gave us some fun nonsense stories like All-Star Section 8, but also brought some surprising good times like Constantine and Martian Manhunter. I think there will be another directional shift at DC in the coming year that will hopefully move away from this current backgirling harleying that we have been seeing in some of these books, but I hope that there can be room for some of these smaller, less serious books as well. Take it easy, Jim. Just says take it easy, Jim. It's, it's fucked up, Pistol. It's fucked up. Also, it's really funny. Spelled color with a U. What kind of crazy ass shit is that? Alright, let's get back to the rest of the podcast and see what other awards we got going on. And we're back. Oh shit. We are back. Yeah. Continuing the fun, and we're going to start with this section with the best digital book. And we're going to start with Joel. Joe. Joe, I was tapping my foot. It's a horror podcast. Joe. Oh, Joe. Start. Creepy Joe. Yes. What is your pick? I chose The Legend of Wonder Woman because I don't read digitals. I just don't. And Jim likes it, so that's why I picked oh, I've, I've been pushing that book to every, you know, anybody I can t- uh, talk to. It's weird. A lot of people don't... Uh, read digital books and the people who do usually we don't even know when books come out so i know reggie oh knows that i mean as if well it's better than the the current wonder woman oh, book that's saying it, something it is really so. good uh, I go. know that um, Reggie doesn't like the art per se on. Oh, come on now. <laughs> that was a little mistake. No, you it, just because you a... haven't read it, I'll say. To me, it's a reimagining a kind of what? What would you call it, Reggie? A uh, reimagining of Wonder Woman's origin, or yeah, just it's, a, it's, retelling? it's like a retelling of her, of her origin. Uh, it's a little more compact, kind of a little more traditional yeah. elements to it, but it really the, you know, the story is really good, but the art, it just shines in this book. And, and uh, uh, Renee Delise and uh, Ray Dillon, they're a couple that do the art and the script. Oh, really? Yeah, Renee Delise does the art and the uh, script, and uh, Ray Dillon does the, I think, the colors and the inks. It's got uh, like a little bit of a manga feel, but yeah, not, it does. not so much that it's yeah, it just does. flat out manga. Yeah, I, I actually really like it. It's one of my favorites, but I didn't pick I'm, it because it's just new. I haven't checked it out, but it's uh, like when I when I look at the cover, it reminds me of American Alien number one. Is it like that? Yeah, it is actually. It I is. know that uh, that's the one that Reggie doesn't like the right. art, but uh, they did. They're, they're the of, exact same thing, Eric. It's yeah, it. they're precisely. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie hates the art. <laughs> but no, uh, the the weird thing about it is. For just in general, a lot of people, you would say, oh, what's Superman's origin or what's Batman's and, and all this. Wonder Woman kind of goes back and forth. They, they she does. Kinda, yeah, and it's weird for her being part of the Trinity that it's kind of open to interpretation a lot of times in what you go with. Yeah. And I, I really do like this, though. They really did push. DC seemed to push that it was the definitive version of the yeah. origin and even made it seem that this book was somehow leading up to the Batman v Superman. 
Superman, and this was going to be Wonder Woman's origin. I remember reading an, an article hmm. about it, and I even put it in the intro of the number one issue of my review, and uh, Renee Delise uh, actually told me, no, no, no. Don't even say that. Uh, she actually commented on our site and said, oh, wow. no, it's it's not what you're saying. It, you know, they, <laughs> Stop and lying said, to everyone, little she man. she said, though, that if they've been mouth. pushing this, she said that she, you know, said that they, they're pushing it weird and she doesn't want to have that pressure or whatever. And also, just as DC goes with these digital titles, how awful they are with them, uh, DC announced that there would be nine digital issues. In fact, there's nine printed issues. And I think, uh, yeah, and 28 or 20, yeah. So everything gets screwed up. And even they said, in a little talking back and forth to us, that uh, they aren't, they weren't very pleased with how DC was handling it. They're the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't. This digital line, it's like such an afterthought. Yeah, you know? and I don't know how it goes with the if you actually get some uh, percentage or whatever. But it seems like these people who do these, either that they really enjoy doing it and are are mad that it's not getting pushed as much as it is, or like I said, maybe they get a little extra money if it hits a certain level. And uh, but boy, DC is just—it's just awful. Out of nowhere, this week that uh, Arkham Knight, the Batman Arkham Knight, uh, Batgirl and Harley special came out. Nobody knew. I didn't know. And well, it's then, like the freaking Injustice. Jody yeah, Jody said Injustice came out, and not only that, but it came out before the ending of true ending of Year Four. We get two issues of Year Five. Such a mess. So freaking. Now, you know. Jimbo, lay it down for me. What is this definitive origin for Wonder Woman? Do we go back to her being made out of clay? Uh, it's kind of a combo. What yeah. actually? What I would say that this origin is that. Uh, the uh, Amazons, they a couple of them became immortal, mm-hmm. and you yes. cannot have kids uh, when you're immortal. You're immortal. So, uh, uh, what's her? How do you pronounce it? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. I always want to say. I don't know. I always want to say Hippolyta. Hippolyta actually went against that and became. Uh, she. That's the New Jersey pronunciation. Yes. She took away her <laughs> immortality. Uh, but then it kind of screwed things. She got it back. And in, in fact, uh, the gods kind of looked at her and saw how much she yearned for a, a kid. And then, yes, yeah, she came out of the clay or out of the it actually to me, it seemed more like the sand of the brunch. Right. Yeah, 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 it was it was that. But it was more this origin is more out of like the love of her mother. Created. But there was much more. Yeah, there was much more of a reason for it instead of just you know Hippolyta. Yeah, and, and, and made, fact, made a statue and gave it yes. life one day. And, and in fact, yeah. there's uh, or she since, or she uh, was flirting with the Zeus. Yes. Well, yeah. Say what you right, want. Right. But because of it, actually, even to this uh, up until issue six or seven, there, there's more repercussions of it uh, to Hippolyta and the Amazons because of what she did. A lot of them don't like that she like went against the rules and that mm. this immortality. So I really like it. And in fact, through the whole thing, you get Wonder Woman, who's kind of like a uh, spunky little kid who doesn't want to follow rules or doesn't want to be a queen and yeah. things like that. And uh, what I really like is Renee Delise through the whole thing has really been throwing in like certain things that are like, quote unquote, like Wonder Woman things. Like she always wants to use this rope, which is the lasso. Right. Yeah. But yeah. They, she throws the Renee Delise is throwing these things in and not really it's not like over the top to me like oh there's it's just it's kind of a cool type of thing that's one of the uh, one of the things with the uh, origin of wonder woman constantly changing and nobody knows what the hell is up with it 
I, that's one of the things I love most about the New 52 is that we got this definitive origin. She's the daughter of Zeus, and I love that origin. Yeah. And then they had to hide it and said that she was, oh, yeah, she was made of clay. She's not actually the daughter of Zeus because Hera's going to get pissed. Yeah. I really dug that. It's yeah. too much of that. Uh, they want both origins. Yeah. Like all I said, origins it's, at once. And it's it's like, weird <laughs> to have one of the three, you know, quote, unquote, most important figures. And you really, the, the origin goes back and forth that's, all over. That's the, the thing. They nailed it down. Now they're fucking it up all over again. Yeah. And then we'll get the movie. And I'm sure when you get the actual Wonder Woman movie, it'll be something else again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, if I if I heard correctly, it is supposed to be that she is the daughter of Zeus. Yeah, that, that would make sense in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense anyway. That, I mean, that's I the easiest you know, one for me to, in my mind, to understand. kind of go with. Yeah, yeah. Legend of Hercules. Kevin Sorbo was excellent. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't I don't care if the movie continuity is separate yeah, yeah. just just pick one and run with it and i'd say the same for the comic book just pick yeah. one and, and stick with it but uh um, to, you know as much as you talked about it jim you'd think this was your choice and it's not but but it wasn't ryan yeah. also picked legend of wonder woman yeah yep. well do you want to talk about it ryan uh, you guys pretty much beat beat that horse to death. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it wasn't really your pick, but apparently you really wanted to pick it. That's so. right. Ryan, what, you could talk all about Batman 66 when it right. comes time. Well, uh, Jody, what did you pick? I actually picked... Uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters. Oh, that was so good. That was so much better than I thought it might have been. I loved it. Exactly. I, I want to. I can read series of that on and on and on. What he said. But uh, I was already falling in love with that entire world through the little May things, like through their little uh, shorts. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually get more of like their first adventures, it just made me love this world and the characters. More. It really Especially it is. Especially when cool. you finally see them all together to fight Imperiax? Imperiax? I forget. Parallax. It's not Imperiax, I think it was. I have no idea. I didn't read it. I'm just trying to. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like the most unlikely <laughs> fail team. No, it's all, somebody get you know, somebody I, I would never think the three Jody, of these get together. Jody's having a stroke. Smell <laughs> 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 no toast over there? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Here's Dr. The th- Psycho. It was Dr. Psycho. Okay. <laughs> Some sort of new god. Yeah, the weirdest thing with me is uh, I really enjoyed the individual books, uh, the solo books of it leading up to the Justice League one. And then yeah. once the Justice League one, I, I actually lost. And it also, the, the movie was released then by the time I got to those. And I don't know, I, I actually fell off it. Jim, did you watch the movie yet? No, I haven't. I have Give it me it back then. I have it downstairs. See, I wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> you know, I, I was intrigued to watch the cartoon because of the comics. And I, thought, I mean, the cartoon was pretty good, but I, I really enjoyed the hell out of the comics. Now, and, it was uh, weird, too, because that's another one that really didn't get much hype, to, in my opinion. No. Nobody was reviewing it. Nobody really cared. And it was good. Bruce Tim creation. Do you think they would have... Uh, yeah. Exactly. Stuck something in there, but uh, I enjoyed that one too, Jody. That was a good choice. Yeah. Hey, uh, now we're gonna go to uh, uh, Ryan. You want to talk about Batman sixty <laughs> six? Are you gonna stick with your choice? I I really like Adam West. Yes. That's nice. about it. That's it. All right. And I guess that it is my choice. Oh no, yours, Reggie. 
I mean, you yeah, have well, the same choice. We have the same choice, yeah. Batman Arkham Knight. You know, uh, I didn't really read a lot of digital until this year since when I started doing reviews for the site, really because it's just easier to, to grab the images than to have to yes. scan them or take pictures of them. But uh, I'm glad I did, and this, this comic is the Batman comic that all the, you know, hardcore Batman fans are looking for. It's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of... It's it's not the normal comic book continuity. It's more based on the the counts, the uh, yeah, video games. It's the game, which is a pretty it's a pretty tight continuity though. I mean, yeah. as, long as, it's, as long as it's consistent, I don't care. As long as it, I don't need to you know question what's going on, and uh, which actually it only just started with the, that sneak issue of Batgirl and Harley Quinn. Suddenly I'm like, now the continuity is looking a little weird. I don't really yeah. understand what's happening. But but before that, I thought this was a really tight. Uh, well plotted continuity. I think oh, continuity. Great. He, he's a great, yeah, the evil word. Tomasi's a great Batman writer. I, you know, I think he does an awesome job almost every time he's out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is it. This is the Batman title that is not being sold in the comic stores. Yeah, but, it's weird so, because uh, I even said uh, I, re- I started reviewing it and I was reading it and I still have not yet played the game. And I love the comic. And also, there were points where I even said in my reviews that this is actually the best Batman comic out right now. Because yeah. I really liked it. And like you said, I, I like almost everything about it. And if anybody was out there and they're like, oh, I didn't get it because of the game. You don't have to play the game. The only thing that I got mad, I'm such a dummy. I had no idea that it was going to end at the point where the game pretty much <laughs> And I yeah. knew it was a prequel comic, but I was pissed off. I actually, because I haven't played the game, I wish they just would have continued. I wish they would have continued with the story of the game in the comic form. I would have been fine. I would have read every the game ends. Issue. The game ends really. I mean, I couldn't even explain to you exactly what happens at the end. Batman yeah. sort of like quits and then comes back as a demon monster. That's I'm not really sure. But yeah, as, like, he as comes I back. said, my, one of my fanboy theories. He's the Specter now. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be cool, but they don't. They really don't make it clear when you when you play it, which is you know. Exactly. Sons of bitches. <laughs> this game's been out for like six months now. And I haven't played it yet. Well, get you'll to never don't play it. You don't have don't anything to you, play it on. Don't tell me who the Arkham Knight is yeah, you either. Know right? who he is. <laughs> oh gosh. That was the other thing it, when I was doing the reviews because I didn't want to spoil things, but yet everybody had known by then. I'm like, oh, I won't say who it is. Yeah, everybody right. knew. We know. Yes, we. That's do. one thing I think Eric wouldn't like about it is that the characterization of the Red Hood is more the way it was uh, like under Judd Winnick in the, in the earlier 2000s. He's right. He's not like a. He's he's you know definitely not part of the Bat family, but he really is more of like a vengeful, sadistic prick instead of a happy guy. But, uh, like I say, it's consistent. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's your choice, Eric? Mine is Batman 66. All uh, right, anybody? I'll just say, no, no, seriously, though, this, um, this, this comic is a lot like the TV show, where it's a, I love the TV show, but you cannot watch or read a lot of it at one time. Yeah. It's a small yeah. doses kind of thing. And the only thing, the only reason I made this my pick is because I don't read a lot of digital, for one. But uh, Jeff Parker started doing something this year where he introduced characters that were not in the show and like uh, brought them into this world, and I really dug that. Like yeah. having Bane as like a luchador wrestler and uh, introducing the Scarecrow and even doing that uh, Two-Face that uh, based off the script that was never uh, produced on the TV show. The, uh, uh, was that Warren Ellis wrote a mm-hmm. script? Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that. 
And you brought in Harley Quinn, too. I mean, I think Jeff, you know, I get this comic in trade. Right. Uh, so I haven't read all of this year's stuff, but I think he does a great job. He really captures the, the uh, feel the feel of the show. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny. It's yeah. a funny book, yeah. man. You know, like you read it, you smile. What, what else do you want out of a comic? It's weird, too, like Eric said about how, like, issues in a row how it, it does kind of get a little not stale a little bit it it's, it's old a like a tv show and yeah. it's funny because this is probably the only book that i think three of us have reviewed on the site because right. i started it and then dan took it over classic dan uh, who yeah. was doing like he would get back to the fucking nine months later he'd get back to it <laughs> june he was doing january issue and he yeah. picked up the issue oh right where that uh, oh my god we were we actually january. brought that up today and we were yelling <laughs> about it again it's like june and he's like doing the january issue like really? how are you going to catch up dude uh, you, please, you, you yeah, have like please, a spare week move, <laughs> move to the current arc please but yeah and then and he wasn't doing it and then eric did it but all three of us enjoyed it yeah and yeah. i'm telling you when it first came out when i first did i think i did like 20 issues and um i loved it i thought it was great uh, it just like like Eric said, it is tough. Uh, even marathoning the '66 TV show, it kind of gets a little too much. It's a formula, you know, that just yeah. plays itself out over and over. You get bored of it. And when I when I get the trades, I tend to have them in the bathroom for a while, and uh, yeah. so nobody can borrow my trades. That's yeah, right. yeah, I don't want those trades. But yeah, it tends to stay in there over time, and I kind of go back back to it, you know, over about a month. But when I do. I enjoy yeah. it, oh, and, and it's. I'll, I'll be sorry to see it go. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been a good, just well, a, just a right, fun right thing. Right now, it's it's finishing up, and I, I guess they're going to continue with more of these uh, team ups, the tie-ins, yep. or yep. whatever. Yep. And right now, with the uh, the Batman Man from Uncle, yep. uh, I. I don't know. I never really watched much Man from Uncle. Me neither. No. I didn't watch any. I just watched the movie, and I could care less. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch that movie, but I, I knew a little bit of it going in, and I've read the first three chapters of the digital book and really liked it. Yeah. I, I read the first issue. I was actually going to review it, and I decided not to, only because I really don't have a reference to the the Man from Uncle. Yeah. And um, I just, I don't know. I just didn't seem to to. to it didn't feel right for me to, to review it because of that. Plus work. Come on. Yeah, really. I'm lazy, too. I'm anything so anything to take the easy way out, yeah, right? Yeah, really. But yeah, I would love just, to see uh, Batman 66 and Get Smart. Yeah, that's what oh, I said. I that, said yeah, we talked thing. about that. Yeah, yeah, I said that would be the... I think that would be perfect. Yeah. And uh, Batman 66, what's happening? <laughs> that's I don't one, know exactly. why that's not happening. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Exactly. See, I think uh, Batman 66 and the laugh-in so that you get body paint Goldie Hawn. That would be good. Bat to C. I was more going to go with the facts of life, but... You know, <laughs> <laughs> but even if you're not... Up, I got a time to... Facts of life from that show. Yes. <laughs> Even if we got a Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77, throw a little time travel in there if you want, but you don't really need it in my mind, but it'd be hey, fun. Throw in Superman 78. And do yeah. that, and I'm telling I would even Batman go around Christmas yeah. Day, one issue, Batman uh, 66 meets the Monsters. Nice. I'd be, I'd be into that. The Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, everybody meets the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> no, ba- Batman uh, uh, gets I miss you, Metal Island. 
Yes. I'm telling you, they're, they're, you can have a lot of choices. I'm te- Men from Uncle seem not. It's just they must just have the rights. And yeah. It, it, it was probably well, with the new movie out. coming out, yeah. it made it sense came out. that they would capitalize yeah, yeah. on it. And it came out, and it, I, I'm not sure if it did well. Yeah, I don't think it did. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering how Didn't that's going to go. But we're going to move on to the next category, if I can pull. Oh, hey, who thing. won this? Great. Oh, that one actually. It's, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to me and uh, Reggie, just because there were more issues of Batman: Arkham Knight. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm telling you, I love the Legend of Wonder Woman, but uh, we'll give it to it that next year. It'll win. What about Batman 66? You, you're the what only about one God's Monsters? It. And you're the only one who picked it. We had friggin' two people picking. You guys shut your mouth. No, Ryan <laughs> talked about Woman. it. It worked. No, Ryan picked Legend of Wonder Woman. No, no, we Ryan talked about it. It, it worked. Reggie was on my side. Because we were stepping on his toes. Ay, ay, ay. Next one, though. Everybody loved this event. It is the best convergence tie-in. We're gonna start the last one. Yes. We're gonna start with ah, the hell with it. We're gonna start with Ryan, since we're stepping on your toes. That's right. And uh, just like best single issue, I am shipping anything Gail Simone. So I went Nightwing and Oracle. Nice. (laughs) Son of a bitch. That was great. Those are that was I I like that a lot. That's one of the only miniseries that I read that actually put. A, a nice button and ending on the story. Nightwing yeah, and Oracle get married, yeah, and it's kind of a happily that. ever after. Like that yeah. book, when I think of all the things of what Dan DiDio promised about, you know, we're going to tie up things and do what people wanted, that was probably the number one issue yeah. of what people they did. I, I liked it. Actually, I think that was one where I really liked the first issue. A lot of these, though, I really liked the first issue, and then the second issue ended up being, uh, you know, less. Yeah, the second issue of that was really rushed, and then they're like, "Okay, it's over." So since we have nothing to do now, let's go back to talking about getting married and yeah. Why would it? Yeah, this is supposed to be an event that they they movies hard. I mean, Gail Gail Simone must have known it was two issues. I think everyone knew. I don't understand. I think it was. I also don't understand how you guys can give me such a hard time for taking Thanksgiving off and (laughs) DC gets to take two months. Hey, hey, you're all plenty of hard time. DC, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah. I want to take one day. One day. For me. Slacker. And you guys are like, what, what a loser. I don't even know yeah. how you took up. Lazy. <laughs> I want to hear this moving Nothing. business. Okay. <laughs> now, I, uh, I think that more rushed to me, it, it felt that they uh, that Gail Simone, like that should have been a book that had three issues. Right, yeah. That they they yeah. had to cram things in. A lot of them felt like that. Like they, they did this first issue, and then all of a sudden somebody told them, hey, by the way, there's only two issues. Yeah. And then because that second part, and then they had to tie in that goddamn earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. And, and all that stuff that was going on, and it just, I had a lot of issues with the, the second month of that. I might have had a lot yeah. better time if they were three issues. Yeah. I, I agree. There there were a lot that just seemed like they just crammed, you know, 10 pounds think, of shit I into a five-pound bag. I think Reggie's choice yeah. is the one that felt the most lopsided in pacing. Well, then me. let's move to Reggie's. Well, my choice was Swamp Thing by Len Wein and Kelly Jones. Uh, I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan, going back to my uh, tender childhood, and I looked forward to it. I thought the inclusion of Red Rain Batman would be stupid, but it turned out to be pretty seamless, I think, because Kelly Jones drew Red Rain Batman. He was able to go back and uh, make it awesome again. Uh, You know, I, I... I felt the second issue was a little packed with stuff, but man, that scene where he, those scenes where they're fighting the vampires, I really enjoyed the hell out of those. So did I. Like they were just, 
vampire slaying yeah. duo. So, and now we're getting a book for it. So it's yeah. a good time. And it's funny because that one I really liked, and but the Wonder Woman in the, was one of the worst. And the oh, it was nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll go on with uh, Jody's pick. I picked World's Finest, uh, mainly because of the fact that out of every like group, like out of all the out of all the tie-ins that I read, a lot of them always had like the I pull out like the Deus Ex Machina, or for example, Oracle's like, okay, I just sent all the robots to attack the Hawk couple. Yeah, he's got. The world's finest. These were old school heroics. They were like, we're going to fight to the bitter end. High five. Yeah. (laughs) And then they died. Uh, Yeah. Well, and that, and I was saying this to Eric, the way they died, that was probably the one thing I absolutely hate about it because literally uh, Thunder was like, you have to kill me. And then Shining Knight, because he's the Shining Knight, he's like, I will not kill you because I'm a knight. Charles is like, that's not fair. You're supposed to kill him. Go, go die. Yeah. yeah. And then out of nowhere for that book, though, we had a freaking giant-ass Telos, and that bothered me the entire time. Just hanging out, all giant-like. Just in that one, right? That was yeah. that. Yeah, it was exactly. kind of silly. Yeah, it was just, and it's funny with the convergence where, like you said, there were supposed to be these quote-unquote winners. Yeah. That they were, exactly. you got to kill them, and that kind of just got swept under the carpet as well. Earthquake. A lot exactly. of these. Yeah. Yeah, was, and then the scribbly gibbet. Yeah, I love that. I, unlike, unlike Eric, I love seeing scribbly gibbet. You know, that's exactly. uh, that's a character from the golden age. That's just as awesome. Yeah, and like the one thing I liked about him, he, he everyone's like, oh, it's the heroes playing the heroes. He's a civilian. He's literally climbing up a mountain ready yeah. to help. He's just a you weird, know, like, reporter guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like a reporter, a cartoonist. A cartoonist. <laughs> which is ridiculous, too. It's like, well, wouldn't they get just a photographer? You know, like, why would they have to? <laughs> yeah, really. But that's, the, you know, the old school Stick ethics. Stick behind the desk, scribbly. You can read Reggie's uh, review of Sugar and Spike on the site if you want to know more about uh, Scribbly Gibbet. Sugar and <laughs> Spike. All right. And Joel, like here that. comes Joel's pick. Or I'm going to strangle him. <laughs> Better explain yourself, Joel. All right, well... Um, I mean, I guess I can try. Yes. Uh, my pick was the Atom because of those mega Atom hands. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. I remember I started, Eric reading this. When I started reading nuts. DC Comics, <laughs> I started reading DC Comics, it was like right before the New 52. Right. And so when uh-huh. they did the Convergence, I started reading all the, the ones that were before the New 52. But no. they were all shit. And so I stopped. I only read the first issue of almost all of them. And then I only looked through um, the Atom, and he just got these mega Atom hands. They were okay. Crazy. I'm just gonna. That was sweet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play the part of Scribbly Jibber and hit you over the head with the yeah. rocks. <laughs> I remember Eric Lo- when the the Adam came out. He read the first one. I'm, I'm telling you, he came into work the next day, and he's like, yeah, "This is the worst. It is so bad." And then the second one came out. And he was even more pissed. And I, I can't. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but I, in my mind, wasn't that the one that had like the most continuity errors? Also, wasn't there a lot of craziness? I don't know. Three Adams in there. I don't know. What- Ryan, like a fish humanoid. Yeah, he was odd. he was fighting a fish guy from um uh, the extremists, I believe, and uh, you know he had a goddamn hand that he couldn't fucking shrink, but he had a giant yeah, hand that, that could grow because Ryan truly was inside him. For some reason, this makes his hand grow, but only his hand. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I met, he was so angry. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! What did uh, you pick, Eric? 
I picked Superboy just because, really, I love the Metropolis Kid, and it was a zero-hour thing. I had a great time just watching him be the Metropolis Kid again with his leather jacket, his badass haircut, and his dangle ear, earring. Yeah. It just brought me back to being a kid. Cause I, st- I still love Superboy. still one of my favorite heroes. Who and I was still like, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I remember. Oh, God. Um, I, remember, I remember Babs Tard did a cover on the, for the first one. That yes. I Oh, that was uh, awesome. I just thought it was really cool putting him up against the Kingdom Come Superman, though, where we had this like, you know, this young, arrogant, I want to be Superman, and this yeah. old Superman who's just tired of everything. And it was just a cool thing when we finally got Superboy becoming the hero and just giving in. Look, if this will save everybody, I give up. And he well, finally just like he let go of his arrogance and just decided to listen to somebody for a change. And I really dug the whole story arc. It was uh, Fabian Nassaza. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who did it? Uh, it's wasn't that the time. one with uh, those goddamn snow globes? Yeah, snow globes. Man. Oh my goodness, that drove me nuts. That they had a freaking disaster. Everybody in the middle of globes. starving, and they're selling freaking dome snow globes. <laughs> hey, you remember when they're selling cookies at 9/11's Ground yeah, Zero? No, Come I on, don't yeah. remember that. And it would be to the people running out of the building because they were still <laughs> in the disaster. Is, is, isn't, isn't that where we got the joke about the uh, uh, I yeah. drowned on the Titanic yes, and all that got this lousy? Titanic, yeah. It'd be like as they're jumping off of the we, ship, we have this, selling them shirts. We have this awesome, beautiful story, and you're worried about a oh, fucking so snow globe sales. I at that. I was, I actually, I didn't mind that, but that snow globe thing just drove me nuts. But I, it, still, it's I driving me nuts Superboy like those had, Adam hands. Superboy had the best, <laughs> one of the best, if not the best pairings. I think I was yes. right oh, about yeah, that no. of the young Superboy and then the old crotchety. Yeah. yeah. Superman, it, it was that was it was cool to watch. And out of all the out exactly. of all the zero hour books for the convergence, this one was the best because it actually gave us something that we wanted when the other ones just were nonsense. Yeah. Eric. What? what? Zero hour sucks. Oh my god. <laughs> just repeat that. Uh, my pick was uh, Convergence Superman. And the, the weird thing is, is when I was going back, look, they had so many different Superman titles, and every one kind of had like a weird title, but this was, there was, I think, Adventures of Superman yeah. was one that, that one had, what, Supergirl and, and Superman in it and whatever, but this was the one that actually spin, spun out to the Lois and Clark book. That yeah, it was the pre-Flashpoint Superman. And it was the pre-Flashpoint, and I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I It was one of the most complete stories I I thought, uh, and the big the big thing was Lois giving birth. Right. Yeah. And again, I just I liked all the characters in it. It just was that was my favorite one. I loved, when I went to look, I actually uh, had a combined score of the two of a nine point eight five. Is how much I liked it. And that's what I said. When people say that we hated Convergence and everything about it, that was probably my best reviewed book that I've done since yeah. the site started. I well, just, I loved every bit of it. It's like Superboy, though. I was going to give it to the question originally, but Superboy, I looked at my uh, aggregate score and I gave the like the two parters 9.5 is the all together, you know, the average. And I'm like, I guess I got to give it to Superboy. Yeah. That was, that was a great book. Yeah. I, and the Superman, I think the Jurgens must have had. The vision for this uh, Lois and Clark book. Yeah. When he wrote, he had that he, in his mind already. Yeah. That, yeah. Because I'm telling you, it was so, and there were tons of characters and and mm-hmm. whatnot, but yet still, it was a complete story, and I, I was very good. And I don't know. Again, I don't know that I even looked at the sales per se, but obviously there was something that made them say at DC, like, "Hey, we can keep this story going," yeah. kind of tie it into what's going now. Uh, because of it, and I'm not—I'm telling you—I'm not a huge Dan Jurgens fan, actually. Yeah. And I love this book, and yeah. I love the Lois and Clark. I'm saying his Booster Gold wasn't very good. 
Yeah, yeah, that that was and that was another one. That was one that uh, had like a different style. If you you remember that like, that was when they were going to the uh, what's it called? Where the freaking uh, sh- the shatter zone or the um, what the hell is it called? The uh, oh now I can't remember. You the breaking know, point or some yeah, shit. Yeah, they were right, all over right, the place. Right. But that was point. yeah, the vanishing, vanishing point. point. Thank and, you. And uh, that was one that, if you remember, that was a book that tied in from other books that were years ago, and it, yeah. it was, it was like crazy. the end of JLI, and yeah. even then there was the uh, another book that tied that in before yep. Convergence. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It seemed planned. That's the yeah, thing. That's yeah, the that was the weird one that did. <laughs> and then Dan Jurgens didn't like us because I asked him. Uh, what, uh, why he got the cool job of doing the Booster Gold book, and he created the character. Yeah, he created <laughs> and he, he got mad at me. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Uh, yes. uh, now, the, the weird part about the Convergence science for me, though, really, is I was looking most forward to the Zero Hour and uh, the Earth 2 tie-in stuff, and those were the ones I, I liked the least. Mm-hmm. The, the pre-Flashpoint. God, that Earth 2 shit was just awful. Like, I like the, uh, the, wow. the uh, JSA stuff. <laughs> That Dan Abbott yeah. did, but for the most part, the pre-Flashpoint stuff was the strongest. Yeah. What the? What was? What was that shit where the the Earth Two Grayson gets oh, paralyzed? Yeah. That, that was Taylor Detective Lewis. Comics. What the yeah. hell was? What the was such yeah. much shit? Yeah, that was all. That was. That was rough. Good. That was when, uh, and that was with Red Sun Superman, right? That we were talking yes. about that. And, uh, like Red Sun Superman showed up with uh, Dick Grayson. And they're like, okay, let's talk this out. We can get. And then freaking Huntress showed up and just started firing missiles at him out of nowhere. <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna pick the winner. I'm gonna go. Ryan, you win. Nightwing Oracle. Yeah, right. I, really, I really did Yay. like that. And Gail Simone, I thought, did a uh, great job. And again, Yay. I'm giving it that one basically because it did. It was one of the few that actually gave what it was supposed to do. And, and it seems to be the one that everybody was most excited for. Yeah, yeah. That did. too. Uh, we'll move on to the next category, which is best canceled book. Is that the next category? Yes, it is. Best yes, it canceled is. book. Eric, you're going first. Batman and Robin. Same thing, I, same thing I said before about Batman and Robin 40. This series could have continued. We went on for so long without a Robin. We could have gone on without a Batman and just gotten to fill in the gap of that five-year uh, time span in between when the New 52 started and when all the other books started taking place. We had all this time to fill up, and we just didn't do anything with it. Okay, we're going to cancel this. Patrick Gleason, you go work on Robin by himself. Tomasi, um, do whatever you do. Detective yeah. Comps is coming up. Nice. Yeah. Let me uh, let me shoehorn your uh, six issue arc into two issues. Yeah, it, it just I Batman and Robin is I'm telling you I love Robin. He's probably my favorite character in all DC comics. All the iterations, I just love the like the progression of the characters, and I just wanted to see more from him. And I really want to see what Jason Todd as Robin. Yeah, I, I think your idea was great of having of having Damian Wayne team up with. All the past Robins. I mean, that's three books right there. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh, throw him, throw him in that. with Batgirl. Throw him in with you know the spoiler. Yeah. He could do one over everybody. Yeah. And uh, but it just ended so strong. And maybe maybe that was for the best instead of kind of letting it peter along and, and be uneven. But even uh, that, though, I'm saying this. Look, DC needs to freaking recoup a lot of money that they lost this year, and this is a good selling title, and they just canceled. Sure. Well, again, yeah. if, if they're gonna re go back to the meat and potatoes and reboot everything or whatever, that title's coming back. They'll Better. have a Batman and Robin. There's, yeah. you know, yeah. you would think that there's no doubt of that. That would be. It's weird when we thought about, or when I sat and thought about canceled books, didn't even think about Batman and Robin. I don't know why. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it it 
seemed to end, and I was thinking more of like a book that was canceled, yeah. like in yeah. the middle of something, and Batman yeah. and Robin just That's seemed to thinking. end. This one was actually allowed an ending. You That's know what, what I mean? I'm yeah. saying. And then from there, Patrick Gleason jumped on the Robin son of Batman. It seemed to kind of continue. So I didn't even think of that. That's why I wouldn't. I didn't even think of any of the Green Lantern titles right. when I thought of it either. I just thought of things that kind of just got stopped in the middle of things. But just uh, change gears. Well, yeah, yeah. It might shock you all to know that Eric got his choices for the awards in last. And when I saw this one especially, I was like, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's you weird. know, because that was an awesome book. And I, I, I've missed it. You know, I think it's been a gaping hole in uh, the DC's line. It's funny because when we first started, when I was working with Eric and I hadn't really read comics and the new 52 came out and Eric was like, oh, you know, I'm not in the comics. Like he had stopped reading and then he decided, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start again. Well, there's this new 52. I'm not going to get any team up books. And Mm. the first thing he got was Batman and Robin. Oh no, no. I started like, I got in a little bit late. It's when they announced Earth 2. When when they announced Earth 2 and I got Earth 2 and I got Batman and Robin. Like, like, no, I was like, oh, I got Earth 2 and World's Finest because I wanted the companion piece. And I'm like, I want to get a regular book. I don't want any more teams. And I got Batman and Robin not thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he started reading it, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, took off. And I don't I can't remember. I think at first you were kind of, you thought it was a little bit of nonsense. And then you were like an issue no, no, I, I, and you were in. I loved uh, Batman and Robin from the get-go. Yeah, I thought you said it was nonsense. But yeah, You're then I man. started reading it, straight. and I liked it, and yeah, then I started getting crazy. I got Aquaman, and where are my glasses? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yes. But we're gonna move to uh, Jody's choice. My choice was Swamp Thing. Yeah. And to be honest, before last year, the closest thing I knew to Swamp Thing was a really, really, really crappy movie. Adrian Barbeau had great tits. So is there another movie besides the awesome Wes Craven movie? Because that's the only one I can think of. Okay, that must be the one. Okay, because the original Swamp Thing is a perfect 10 out of 10 movie. No, I I actually did look up that movie after after Swamp Thing was actually cancelled. I looked it up. The Wes Craven one. Anyway, but then the moment... I jump on, I start reading Charles Sewell's thing, uh, run with it, and when uh, Swamp Thing starts learning from, like, Avatars of the Past, and I was like, okay, yeah. I like this. I want to read more. It was okay. great. Yeah, I- and then I jumped back to read Scott Snyder's, and then I looked up other issues of it. I, I, I love Swamp Thing now. It's a good, yeah. I like the character. I- I don't think a lot of people really dug the Machine Queen stuff, but I just like the idea of technology evolving to the point exactly. and becoming its own avatar, and I really dug that. Definitely. That, I, I th- it was smartly done, and the implication of all these other creative worlds, you know, yeah. they yeah. all have avatars. Yeah, I said that when we, we when I used to do it, and then Eric took it over. Uh, I thought that Charles Soule did a great job because he kind of it was like an evolution of that book. He really expanded on the mythos of it and mm-hmm. stuff, and it was odd because it was it was one of those books that you couldn't find a bad review for it. It seemed, but yet nobody yeah. was buying it. No one right. bought it. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Swamp Thing. Uh, the Swamp Thing was actually my introduction into the DCU from Alan yeah. Moore's run. Nice. I've read every issue of Swamp Thing, and uh, I'll tell you right now, Charles Soule's run was the second best to, yeah. to Alan Moore's. It's really that. It's that good. Awesome. I think it's the most creative. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I think, like, the one thing I'm definitely going that I will always have on the back of my mind 
I want to learn more about that last kingdom we see right at the last issue. The creativity. What he goes. Oh, yeah, the creativity. Right. That was a crazy, like almost Morrison-like ending. Yeah. I was like, what's, what's going on? It's nuts. But yeah, that's that's my pick. All right. Nice. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever find about anything about their creativity. No, that's not. I don't, I don't no. think they're ever going back. I don't think Len Wein is creativity going. Creativity was surprised. Nothing. Yeah, Len <laughs> going to go. You know, old school. Punch him up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, we'll go to Ryan. What was your choice, Ryan? Gotham by Midnight. I thought it was one of the more unique um, looking and sounding books. And um, even with the creative team shift after Ben Templesmith left, I really liked what it did. And it felt like it could have gotten a much uh, better better shake of things if it hadn't been canned. And that was Reggie's pick as well. I picked that one too. That one suffered from uh, a couple of books did from the convergence break because it didn't get rebooted. It just sort of continued its storyline months later, and I think people uh, drifted away from it. It wasn't doing well to begin with. It wasn't yeah. like it was selling like gangbusters. But I think that two month break didn't do anything to help oh, it. It was weird. That book. I'm telling you, every time that that book would show up, uh, it Eric reviewed it and it shocked him. We we yeah. never knew. And I like, always forgot it was the book. Or there'd be a little delay we didn't realize. It yeah. just kind of just popped up every. But every time. time I read it, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's just that I. It's not a book that I can really latch onto and say, okay, this is my book. It's just I'll read it and every time I will, it's good. But it's didn't have like uh, anything to really grab a hold of me, but the art was fantastic. I'm telling you, when Juan Ferreira took over, I even think it improved, except for the, uh, they really forced that Monster of the Week scenario, which hurt the overall storyline. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the, the art was, yeah, when, when Ferreira took over, it, I thought it was amazing. There was one issue Eric oh, reviewed. Yeah. I don't remember uh, what, what it was right. earlier this year, and I remember the issue was lame as hell, but I was just looking at the pages like, whew, these are just beautiful yeah. beautifully drawn beautifully rendered yeah. beautifully colored what it's, a great looking it's weird book. The, the thing about that and from reading it for the podcast i kind of thought that sometimes that even took away from it was like you were mesmerized by the art but yeah. then at the end of the issue not much happened yes and that's, that was kinda, the truth yeah and i i kind of i i think we just said it last week i think we did the last one and it right. was one of those where i would read it and i'd be oh man this looks great and, I, and then like three days later i wouldn't even uh, you know i try to think yeah. of what happened i was like ah, and i just move on but i don't i don't think anybody gave this a bad review its entire run anywhere yeah. No, it was like an inoffensive three dollar book, you know. Yeah. But but it wasn't it was something that you want to necessarily yeah, yeah. chase after every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll move on. So Reggie, that you're good with what you said about that. I'm good. I uh, had right. another book at one time when I saw Ryan's choice. I uh, had to go with it. Up, I jumped on his bandwagon. <laughs> what was your other choice? I can't remember. <laughs> you know what I, I know think? Though. I think it was Joel's and my choice. Oh yeah. Yeah, Joel, what's you, your choice? My choice was Supergirl, because I think that was a really big uh, ball dropper, because we finally had an arc um, where it was mainly her. We have her establishing a status quo and not have an arc tie down to, uh, like, a storyline going on in Superman, you know? Yeah. No more tie-ins. And, uh, and I remember they didn't flat out cancel the book it just they didn't announce what um yeah. it coming out after convergence and so it kind of just went under the radar and then the tv show came out and they're like seriously where's the supergirl book and i just think it, they really messed up i, I agree and that was my pick as well and uh 
if you remember, it was the it ended with the Crucible story where she it's like high school yeah. in space. Yeah, it's went to a school. And she went off, and right away it, it was I thought it was going to be like the Breakfast Club in space. It was <laughs> Supergirl. I thought it'd be great, even though I hate the Breakfast Club, most overrated movie ever. But <laughs> when when they started, you you even got the point that like I said, Joel read it, so I think he probably agree where they started explaining these characters and working on these characters, and then all of a sudden you got nothing. It was like pushed forward and everything started going. But the weird thing about it is, is at the very end, Supergirl comes back to Earth. She she goes back to be a barista. And uh, she actually started bleeding. And it looked like she was losing her powers. Yeah. And all of a sudden that disappeared because they said convergence happened. It didn't come back. But it almost seemed like that was going to lead into the truth. And because it was canceled, it didn't. But yeah, she was. She actually was seemed to be losing her powers, and you didn't know why. And it just kind of ended. And it did. It just ended out of nowhere. And in fact, the Crucible story got so rushed to an end. It, it was. It was all. It was three issues, right? Yeah. And it, 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 I'm telling you, they had set it up, and they set up these characters. And I, I actually liked the characters, and I liked the interactions. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden you find out that like the the headmaster is evil, and this and that, and it just was boom. It's over. Back to Earth. And it, Supergirl it's was one of the most beleaguered books of the new 52, yeah. I think. There were so many points when I felt like it was going to turn around, it was going to become good, and then it wouldn't. Yeah. And then I felt... So I think that in the end, they just had to kind of and again, you know, it, cut the cord. Yeah. But it, it was getting good again. You're right. I was I, yeah. And I actually thought my, my whole opinion was... They had all this stuff, like you said, she was a Red Lantern, uh, she was I in space part. school, and all mm. this that, that wouldn't tie into the TV show. So I thought basically they were going to cancel it for three months, bring it back for the TV show in a new rebooted deal where, you know, she's younger, what, not even younger, but, you know, it, it would tie in a little more to the TV show, and then nothing happened. And then out of nowhere, they re-released issue one as a... Uh, what do, what do they call those? DC Essentials. DC Essential. That's all they released for the Supergirl. And, and we still don't have a book. It's ridiculous. Do you think the staff at DC smokes a lot of weed? I, I think, you think that's something. Oh, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what they do. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's no, not. They're eating, they're eating whatever Swamp Thing. Arby's. <laughs> and then they're eating the Swamp Thing tubers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tripping out. Like, their own shit. Yeah, I, I don't know what the what they're doing. It's freaking nonsense. But yeah, yeah, that whole Supergirl thing and with the tie-in with the the TV show is a, just a debacle. It's re- ridiculous. They're doing it digital though, right? They're doing the digital. That's that's their big thing. But even that, they they announced it. We'll never know. It'll come we'll out know, next week. Yeah. We'll never know, but we'll go. I'm going to give that oh, to Supergirl. Show came out yesterday. Yeah, really. We'll, right. we'll give it to Supergirl because me and uh, Joel both picked it. Actually, no. We'll give it to Gotham by Midnight. Sick. Gotham by Got Midnight it. wins. Batman Congratulations. Gotham by Midnight. The next category is a crazy one. Best new book of the year. And DCU. We'll, we're going to start with Reggie. All right. got to find the section. Yes, so <laughs> Uh, best. Uh, what the hell is it? Here we go. Best new book. Reggie's, I got it. My, my best new book, which actually was one I chose uh, through faithful reading uh, of the Weird Science DC site, was Martian Manhunter. Awesome. Uh, which was a book I was, you know, just going to skip. Just uh, not any personal vendetta, but I don't really give a crap about Martian Manhunter in the past, and there are other things to spend my money on. 
But after Eric was just glowing about this book for the first two issues, you were glowing. You were yes, you were you sort of effervescent about it, you know. Well, uh, I was right there with you. This is my book. This is my pick as well. And I didn't give a shit about Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I'm like, this book, like every time Martian Manhunter goes out on his own, it's going to be instantly canceled. Yeah. And this one actually made me give a shit about him. I'm like, holy I, crap. I, I thought I, I, so too. creative. Yep. Well, it's a threefer, huh? Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's the first thing. I, I guess we don't need anybody else's picks. Yeah, really. Right. Oh, well, <laughs> All right, later. <laughs> See you in seven, See everybody. You. <laughs> yeah. I, you all want to be the man. And Martian Man are, would have been my runner-up. Uh, yeah. Because I, again, I'm like, I don't, I could care less about Martian Manhunter. I really, I could care less. And what got me was, this was not the typical, here's Martian Manhunter, he's going to punch guys or whatever. It, it started off and it was just out of the, you know, out of nowhere. You get this mystery and horror book that it really threw me off. I love And it makes him a much more, like, tortured, complicated character. Yeah. You know, whereas in the past he really was just green Superman. Yeah. You know, and, uh. I, 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 it's still good. That's a great thing. You know, we went through our initial six issues. Now we're on seven, right? Or are we on six now? I think it's we're seven. On, we're on seven. Yep. So we, so, so we've seen the first arc where he brings Mars back, and I'm still interested. I still yeah. want to keep reading, and, and that says a lot. The weird thing I said to Eric on the podcast that. I was worried that once we get Martian Manhunter back, I thought it was going to go back, like be yeah. the the generic book that I was afraid of. And so far, it hasn't been. It's still crazy. I mean, and, and even that issue seven was just nuts. Mm-hmm. But because of what Rob Williams did up until that point, I I give him a pass because you know I'll wait to see what he's up to sure. because it was so good and things were just out of just crazy. But yeah, uh, what did you pick, Ryan? I picked Omega Man, which I thought it Joel was... picked. Mm-hmm. So go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> That's all right. Um, you know, I obviously, you know, I, I like Green Lantern books a little bit, having taken my name from the brightest day stories. Um, and I thought that something giving a new, different story for Kyle Rayner to be in was was neat. Um, I thought the art was really cool. I liked the, the propaganda poster artwork mm-hmm. yeah. covers. I thought Probably the interior art looked good from the original previews I saw. Um, I was kind of sad when I heard it was getting canceled and then got excited when it got picked up again for six more. So maybe I was the one and only <laughs> crying out for this book. So um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it was canceled, and I think the next morning I was at work, and that I was, was going to we, jig. That was when we had the uh, the Twitter problems uh, for the site, where and I actually tweeted out. Yeah, I actually tweeted <laughs> out it. like, "Man, it sucks, Omega Men's uh, being canceled." And the only reason I. T- <laughs> I did that was to see if anybody would see that tweet, and then actually Tom King uh, like retweeted and said, "Oh man!" And then uh, it only in my mind it was only a couple days, right? Or was it? Uh, yeah, it was not. Very long. It was. It was in the that. same week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like it was canceled on a Monday, and then the freaking Thursday Wednesday, it was yeah. back. Yeah, it was so odd. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, it was Solomon Grundy. I'm to say that. Uh, what did What did you think about it, Joel? Um, the Omega Man or the cancellation? Yeah. No, the Omega Man. No, or whatever. Just in general, huh. the book. 
Well, because um, this is my favorite book out of the June relaunches. It was great to see a space story because I wasn't the biggest fan of like Van Diddy and Van Jensen uh, being taken over Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't the biggest fan of like the Lantern Corps and everything. But it was great to see like a space team come together. And I know it's really intense most of the time, but I really do like a lot of the characters like Tigor and that one girl whose yeah, name I can't remember. And, and Doc, that robot that commits genocide? Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a comedy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just telling you, one of the main things that I go with with a book like this is if I know the team, even like We Are Robin, which was one of my uh, f- favorite re- or new books, but didn't make my list. But uh, it, when I start knowing the team names, then I know that I like the book. And yeah, I, I like Omega Men. It's just I, I said earlier, uh, I'm starting to get a little... I'm not bored of it, but I want some more story. I want some, you know, forward-moving stuff, especially yeah. because it's a limited thing. It's going to yeah. end soon. But, why uh, is freaking Kyle Rayner saying he's a Green Lantern? Yeah. Tell me. Well, that's because he's fooling people. I don't what know. What happened to Carol Ferris? Why does he keep banging the princess? Yeah. 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 Like, don't tell and me story over Kyle Again, though, I like a a princess. I like Omega Men though because it's also it's it's kind of a hard sci-fi book and you don't get that much and especially in DC. So I yeah. I actually really like it. I picked Superman, Lois, and Clark though. That was my it's pick. Book. Uh, it's kind of odd that I picked that because we're only two issues that <laughs> came out today, but I have really enjoyed it. And even today, I haven't reviewed it yet, but I read it. I really like today's issue as well. Awesome. Uh, I just I think that mainly because the other Superman books have been garbage. So it's almost like that. It's like the savior of Superman Ain't books for me, except truth. also it's American true. Alien. So you get a weird Superman, Lois and Clark, and Superman, American Alien as my two favorite Superman books right now. And they are the best. And they, they seem to be. But, yeah, it's more – I think this is more of a reaction to what's going on with Superman than, yeah, you know, because there's only a couple issues. But that's my pick. But I guess the winner is Martian Manhunter. Fuck yeah! And like I said, Martian Manhunter would have been my runner-up. Uh, that that would have been my second pick. My runner-up so, is We Are Robin. Yeah, I really like that too. Yeah, actually, that. That of the that DCU. Yeah, and I like that for event. I was gonna pick Robin more, and then those two uh, bunch of tie-ins threw it off for me. And yeah. I know, like at the end, you might be able to just say no, just go with the chapters. But you have to Robin Ward finished. Robin Ward number one and Grace and tie-in was yeah, great. Yeah, they were awesome. But then Detective Comics. Everything since has not been great. And uh, Robin Son of a, it, they've they've been down. And with we the are Robin. Robin book was not yeah. very good as a full chapter book. Uh, when I thought that was gonna be the most important one. Yeah. Because of, and they kind of, you know... Uh, but Rehash Detective Comics, that's all it did. Yeah, and then Robin War 2 is going to come out in a couple of weeks, and hopefully that kicks ass again. That's Tom King back for that. But yeah, we'll move on. What is the next category? Because I lost my... Best non-DC you know, book. Best non-DC book. And I'll just start with mine. I don't have a pick. Because I don't really read enough for me to actually say, hey, I read five issues of a run. I, I hey, just have it. I read a lot of number ones and then kind of. Well, Jim, you know, that Puppet Master is really good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the Puppet Master. Oh, Puppet Master. Actually, I read a couple of the Puppet Master. I know you did. I read a couple and I really did like them. Uh, yep. But I'm not going to pick that. I really like Action, Action Lab. Uh, they're, uh, what is it, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. They have that Tomboy uh, comic Danger that Zone. I really enjoyed, too. <laughs> but I'm going to we'll go with Eric. Go with your puppet master. Well, well, then you pick ElfQuest, then, right? 
No, I don't pick Elf. You son of a bitch. Anyway, okay. Puppet Master is my fucking non- twenty-year-old comic. I read. It is a thirty-five-year-old comic. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But anyway, a Puppet Master is my best non-DC book because I am a gigantic Puppet Master fanboy when it comes to the film series, and I just can't believe that in 2015 I had this freaking this movie from 1989 come out as a goddamn comic book series. They did this back in the 90s, but it was like really rushed and terrible, and it's just like you had to order it from them back in Burbank, where you had to order stuff through the mail. It was terrible, but this is so good. Sean Gabor and the writer. He's not only creating like you know an expansion of the mythos from actually leading from the movies, but he's tying a lot of it back into these movies, like almost like mini sequels, and it's amazing to me. And the artwork's no, fantastic. This gives me hope for something, Eric, that one day we'll get a sleepaway camp, the comic. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I, and if well, it's hold a pop, on, it has to be a pop-up comic at the last page. Oh, of God. And right in your face. <laughs> Pock in your face. You put your finger through the back. No, oh my goodness! Right in your face. Well, there's a there's a problem with that, Reggie, because uh, there's a split timeline because you have the original Sleepaway Camp and then you have the Here sequels with, with Pamela Springsteen as Angela. Oh, goodness, I'm saying you know the you know the sequels of Pamela Springsteen. I, I do know what you mean, yeah. And then there was one that came out a couple years. This is horror out loud. There was another sequel that came out a couple years ago with the the grown up little girl from the first one, Felissa Rose, that and that's that's from the original director and writer, so he considers this a direct sequel to the first one and leaves the other two out that I really like. Don't worry. Grant Morrison is writing it. It's going to be all explained away. All right. It's going to be great. Dicks all up in your faces. (laughs) Dicks in the faces. A multiverse of dicks. Yes. Uh, Ryan, what did you pick? Well, being that I probably read the most non-DC stuff, this was the hardest choice for me to make because it seems like most of you guys basically only read DC or predominantly do. Are you saying we're stupid? Yep. Basically, okay. fucked up. Clear it up. Sees head. Flee like rats from a sinking ship. Yeah, nope, we're gonna keep going. So, Lost okay. Boys, a Marvel comics blog. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my choice was Southern Bastards through Image Comics, a book that kind of reads like a, a hodgepodge of Walking Tall, Friday Night Lights, and Varsity Blues <laughs> as dark Southern uh, noir comic by the Jasons, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. Jason uh, Voorhees? Yes. Uh, the, the Golden Jason London. Marvel Comics. <laughs> Not that you boys know much about them. Yes. This, this, this really is a great book, though. This, this book is really cinematic. Uh, the art style is awesome. The story is compelling. It's compelling in a Breaking Bad way, where it sort of unfolds <laughs> per character. You know, it's sort of told that way. What's up, Breaking um, Bad? Huh? What's Breaking Bad? It's a Bad? TV show. Oh, a that's, TV show. That TV show. You, you know, I've heard. never seen an, uh, an episode of Breaking Bad. Of course you have. It's gone past your bedtime. Uh, is, <laughs> is it on 7:30? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is, no, that, it, it, is that a 20-minute show? No, sorry. No. I'm out. Jim gets really tired after eating the early bird special at Denny's. That's Goes right, right for I, that. I take a fat guy nap, then. Yeah. Those uh, eight triple challenges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll knock you out. Oh, God. What? Uh, how, I, I, how long, uh, how, what issue is Southern Bastards up to? It's in the third arc, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they're at 13 okay. like that, at yeah. last. You can get the first two trades, and I would just say, just snatch them up. They're or great. the 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 oversized hardcover of the first two arcs. Oh, really? Yeah, 
It's it's and it's a gorgeous book. That, get the, get the cheaper version. Yeah, go for something that looks good on your shelf. shelf. It really no, it's it is a cool book, and it's going to be a TV show, I think. Yes, it had been optioned uh, shortly after the end of the first arc. It seems like an AMC show. Is that what it's going? I would guess, yeah. I believe so. If oh, not, actually, like paid cable, like HBO or shows. Yeah, right. right. All right. Well, Reggie, what was your pick? I picked the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yes, this a is actually book. one that I read it's the number not. one. You told me to get it. I got Did it. Did I read it? Yeah, yeah, was I the liked number, it. The new number one or the, the new the first no, number one? I think one. it was the new number one. You Christ, said the one from yeah, a month Goddamn ago. Marvel. Yeah, it's like oh eight my god. Ones. I mean, anyone that wants to read this series in the future is going to be pulling their hair out yep. because there's going to be two volume one. Yeah, you know, crazy. Squirrel Girls made in the same Didn't year. They put it well, in, the same in thing fact, Spider Gwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four yeah. issues. And, and I think I know it. that the unbeatable Squirrel Girl was the second number one because I think on the cover it said it only the second number yeah. one this year. Only the second number one this yeah. year. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That comic is pure comedy. You know, if you don't want to read a funny comic, then you can steer clear. But if you want to laugh, it is jam-packed with jokes. It's very cute. It's very silly. There are these jokes in the margins, uh, at the gutter margins of every page, which to me makes it a great value. It's like, you literally will get a gag every page, you know? So, yeah, it's 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 very silly. It's very uh, ridiculous in many ways. And I guess if you if you feel deeply about Marvel characters, you know, like Galactus being convinced to, you know, be friends with Doreen Green because she's just got a winning personality, then you probably would be mad at it. But if that sounds like something fun or a girl that can talk to squirrels sounds like fun, uh, it's, it's it really has been one of my favorite finds this year. I've tried to push it around. And now she teams up with Doctor Doom and does some time right. traveling. Yeah, the two of them are like it's our pals. Um, I actually first, the, the, the author, Ryan North, wrote some short stories for the Young Avengers in the original Sins anthology. And that's his like his his thing is to put those little like one liners yeah, in the margins. Yeah. I've heard that and, since I haven't seen his other stuff. And that was what, what got me interested in actually reading the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl book. I didn't know at first that it was him writing, but then I found out that he was on it, and I've gone back and read, and I, that's one of the new, more more random and hard to really figure out how it happened new Marvel books, but one of the ones that I really, really yeah. All right. Uh, Jody, what was your pick? I picked Inhuman. Same thing with Swamp Thing. If you asked me last year what the hell's in the human, I could honestly tell you absolutely nothing. <laughs> and hey, look, what a surprise. Charles Sewell is here. It's like, hey, here's a book. I know you've <laughs> never heard of it before, but take a look at it. But uh, I, when I went to this book, I knew nothing about humans. And now they are the, my second favorite group, right under the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you go it, back to the original like Kirby stories where the Inhumans? I, are... I've been I've been looking for them, and I've but uh, and uh, since Inhumans now done, uh, but Char- but uh, Sewell's now doing like all the other Inhuman esque story stories, so Uncanny Inhumans, the all new Inhumans. Yeah. So I've been looking at that, and I am still looking for those old ones. There's a trade collection. I think that's just maybe called the Inhumans or something. It pretty yeah. much tells you the whole, like the origin and then 
there's a later story, uh, a famous story with Fantastic Four, and yeah. I, you know, I, I, I like them too. They're they're like Marvel's weird royalty. They're like Marvel's Kennedy like, family or something. But uh, the best way to describe it is it's Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. pretty much superheroes. Nice. Yeah, that's the, just, this way uh, he's done it. Game of Thrones. What's that? I just know back in the show. I just know back in the day. I, I never Set cared for the humans. Long. Not and, even, uh, not even Lockjaw, Eric. I've actually hated Lockjaw. Oh, like, you son of a bitch! Uh, like every time he showed up, Lockjaw, and even the Guardians of the Galaxy back in the day, it was I just thought it was garbage, what? and now everybody's all about Inhumans and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really funny to me. It's, I know, girl. You, you need to love Lockjaw. You know, Dan Slott did a. Uh, series on The Thing, where The Thing teamed up with Lockjaw, and it was so what, awesome. What it was, the, it. was it The Thing series? Yeah. Yeah, I used to collect those as a kid. I loved The Thing series. Well, no, the one, the, no it, 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 this was more recently. This was like 2004. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the original one. Like yeah, the, yeah, that from the 70s. That was awesome. Yeah. I knew a girl uh, who wouldn't get blowjobs because she claimed she'd get Lockjaw. <laughs> and then you married her. <laughs> yeah, really. Jim? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, that's all I can contribute. I've never seen Game and of Thrones. And honestly, that sounds, like that. that sounds like something you make up in your head as a kid. <laughs> What's that, Eric? That sounds like something you'd be afraid of as a kid. Oh, no, I can't get blowjobs. Actually, I was afraid to get blowjobs all my youthful days. <laughs> no, no more, though. I thought I'd get a freaking lockjaw. Hand, handies left yes, and right. Yes, I get yeah, handies awesome. and this thing I you know call the armpit. Both wrists. Ay, ay, ay. Joe, what did you pick? Um, I like ever like you guys. I'm not reading. I'm only reading a handful of non-DC books, but I've been really loving the Star Wars, like mainly the main Star Wars title. But I read all the Star Wars books. But specifically, my favorite is uh, Vader Down. Just if you haven't read it, it's just Vader being a complete badass, just tearing up the rebellion. Nice. Uh, do you, did you read the um? What was it called, Brian? That crazy <laughs> long title. The, way, the, the Shattered Empire. Star Wars, Shattered The Force Empire. Awakens, Shattered Empire, one yeah. through four. Did you read that at all, Joel? <laughs> that was Yeah, that was really good. I love the third issue of Princess Leia. Fucking nonsense. I only, I only read that first issue that we talked to Brian about. Did it actually, and I'll, at you as well, Ryan, did it actually tie well into the movie? Like when you went into the movie, did it actually help you out at all? No, not really. Okay. I, I actually, if you would have said yes, I'd be reading it. But yeah, yeah it, it gave, it gave some background to, into who to Poe po yeah. is and where he came from, and also and sort of bridging some of the timeline for uh, the First Order and things. But as far as like, oh, you don't know this, but blah, 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 no, there were. I did not have those moments in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Thank to Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Shattered Empire, one through four. Yeah. Did it have any origin God of damn, his Marvel. forced humor, uh, Poe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that actually drove me nuts at the beginning that's of the movie. That that the whole thing when he met uh, uh, Kylo Ren and he's like, "Oh, am I supposed to talk to you?" Uh, you shut up. Right? Yeah, I that like that was not was Star Wars. So what it is, too, uh, if you if you go into Episode Four with a bit of an open mind, the Luke and Han back and forth is really unnecessarily yeah, just, sarcastic yeah. and jovial. Way. Episode Han Four is, is trying to take over the coals and shut rob up. them of ten thousand credits. Yeah. Well, uh, Han is always he's always quipping, you know. That, that that's part of his character. But I did feel that particular joke was like something you would see on two broke girls or something, you know. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like now I have seen that. 
I hate you so much. No, I've, I've never <laughs> seen that either. I've 22 minutes. Bring it back. Give it to me. 22 minutes. I'm in. <laughs> 22 minutes. I am in. Gym uh, standards. Who, yes. Who, what, who's, who's going to pick the winner? Who, what won that one? I say somebody pick. Puppet, puppet Master. master. Yay. Puppet Master. Puppy Master. Uh, puppet puppy, master. Puppy Masters. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Um, so we'll back to the action in a minute. All right. Isn't that a heck of an award show, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, as you probably know by now, listening to Jim and Eric Spiels between the segments, we have listener picks for the four big categories for awards, and I've got a couple right here that I'm going to read to you right now. The first is from Red Robert. He says, Best series, Secret Six, if only because it's Gail Simone being Gail Simone and delivering batshit insane hilarity and darkness as often as editorial allows. Best writer, Gail Simone. But it's almost always going to be Gail Simone for me, so who gives a shit? I'm predictable. Best art team, Jason Fabok and Brad Anderson on Justice League, and I don't feel like I have to explain that one. Best moment, in general, the huge push for all the Robins that's been happening this year. If only Tim Drake could go back to being, well, you know, not a complete asshole. Thank you very much, Red Robert and Gail Simone, for sponsoring Red Robert. Chisanga also writes in, best ongoing series is Grayson. Runner-up is Justice League. Grayson has been one of DC's most consistently told stories of 2015 that only the Batman and Justice League can challenge. Celie and King have written one of the most interesting Dick Grayson stories since Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin and Scott Snyder's Detective Comics. No offense to Kyle's run. That's Kyle Higgins, I assume. What was even better was that the book didn't suffer from the Batman crossover Robin War with number 15. While it's jarring to go from the main story from number 14 to number 15, Dick still felt like himself, thanks to King writing the issue plus the overall story, and showing we are Robin as well as his brothers why he, he's the top dog among them. But to be honest, everyone seems to forget that his time as Batman is still canon, so it's their own damn fault that they keep on falling for his shenanigans. Looking at the first quarter of 2016, Grayson can only go up from here. Best writer writing team from Chisanga is Tom King, runner-up is Jeff Johns. Tom has become one of DC's best writers this year. Grayson would probably have ended by number 6 if it wasn't for King's writing. DC should immediately lock him to an exclusive contract unless they want Marvel to steal him away from them like they did with Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire last year. His Robin War, while flawed, is easily one of the best events by DC not because of the plot, characters, or the various artists, but because it's short, mostly to the point, and doesn't meander in some pointless nonsense to fill a quota for months. <coughs> All the Eternals. <coughs> pointless plot lines that have little to no effect on the DC universe. <coughs> Future Sin. Or feel like I'm in J- Jigsaw's torture chamber. <coughs> World's End. <coughs> If Snyder leaves Batman or Johns, is done writing Justice League, he is easily my number one pick for the writing position. Best Artist Art Team, Justice League Art Team, Runner-Up Grayson Art Team. What's there to say about the Justice League Art Team that can't be said by these artworks? The art is one of the greatest pulls for this book, which helps during issues where you just lose interest in the plot. Best of all, they gave us the best Wonder Woman design of the New 52 that shows Diana looking like a true badass lady of war who isn't perpetually off for a swim. 
And the biggest moment, according to Chisanga, is that Convergence cancels Crisis on Infinite Earths, runner-up anti-monitor killing Darkseid. While shocking origins, death of major characters, as well as new powers and abilities are things we have all seen before, there was only one true moment that blew everyone's mind in Convergence number 8. What felt like the one last blaze of glory for all the previous continuities before the new 52 ended up being the undoing of the crisis on infinite earths, not only saving those continuities, but then current new 52 multiverse as well. Just as Reggie pointed out, we got Superman, Lois, and Clark, as well as opening the opportunity for any type of story to be told, because with infinite universes, space is no longer an issue. And Chisanga, I agree with you, obviously, since you quoted me, and uh, we both agree that was the biggest event of DC, and that makes us correct. And now, back to the show. Hey, and we're back. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's Woo. almost time. We're almost halfway through. <laughs> oh, Jesus. my goodness. We're almost friend. halfway through the first half. Yes. This is the... Uh, Wait, this, now it's half? This, yes. This <laughs> section will be, uh, actually, I hope this will be pretty quick because this is kind of a... Uh, I don't, you said that's the last one. Yes. These are kind of like unofficial awards. These are kind of like fun ones. Uh, we're going to start with Best Villain. And with the best film, we're going to start off with Eric. 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 Well, I'm going to have to give this to Brother Eye, because even though I wasn't a huge fan of Future's End at all, and even the beginning of Batman Beyond, Brother Eye is the fucking best villain we've seen so far, because he conquered the goddamn Earth. Yeah, I, I was not a big fan of Brother Eye, but you're right. It, it's not the greatest villain, I guess. It's the, no, no, it is the greatest the, because he achieved the most out of yeah. villainry. That's yeah. a word, right? Villainry? Villainry. He's the most successful <laughs> villain. There we go. Dude. I, I, again, I, I hate Brother Eye. Can't stand him. Yeah. Anybody else with Brother Eye? Bunch of jerks. You're the only one. <laughs> Sorry. Eric stands uh, alone, as always. Uh, I, like, right. I like Omac. Uh, yeah, I don't really like guy. Brother Eye. <laughs> I want to kick it to a very interesting choice, and that would be Jody's choice. Martian Manhunter is the villain of the year. Interesting. Very much for, for, for almost a similar reason as Brother Eye. Well, Brother Eye, he lost in the end, and we obviously can tell Martian Manhunter would lose in the end as well, probably. He's the one who literally... He's like, hey, I'm on your side. I'm totally on your side. I'm totally on your psych. Yeah. Bam. And then, yeah. and and now he's put not only one but two planets at risk of being destroyed. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about Mars. But you watch your mouth. to Mars. My mother's from Mars, man. Come on. Ice cube. Exactly. Cares. But, <laughs> yeah. But like we all expected him to be like. I'm going to be fighting the Martians. I'm going to save this planet, my new planet. But no, literally, like, at the end of the first arc, like, he has all of his, like, little bits together, and it's just like, okay, we're ready to fight. The mole being an asshole is just like, psych, everyone in, everyone in the light. See you later. We're bringing Mars yeah. back. Come on. Yeah. Mold's the villain. God well, damn it. But guess what? Mold's part of the Martian man. I know. So, I know. Again. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, we'll move to Reggie's. Uh, my choice is Brainiac, who I thought was one of the better updates to come out of Convergence. Uh, they, they turned him from, you know, Brainiac's been sort of uh, several things over the course of yeah. his life also, from like a green-faced guy to a robot, to now he's like stands outside the multiverse. Now he's collecting entire, you know, realities you know, and cities. I mean, this guy's collection... He's really he's really a hoarder at this point. This is no longer just normal collecting. This is an obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder, I think. But I, I did enjoy 
that they kind of made a, a grander, put him on a grander scale, put him a little apart, so he's not just one of Superman's many villains that he can punch around. I, uh, I love this freaking God Brainiac of Convergence. Uh, honestly, yeah. the, the I actually really love the big, uh, the prologue, uh, Convergence number zero they put out just because to try to tie in that Superman doomed where he went into the black hole. Yep. Because we saw Telos at first, and he was just different incarnations of Brainiac through the years, but when we actually saw Brainiac, that big God Brainiac, he was so badass looking. He was like a big was, slug. He was just, I don't know. Weirdo. That, know that was, was like... That was like the best part of Future Zen, really, was when Brainiac the God showed up. And that's also the worst part, because now we have the Telos book. He's not that Brainiac anymore. He purged himself of all that terribleness. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, fuck me. I guess I have nothing to look forward to. When I yeah. saw that Brainiac in Future's End, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It was, such, it was so terrifying looking. Yeah. It's like... It's like the it's finally, it's like I've reached pet mass level. You can't stop me now. I'm a god. But... It has a kind of insectoid look about him, too. Yeah. It's unsettling yeah. down in your core, you know, like, so You just feel like he's slimy. That's one of the things that I would like to come out of Convergence was to be uh, the continuation of that, but now he's just gone. Yeah. Mm. So that, that's what happened in Talos, is he, he, he dropped all his uh, godhood? Yeah, he's just normal, like, Jeff Johns Brainiac uh, now. Bullshit, see? There, well, there goes, there goes my pulled, pick. Uh, Forget it. <laughs> my pick for best villain now is Dan DiDio. <laughs> No, Dale H. Wilson for Earth 2 Society. That's the best. Oh, there you go. He's another yeah. pick. Oh, gosh. All right. And the next pick is uh, three of us. It's actually me, Ryan, and uh, Joel picked the same guy. And Ryan, who is that? The Joker. Yes, it is. <laughs> a menage a trois. Yes. Not the first time that's happened. That always looks funny. And uh, why, would, why did you pick him, Joel? Well, I honestly thought it was a dying battle. Um, I figured if I didn't pick the Joker, the League of Scott Snyder's yeah. would come beat my ass like they did Eric. So yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, it, it's going to be Joker. My, my vote didn't matter. Uh, Why did you pick him, Ryan? Uh, I thought that the end game stuff that he did was probably some of the most messed up. And I just really liked that story a lot. That's actually, that's why I picked. I I thought that, that I'm not a huge Scott Snyder fan. Surprise, but I I did really like Endgame, and that was the last bit that I reviewed before I gave it to Eric. And I the the whole thing with the Joker kind of screwing with Batman about being immortal, and and whatnot. And I even said to Eric that basically just that, and then Batman being a, a freaking stubborn asshole really led to him dying. It was more of him trying to like. Prove that to the yeah. Joker, they both weren't immortal. It was. I believe up. you now. You know, yeah, yeah. Stager together. And just the whole like, thing where I, I said, even when you go back to Death of the Family, when the Joker was behind the scenes, like setting up that whole circus, where he was yeah. fucking around with Dick. With, with this, where he went through old photographs and all this other crazy stuff, and you never knew if it was him or not him, or if it was fake or not, and all that, where you were getting that whole immortal. Uh, deal, uh, I thought was awesome, and I really liked. That. And then when he would go, when he went in and grabbed all, you know, everything, and had that parade with the dinosaur and the, the T Rex and yeah. and all that, I thought was really cool. And also, pretty much, I hated Brother Eye. I don't like Brainiac, <laughs> so it was another one. And it is, you know, people can claim, oh, that's a generic choice, oh, the Joker, oh, but yeah, really, out of all the ones of this year, I actually really did enjoy the Joker and the stories. And in fact, I. I enjoyed the Joker more than I enjoyed Batman in most of the Snyder stuff anyway. 
and there's no way I could have yeah, gotten Endgame away was with a really good art. The, the cop that was the dog beater from Secret Six yeah, as yeah, the yeah. villain of the year. So yeah. Yeah. I had to go with the, the big, big... Yeah, that's team. what I'm saying. I, I it, This was one of the ones where I, I had to just think, and I'm like, I really don't like a lot of the other things that happen. And, and that's the problem with a lot of the books, and we talk about it each week, that a lot of the books, say like a Batgirl or what, there's not a lot of strong villains. A lot of these books, and, and that it sucks because that's really what runs... Uh, you know, an arc at least, or whatever, is having a strong villain, and uh, there hasn't been that many. Like, who's the villain in Grayson? Is it Spiral themselves? Or, yeah. You know, and that's Himself. one of my favorite. Yeah, that yeah, and that's my favorite book. But yet, there's really no quote-unquote villain that I would would go with. Like I said, Batgirl well, I mean, there was, was but worked. then he got killed at the end of the first arc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah really. And, yeah, Mr. Minos, you didn't get much of, so I, I couldn't pick that, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, Joker was it for default for me, but, yeah. The Joker wins. Three of us pick All right. So the Joker is the winner. We're going to move on. We're going to get this going. If I can find my yeah. outline. <laughs> What's next? Uh, the best, best superhero. superhero. Best superhero. And this is almost a uh, unanimous decision, I think, when I, yeah. if I remember. Uh, it's Reggie, a four-way. Yeah. A, menage a, a menage a quad. <laughs> yes. And who is it, Reggie? It is Grayson. Yes, it is. Dick Grayson, the dick himself. Uh, we obviously we all, all love this dick. book. We didn't, actually. Yeah. There, there are a couple of uh, outliers. But uh, I, I think Joel's comment on the site was the best. <laughs> Just, come on, but come on. It is true, uh, but yeah. See my uh, awards. To me, this was a very visceral choice. It comes down to when Grayson is out in any given week. I want to read that one first. And yeah. I, you know, I just like to read his adventures. I love his characterization in the in the book. I know that uh, you know uh, Eric misses his Dick Grayson from whatever his little Eric Shea days, but I think that this has been a great growth from hey, Grayson's a character I could I could have taken or leaving. Yeah. Uh, a year and two ago myself. Now I think he's one of the best, strongest characters in the DCU. Well, and it's funny because Dick Grayson's my favorite character. And it even goes back to like the Batman 66 and stuff before the comics. So when I got in the new 52, I kind of went with Nightwing and, and went into it. And when that was canceled, there are so many people who bailed. They, they didn't want anything to do with this Grayson book. And every review I put uh, that it's this is such a Dick Grayson book. And to me, I said that the, his superpower is just being a good guy. <laughs> He's a great guy and uh, and a tight ass. But uh, but in general, Good basically, guy, I, I, I can't see how people could love Nightwing and just because the characters changed a little, not go with it. Uh, it makes no sense to me because this was Robin who changed to Nightwing, and yet they can't deal with it. Yeah, they can't deal with the next change. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Kyle Higgins' Nightwing was okay. I liked it. And but in I, fact, th I think this is much more like a Dick Grayson. Yeah. much more quipping, yeah. much more acrobatic. It's I mean, funny you say you that expect? because in my mind, I love Nightwing. When I went back to look at the aggregate score of my reviews, I think it ended up being like a 6-8 out of 10 because wow. it was up and down. Uh, this has not been up and down. It's been really strong the whole time. And like, Yeah, like you said, the just the characterization, I think, is great. And and again, they, they spun off Midnighter just from this book when Midnighter was only in it a little. But it was so good when he was in it that they, they brought him back for his own title. And, and then it's been a disaster. Garbage. But, yeah. Uh, who did you pick, Eric? I picked Red Hood. Good choice. Uh, I went for the more Get damage to the, the Robins. I don't know. Uh, 
Jason Todd to me has just been like had the most evolution this year that he's had in a long time. Like he's, you know, not killing anymore. He's getting back with the Bat family and he's actually participating more to the point where I want to know more about him. Like I'm saying, like I had Tim Drake was always my favorite Robin growing up because that's the Robin I grew up with. But this new iteration of Jason Todd makes me want to see that, like, you know, his time as Robin with, like I said, with the uh, Batman and Robin title. I want to see, go back and see stories of that. And he's just, he's growing so much as a character, and I really dig him. Especially taking on the Joker's daughter this year as a way to try to redeem himself a little bit because she sees the angry kid that he was in her. And, wants so, to stop and suddenly her. she's somebody you want to read about. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. I like, hate the, the Joker's daughter, <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, I really like it because it makes sense. Yeah, That's where she makes well, sense uh, fully to me. And, yeah, and they, uh, Scott Liddell wrote, I don't know. The guy can write Joker's daughter. Who thought of it? Better than anybody else. Nobody else could. Well, that's the thing. Is we I talked about in the podcast where he's make, pretty much making Joker's daughter the pre-Flashpoint Scarlet. Yeah, which make, which I think is a cool, makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. Um, this is another one. When I saw your pick, Eric, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Because Red Hood has had the best growth this year, without a doubt, with his new book. Uh, he's just become a fun character to read. He's not just always dour. Yeah. He's still, he's still a badass. Yeah. Is still the bad, you know, the bad boy of the Robins, but he's someone that you can count on and need to help out. And you know, we should, we have seen that somewhat through Eternal and even through that uh, Racing Twelve. Say, even Eternal, I really, I really enjoy him. Now they get a little too at the beginning. Even I think it was Tim Seeley's issues where I, I don't like when they make him too jokey. Right. Uh, yeah. Which they kind of were getting on the the verge of that, but then it's kind of rebounded back. But I like him, and now in Eternal, we haven't even gotten him in the last what three issues, and I, I want, like it looks like we're going to get him next next month or next week. I mean, but yeah, I I, I like Red Hood. Uh, I'm saying because of the new Fifty Two and the DCU and all this, like I said, he is now my favorite Robin. Yeah. He's the most interesting to me, and he has had wow. the most growth. You want him on that pa- painting, don't you? I want him on that goddamn painting so bad. He belongs in the freaking Wade family painting. That was so the weirdest fair. thing. I don't know why they didn't put him on that. It just seemed It bothers me. And then when uh, when Damien finished it, I would have thought he would have added him on. I don't know. Yeah, he is a dick. He gets no love. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Jody, what That's was your why choice? He's a dick. I picked Terry McGinnis. Mainly due to the fact that he was the one who came back and he literally put his life on the line to save the future. Yes, Tim Drake saved the future, (laughs) but it was him on the front lines the entire time Mm -hmm. until the very end at the hands of Bat Joker Bot. They really fucked Terry McGinnis over in the future. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still pissed off as hell as one who's grown, grown up watching Batman Beyond, the TV series. Yeah. So I saw him finally on comics. I'm like, yay! And then the moment he dies, I'm like, oh, why? Why, why, why? <laughs> And then you find out that the whole Future's End seemed to be a setup for a Batman exactly. Beyond book, it, and it's, it's not Terry. And it's not Terry. <laughs> so I, I like the, the other Batman Beyond book, too. That was also Kyle Higgins, most yeah, of the it. Yeah, the digital item. Uh, that was one of my favorite. The books. Justice Lords, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, that, to be honest, that's what got me to go. Because the cartoon came out, uh, I kind of skipped by it. I thought it was just yeah. like... Teenage Batman, I wasn't interested, but reading those comics, I went back, and I, I like the character a lot more now, and then they ripped him away and yeah. replaced him with someone. Yeah, I'm or, telling you like, that. Uh, I'm, well, I'm saying, you, don't have, you don't have to worry about that, though, because uh, this is just the, like the Tim Drake Batman Beyond is just the future of the New 52. We still have that other universe where the animated series is continuing. 
Do we? If they go, yeah, really, I was going to say. I'm just saying, it's still there. It's the multiversity. It is a world in the multiversity. I guess, story over continuity. I remember Eric and I thought that we, we had figured out a whole, like, loophole of how there could be two Batman Beyonds and then Dan Jurgens was like, nope, there's only one. Your guys yeah, it was so weird. Just... Actually, when you guys talked about that, I thought that that was going to be what it was. And, yeah. and yeah, he came in and freaking doused that one. The plug. I was yeah, like, then so back to that Kyle Higgins. I'm telling you, last year, I believe that pretty much swept my awards. I, I love that book. And yeah, it, was, great. it was so good. Yeah. Uh, the next, uh, well, basically Grayson wins because yes, yeah, Grayson wins. Grayson so. wins and, yeah, no doubt, my mind. It's so funny too because he's pretty much the big character right now, especially with uh, Bruce not being Batman and Superman being depowered, and, and Dan DiDio just hates him. That's always the big joke that he always yeah. wants to kill him. He can't now. Uh, they, he tried. That's <laughs> uh, the gravy train. Yeah, really. At the end of maybe that's what happens. Maybe they're uh, again. Grayson's a good selling book, and then if they killed him, it'd be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? But uh, we're gonna move on to best team up, and I'm gonna start for once. And my best team up is this is the one I said it's bullshit because the team up that I like of this is from 2014. But I picked Harley Quinn and Power Girl, and where I'm going from was the actual run in Harley solo book. Cheating spinoff nonsense. Well, I picked this and I'm like, ah, shit, it ended in December. Oh no, but then I, I couldn't really come up with anything else, so I stuck with it, and it has continued. But Reggie knows as well as I do that that. Six issue mini that they spun off of the it's garbage. It's, uh, it's terrible. A, what is the point of this? Of There's that story? No There's point. nothing happening. It's uh, just such unbelievable. And crap, the, it was every so issue. good in the actual run where you got Harley wanting to be a hero. She was sick of being a bad, you know, looked as bad, and this was her way. Power Girl crashed on the earth didn't have her memory and Harley went right up to her and tried to convince her well did convince her that they were a super team and that Power Girl just couldn't and they went they they fought Sportsmaster uh, it was so good and then they did that uh freaking mini and I'm telling you I started doing the mini and I think was it I kept fours. giving them fours and yeah. Jimmy Palmiani called me out on it but I, I even talked to him on Twitter and private messages and when we talked about it and I said the, the main thing I have the problem with this book is that it does not feel like it came from the other story and he said yeah we kind of get that or whatever but I'm still picking Harley Quinn and Powell <laughs> yes Eric what's your choice <laughs> Sinestro and Black Adam from like the current story arc of Sinestro just because I really dug Forever Evil and one of my favorite parts was seeing these two pal around and when we saw Sinestro go to Earth uh, get Black Adam's help it just felt right and I actually want to see a uh, six issue many of these two just palling around and doing shit Did Colin Bunn write the Black Adam Villains Month issue? I don't know off the top of my head, but it was one of my favorites. I remember that being awesome also. And also the Sinestro one, I think Colin Bunn did do that with, with Dale Eaglesham, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty good, and, and it's a team-up you wouldn't think of, but it, it works out pretty well. And they're, good essentially, they're essentially the same character, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, but Sinestro can't just turn him into a yellow lantern, you know, because Black Adam is too headstrong, and Black Adam doesn't give a shit about turning Sinestro into anything. You know, they just are... Yeah, Black Adam's a yellow lantern right now. Oh, he is? He is a yellow lantern. 
Yep. Uh, I'm sure it'll be over as soon as they defeat the paling, but right now he's a yellow lantern. He joined in to get and rid so, of the paling. So Superman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn, and Deathstroke, and Scarecrow. I just looked it up. It looks like it's saying that uh, that was actually Jeff Johns and Sterling Gates who did the Black Adam. Oh, all right. Uh, well, that makes sense for the time because they were doing the Shazam backup. And, and it, freaking, yes. uh, and Justice and it was that was part of the Justice League of America. Uh, that was, you know, how they tied him in yeah. the run. Yeah. But yeah, that's what that was. I love this team, though. It look, I've been having a lot of fun with it. All right, Ryan, who'd you pick? I picked Deathstroke and Wonder Woman. <clears throat> I thought that the uh, God Killer arc had, uh, you know, its ups and downs, but I thought that putting Deathstroke and Wonder Woman together was a, a pretty unlikely pair, similar to Harley Quinn and Power Girl, yeah. but wasn't in a book that I, from last year. Yeah, that came out the end of December. <laughs> or, Son or of a bitch. In a series that I just didn't care about and wouldn't yeah. read of the yeah. few books. Um, I did read uh, for DC where they had meaningful team-ups, the Deathstroke, Wonder Woman, and also for a quick second there, Superman, I was except say, that he starts out punching Deathstroke yeah, in the face. And that was like, my issue. I wish Superman water. never showed up in that book. I, lo- yeah. I love the stuff with Deathstroke and Wonder Woman, and then Superman showed up and it just kind of made it weird. It, and, you know, like you said, uh, it, yeah. it's a, that's what always yeah. happens when the boyfriend shows up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it just, it almost seemed like they threw Superman <laughs> in just to try to like, hey, look, Superman's here, too, because the, the main story was with Deathstroke and Wonder Woman. And yeah. it even tied into a lot of the uh, uh, Brian Azzarello Wonder Woman as well with the, the God stuff. They really forced yeah. that with it as well. And it kind of went. I really yeah, liked and, uh, all that stuff. I liked the God Killer arc a lot. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it fizzled out at the end. Sure I did, did not like the last issue. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. I liked Deathstroke in general. And, and uh, I actually, I really liked the last issue strictly because you? of the last, the, the final page reveal. Where yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. blood sacrifice, and so we have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, die. Die. It but was odd, though. It's like reason that's they, all he had to do. That's it. Just. Okay, it we're was, back to square one. Was, I don't think that's enough blood. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny because behind the have scenes, you, me and Eric claimed that the minute that he lost that eye again, they were going to cancel the book. That was going <laughs> to be how they reset, like, okay, we, he's back to normal, whatever. But, yeah, it was funny when he did that because I think that they have a tally where they have to have at least ten severed limbs or freaking shit pulled <laughs> out in that book because it's always happening. I mean, if you've seen Hostel, you know a lot of, a lot of stuff comes out of a Oh yeah, and that um, even consi- continued with uh, the snake bike in yes. the latest oh. issues, where it's just they love they love eyeballs. eyeballs. Yeah, very odd. But uh, the, the Superman inclusion was one where I think that they were just like, "Hey, Tyler Kirkham, put Superman on this." That's what I cup. think too. It, it was or odd. like he gave him a, a rough sketch, and it's like. Who's who's that? And he's like, oh, I just put Superman on it. Superman's I like there. to see Superman. And wasn't it that at that point that Superman's big job was to fly in that volcano? Wasn't it? Yeah. Near the yeah, end, that's, it. Was, that's all he did. Yep, that's yeah. all he did. Ay, ay, ay. Unnecessary. Yes, but no. As Deathstroke and Wonder Woman, I I really did like them. I should well. probably pick them as. Uh, and in fact, we we're talking. I might have even picked uh, Superman Wonder Woman as a team up, but I didn't. I went last year. Who'd you pick, Reggie? I picked Grayson and Midnighter, uh, who don't really haven't really teamed up officially, but Midnighter shows up in Grayson sometimes. Yeah. They had a, they had a two part arc, and uh, whenever that happens, you know, Midnighter's solo book sucks, but 
When the yeah. two of them are together, I find they have good, really good chemistry. They're really fun. They really have a cool, even a cool fighting style, the way they kind of like yeah. double team dudes. Yeah. They always uh, end, yeah, we said on the thing, they always end up in towels, it seems, yeah. when they're together. They're always going to bathhouses and freaking who knows what. But uh, I hate Midnighter, <laughs> yeah. the book. Uh, I don't mind the, issue, the couple issues where uh, Dick showed up. They, uh, to me, they were the best ones. And, they were the yeah, best ones, yeah. Because it's that back and forth. Even with Steve Orlando trying to ruin every bit with his goddamn dialogue, uh, those two play <laughs> off well together. And it, it, again, it is a kind of like a, uh, you know, I'm gay and I don't know if you are kind of deal. And like yeah. you said in your thing, I'm looking at it now, that they do flirt with each other. And Dick gives it right back to Midnighter. Gentlemen, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I do like it. I don't know why they end up in towels all the time. Time. Or was it just that one issue and it's just ingrained in my head? <laughs> they always end up shirtless somehow. Yeah, yeah. They're always yeah. bare chested, you know, oh, because thank, goodness. Yeah. thank goodness it, it, it shows that DC reads my letters. Yes, <laughs> finally. But actually, you, I thought you meant to send those to Penthouse. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I, I, I send them both. Yes. <laughs> Dear Penthouse, you won't believe this. Jody's choice. What'd you pick, Jody? Okay, it's a little bit strange, but I picked the Bizarro League at the end of Bizarro. Yeah. I loved the entire series, the entire May series of Bizarro. And one thing I always like in like stories that have these huge trips, when everyone comes together in the end to face something together, mm-hmm. like a family. And you've got all these crazier characters, like Chastity Hex, the X-Files parodies yeah. of uh, those Argus agents. You you would think, oh, they're just one-shot things. But then, when the cards are down, it's just like, okay, bad guy. Bizarre can handle it. Get everybody. It's both It's both awesome as a final stand against the villain, even though it's just one big blast, and also kind of like a curtain call for this story. Yeah. Like, it's everyone's big goodbye. It, so it, was, yeah, it was a good fan payoff if you've been reading yeah. the book and here's and, and it showed that there was a point to everything unlike certain other miniseries like Batmite yes. uh, you know it ended where it was like hey look all these characters that we introduced they actually all mites. here they come here they come and uh, so it, it was it was really cool to see them all come together at the end it, yeah it was a good ending to the whole series. It's weird. You were talking about that, and I was thinking, uh, I actually, if I would have went back, I, I for a single issue, I love Grayson, but I was just thinking back at that uh, that Action Comics 40, that, that Bizarro issue. Yeah. I don't know. Did you read that one? I read that one. I love that one. I, I'm saying I, that might have been my favorite issue. Of the, the one right before Convergence, Yeah, right before Convergence. That kind of introduced. I love that issue of them now that we're talking about Bizarro. We do Bizarro. Yeah, that was awesome. And that Superman lost his beard in that one. There was so, some cool shit. That's right. <laughs> that was so good. But, yeah, uh, the next deal, Joel, what did you, who did you pick? Um, I chose Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know it's only one issue in, but I'm a huge fan of the Ninja Turtles, mm. and I was really looking forward to this. And I'm really surprised we didn't get this like in the 90s when everything was just all trippy yeah. and shit. It, just, it sounds Things like a trippy in the 90s. Thing, <laughs> they were for me. Like all the garbage comic arcs. Like everything was Rob Liefeld, but yeah. It, I feel like we would have had it back then, but I'm really Uh-oh, glad we Ryan did it until now. Have words don't, you. Them spike words. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. Same time zone. We're nearby. Uh, right. Oh, don't. 
You guys but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Don't tempt me. You don't know what I have in one of my 34 thigh pouches. Yeah, that was I actually when that was announced I thought that that was just nonsense. But uh, again, it's not for me. I, I don't sort of know makes, much at all. I, I'm not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I, I can't say I'm not a fan. I just have no knowledge at all. It's I know Vanilla of, Ice. That's it's sort of a team up of heroes Go, with no pupils. Yes. That's all it is, you know. If you only have whites in your eyes, you can team up with Batman. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick the winner, and I'm gonna say that it's Deathstroke, Wonder Woman. Ryan, you are, you are yes. the winner of the, the night. I'm gonna tell you, you're you're gonna fight, but you gotta calm down because you're the winner. We're all winners here, Eric. <laughs> Why you I don't feel like a winner? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not the winner. We're all winners here, Eric. Eric. Some lady was yelling that at a baseball game when I was a kid, and it's always stuck with me. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> We're all about. winners. We're here. all winners here. Uh, you were telling thanks. me about that earlier today. Yeah, that's why I keep thinking of it. That lady, which, was which makes me think of uh, back in my hometown. There's a bar called Winners. Winners. Oh. Never has there ever been one in No, I was going to say, it's, yeah. Until oh. Eric's mom goes. Oh, oh boy. And then everybody's. The fuck? Everyone's a winner. Everybody's that struggling right now. Everybody's a winner then, Eric. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, she struggled with you. Oh, Holy moly. Look at Yikes. you. Yikes. Jesus Christ. All right, break we're gonna, time. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our final big awards uh, next. Now we're back and we're at the last bit of the award show. Oh my gosh. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Ooh, People love like all this crazy uh, goddamn podcast nonsense. So they get this extra one and it's, I don't know, this seems like it's going to be like a 50 hour podcast. But these are the actual big awards in my mind. And yeah. also the ones that actually have listener picks as well, which I will tell you, I will unveil at the end of each pick. But we're going to start with biggest moment of the year, and we're going to start with Joel. Sync it up, buddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. My biggest moment, just because it got me the most emotional, was in Grayson number 12 when we see Damien and uh, Grayson hug it out. Once they see each yeah. other, I honestly thought freaking Damien was going to punch him in the face but no this is where you see Damon become the most human and like this was his best friend his mentor and they just hug it out and I, it left me to tears it yeah, was awesome. I actually I actually almost shed a tear as well or maybe I did softy. I, I am a softy in the middle <laughs> yeah it was great I actually that whole issue I like yeah. and again the the two best oh, yeah. ones for me were uh, Jason Todd and Damien and I because they were almost they were opposites uh, Jason Todd like you said I was at your goddamn funeral and punched him in the face but when uh, he went with Damien it was it was really good and it was one of those where Damien is kind of a dick he always is that's his character he's this like he doesn't ever let his guard down he always wants to prove he's better he's always this and all of a sudden you saw him as a little kid 
who, mm-hmm. who she is, and seeing the the guy who he always, you know, and even after he died with the requiem issues and all that, you got the idea because he even sent gifts to to Dick like after like before he died, but Dick got him afterwards and stuff like that, and I, I thought it was great, and you got the idea. Yeah, these guys aren't just Robins; they're brothers as well. And uh, yeah, I cried a little. I'll admit it. Sounds, Sounds like you almost right cried there. a little right there. Yeah. I am. Exactly. It's because I'm freaking tired. <laughs> and I'm hungry. I think, I think Eric's crying right now. Actually. Yeah. No, Eric probably went to go to the bathroom already. He's gone like eight times today. And people are probably like, "Where the fuck is Eric?" This whole goddamn podcast. In the bathroom. You there, bathroom. Eric? Yep. You lighting up that cigarette there, buddy? Smoking like a badass. He always is smoking like a badass. You should see him at break at work. I go out. It's freaking raining. I look out. There he is, leg up on the wall, smoking like a badass. Jed Nelson. Yes. Who was your pick, Ryan? Or what was Um, your pick? Other than um, the the recent... dildo fiasco or yes. the, the <laughs> Batman review from hell that had your, your Twitter feed and website fork bombed, yeah, yeah, was... which were all very high on my list of top moments for the year. Uh, but one of the few things I read that actually really stuck out to me and unfortunately now has dragged its feet to the point where I kind of feel bad picking it was the uh, reveal from the end of the first issue of Batman and Robin Eternal number one, where we see Batman holding a gun and having gun. Yeah. Yeah. Having, having potentially just murdered a guy. Yeah. That was awesome. Now parents. Yeah. Yeah. And And like it was, it was such a, uh, such a crazy turn to the end of that first issue. And I kept wanting to come back and, and read more of Batman eternal. And we just kept getting further and further from that moment. And I just keep getting, more and more disenchanted with the book that I'm like, this is a great moment that is now mired in mediocrity. Yeah, it's weird. That was a hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah, and it's, it's weird oh. because oh, that, yeah. that issue number one, actually I went back to it again today, and I keep going back to it thinking I've like, I figured something out, and yet there's nothing to figure out. <laughs> I always end up going back, and I'm like, oh, this and now, no. Well, and then it's like, uh, was it issue five? Yeah. When they cut off Orphan's arm. Yeah. And every issue after that, he has both. Yeah. I don't know. According to issue number six, they cut off his foot. Yeah, right. they do say that. Yeah, he but couldn't he get there on him. time. Oh, he's no. like, oh, don't worry about him. He's, he's got his foot cut off. What? Yeah, that, that again, that issue number one in general. Great cliffhanger, great. though. <laughs> cliffhanger Ryan, is awesome. Ryan, you reviewed this for your website, right? I did. Artistdaycare.com. Yeah. Yes. I remember uh, it was, you You were so excited for the rest of the series, and I was excited, too. You were just, like, ready to take on this weekly, and it was, you know, going to be awesome and whatever, and then it's turned into nothing. Yeah. Because um, it's thanks to you guys that I actually started reading this because I hadn't really paid much attention to Batman Eternal or yeah. Future's End other than what you guys talked about. So it kept me interested, and even though it kind of waffled back and forth, like... I thought I'd give it a shot, and it's a Batman book, and I thought <laughs> it's a Batman book with Batman. Yeah, and you're actually, it. even right. if it's just flashbacks, you are getting Bruce Wayne Batman. And it's just been a hot mess. Yeah. And do you, what is your theory of that cliffhanger? Do you have a theory? Um, I'm wondering if it actually isn't all 
the the whatever the sculptor yeah that's what i think it doing is. lots and lots and lots of psychological yeah. trickery and if the sculptor isn't working like with this um the scarecrow yeah. because that's the only thing that i could understand making sense with orphan huffing fear time yeah and that, that's gone bad like we said me and eric have complained about that because even when he was screaming about like uh i don't like this method i'm using the old school with cassandra kane he's still huffing mm-hmm. fear toxin and then bane on the isla whatever yeah where he has fear, yeah. you know, he has the the venom, but yeah. then doesn't. Yeah, it's it, it feels like they could be tying the the vent the Bane character in with Orphan. Okay. Like not very well, obviously. No. There could be. That's my thought: is that it's yeah. all just one big mind fuck. Actually, I, I just that's imagine like at the last issue, Batman waking up on a table. He's just been dreaming. It's all yep. a dream. It's actually the man had the, fucking with his mind. He's got the snow globe there. He's looking into it. He's gonna step out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. he will. That's that would be great. Yeah. That would be so good. But yeah, again, I, that was an awesome cliffhanger. And I'm telling you, that first issue and that cliffhanger. Uh, made me stick with it for you know a couple more issues, but now we're getting to the point where I I think you're right. I think it's part of the sculptor's thing, but I, well, because I the sculptor seems to waffle back and forth yeah. so much yeah. on she's good or she's bad or she's yep. helping she's not helping she's revealing she's yeah. withholding she's this and this she's that, and we see flashbacks and she's like oh Cassandra Kane we're buddies and I'm gonna tell you what hugs are but don't you fucking yeah, touch don't, me don't bitch don't you me. hug me. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> even at a point, I thought that they were going to tie in like this, uh, that uh, cliffhanger was going to tie in somehow with Orphan. I even said that I thought that this, this was something that he was forcing himself to relive over and over. But then they even said today, uh, in the issue that came out today, that he was from Shanghai. And it doesn't even fit in with that, that cliffhanger, so... Because I think I that was in like uh, Egypt or wherever the hell I, it was. From. I have no idea yeah, what's going on shit's just gone. It's, Nothing is. That's the problem. We're getting a lot of goddamn flashbacks and uh, origin stories now. The only but, thing I know for certain though is that the sculptor's future is so bright. She's got to wear shades. She does wear yeah, shades she, and leather <laughs> pants. Uh, Reggie, what was your choice? Uh, my choice was that thing that happened at the end of Convergence. When, uh, remember that thing yeah. where the crisis we think was wiped away, maybe? And God, I don't want to see that. Uh, stuff happened, and then Supergirl came back, and the Flash was back, and got a story over continuity. I, you know, I don't really know what the well, hell happened. Those, those two are still missing, but Parallax just showed up in Green Lantern last issue, and we have Superman and Lois back in continuity again. But they're out still, there somewhere, right? They're out they, there. I'm saying they, they might well, not they be went, in this they universe. They went the one issue, and they went yeah, they, off. They went off on their own. They said they had shit to do. Yeah, they, they had to do I Hopefully we'll that see was it in, later. I think that was in issue one of the Lois and Clark, where they were explaining what happened, but not explaining what happened. It right. was just like, they came here, and they luckily they had things to do on their own, and they yeah. disappeared. It's God, I want to see that story where they saved the multiverse during crisis. I mean, they came back to life. They probably had to go to the DMV, right? And That's right. true. They have a lot of uh, license. There's a lot of red tape there. Exactly. Hand. You know, they probably got to go to the social <laughs> yeah, security back taxes, office. everything. I mean, actually, the Supergirl before the first crisis was one of the silliest, most ridiculous books. It was written by uh, Paul Kupperberg. It was called The Daring Adventures of Supergirl, and oh, it was yeah. like... It was like her going to college. They tried to tie it in with that movie where she the uh, right the Helen Slater movie. Helen Slater. She had all curly hair and a headband. Not uh, that so headband. It, 
if they bring that back, it was sort of, it was sort of like uh, the well, way they treat the, Supergirl. Uh, that was actually yeah. the Supergirl, I think, that was in that Adventures of Supergirl uh, Convergence title. So yeah. She definitely had the headband. Yeah. She was rocking that headband like an Eric so, Shea. Damn right. <laughs> if, they, if they want to bring that back, that'd be cool. But I just think it opened up a lot of opportunities for story and... Uh, it seems to be the biggest thing that happened uh, story-wise this year. All right. What did you say, Eric? I said uh, having the pre-Flashpoint Clark and Lois back in normal continuity is the biggest moment for me because we've been dealing with a depowered Superman for half the year, and Lois has just been a bitch since New 52 started. So having these characters restored to their former glory is amazing to me. Sure. That comic is awesome. Yeah, God, I, love I really like it. Uh, my pick was the death of Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I'm telling you, to me, that's huge anyway. But it's yeah. also like, to me, besides the Superman depower, but really this death of Batman and the Jim Gordon becoming uh, Batman kind of is like the poster child of all the shit that's gone wrong. It's right. Funny when you look at it, because it, it came right after Convergence. It had all that. It's this DCU, this new story over continuity bullcrap. And it really is, to me, just where everything that just shows you everything has gone wrong and nobody is uh, you know riding the train anymore the freaking the conductor has left <laughs> and the fucking thing is going on its own on the fucking runaway train but that last and, issue of batman i love the way like that just that last scene where he and joker I love die, well. die together it yeah. really was it was a great powerful scene the it was well written blood yeah. yeah, and the other thing I thought was uh, ridiculous, me and Eric even talked about it today, that they did this, and, and continuing with the, the Jim Gordon, I actually liked the Jim Gordon. It, it changed things up. I was they, all about it. They brought back Bruce too quick. He was there right away. And, it was, yeah. like was kind of like, like a strange said, new dy- dynamic to what we had in Nightfall, yeah. where, you know, Batman's gone, and we have to have a new Batman in a kind but of yet, robotic suit. Once, once Bruce showed up, even without any memories, the whole thing is, there he is. When yep. is he going to be Batman again? That's all you keep thinking. You don't think. All you care no. about. Yeah, and you're not like, oh, Gordon's doing this or he's learning that. And the, nope, it's all when's when's Bruce coming back? And yeah, the the big moment it's the death, but that didn't even last more than you know two issues really. Two issues. Yeah, as, as you can keep complaining about Jim, and it's true, is that no one seems to be reacting really to no. Bruce's to Bruce's death or the fact no. that the other Batman is like disappeared. Said, like, here's the deal: if it was Paris Hilton and she <laughs> lost her memory Christ. and she worked at the goddamn rec center well, well people would be lining up to take pic- uh, it's just don't nonsense. you ever compare bruce uh, and, <laughs> the, and, I know, and eric will say this goddamn shit about damien but damien would have went to see him and they missed out a lot like they had those requiem issues batman freaking, is his father not bruce uh, wayne uh, that's bullshit they had those requiem <laughs> issues for damien they could have if they were really going to do they could have had a lot of reactionary issues where they people dealing with it and whatnot yeah. and i'm telling you my best reaction to bruce dying suppose or batman dying was in catwoman and yeah. when she found out and, and broke down for a second, kind of gathered her thoughts. And then even I said there, that Catwoman, then after that, it looked like the direction was going to be that Selena Kyle was going to go find Batman. And then that was kind of just nothing because everything got pushed. I think that they realized right away it was a bad idea to get rid of Bruce. <laughs> yeah. And they had to force him. But not for, like Scott Snyder would not allow them like, I'm not going to force him in, in two issues. We'll have him here and we'll do this. And it's a bunch of fucking nonsense. Fucking yeah. drives me nuts. It's true. Uh, but yes, that that was my choice. <laughs> uh, we have Jody's choice. Okay, I picked Superman's new power. 
when was the last time he had a pa- he got a new power? Because back in the You're dead to me. Ba- ba- okay. <laughs> Because back in like the like way early in his comics, he was getting a new power like every single week. Yeah. Yeah, it was like whatever but, he needed to do, he had that power. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Super ventriloquism. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. So they cleared that off, and now we have this new power. But the main reason why I like this so much is the way it actually came to fruition. He is facing this guy who is pretty much his equal. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll absorb it. And he just gets angry and angry. It's just this gigantic blast. And it's amazing. Sure, it leads to, you know, truth. It leads to the truth. And that's the downside to it. But it's still such an amazing way to introduce this new power. And that was, he was still fighting Ulysses, right? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Ulysses is like, I can take the energy. And then just like, oh, can you take this much? Can you take it all? Yeah. It's awesome. I thought it was cool too. I, my only problem was they just overused it yeah, so did. much. Every it single like, issue. It was like yeah. a new toy. It was ridiculous. Everybody wanted to, a chance to go but, at it. You know, if, if he had like, pulled it out like every year or something, it might yeah. have been cool. Exactly. Like I could picture it um, used in the Dark Side War. I could picture it being used mm-hmm. during that. Yeah. Like this is about to come down on them. Now with that new like uh, solar pit. That he powers he's got. Yeah. It's a solar flare with that. And yeah. Mobius just he's dust. Yeah. And uh what what issue was it? Was it uh last week, I thought. What what uh Superman issue came out? Superman. I like and I like the idea where he even admitted in that where he was kind of addicted to using it so that he could feel human. And they I don't think they pushed that enough. They they kinda hinted at it. I think it a they pushed it a lot. I don't think they did. They had him eating that, that meal dog. with Jimmy. Yeah. And that was about it. And they, but then I, you got these weird ideas. Like all of a sudden, then it had to be sucked out. Oh, it just led to nonsense. But everybody had to use it at that one point. Yeah. I think the last time I remember Superman getting a new power was when he had that telekinetic eyesight in Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. <laughs> <laughs> they put this wall, great wall of China back together again. Yes, That's out did. of continuity. Yes, sure should. is. Just yeah. along with Batman and Robin. Yes. Joel, what was <laughs> your it's choice? Canon. Yes. yes. What well, was Joel's? We already did then. mine. We did Joel's. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah. did. That was the last one. Look at that. Yes, I'm I'm way off. All right. Well, I'm gonna give the award to Ryan again. Ryan, you get it. Batman and Robin Eternal. Ryan, you are the oh, all-time man. winner. He is just... You are you are sweeping the awards, my friend. Ryan's mantle Ryan, is gonna break you, under the weight. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think I have room for all these. Yes, all in. Well, now <laughs> we're gonna get to beardies. we're gonna get to the big three. Yeah. Um, and also, actually, the biggest moment, listener, uh, pick uh, in a landslide was Eric Shea's Batman Forty Four review. It was uh, an actual review. That, that <laughs> was his, That was actually a landslide. I'm telling you, of I'm, we got about fifty Ugh. emails of just picks, and that was. Pretty Probably 20 of them. It was that much, and then everything else was scattered. But yeah, everybody loves Eric Shea causing trouble. What's he causing trouble? That was a really good review. Y'all can go to hell. That was a business plan, and you know it. The next uh, award there, the big three now. The next one is Best Artist of the Year. And we'll start with Reggie. I just picked Dale Eaglesham, mainly because he doesn't get enough love, I don't think. Uh, He's been drawing probably about every other issue of Secret Six. Uh, You see him do a lot of covers here and there. Doesn't really do a lot of fill-in issues. Uh, I think he's just one of the greatest artists uh, on the DC roster in their Rolodex. And 
Uh, there's not a whole lot more to say about it. I just love the way he draws. Nice. I really love the way he drew. Uh, he did, he started the um, Sinestro nice. series, I believe, yeah. Colin Bond, and actually, I love that Eric's, so much. Actually, Eric's award winner last year. Yeah. He really? I didn't him. know that. Yeah, he did. Uh, he uh, he had a stroke this. He year, had a right? mini stroke. Yeah. yeah. He had a oh, stroke. Really? Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. And that's why he got off of Sinestro that's for a while. That's why he was off of Sinestro. And Secret Six was his first thing back, I believe. That's yeah. probably why he's also he not struggled doing. to get that out as he was recovering, which is yeah. why was, was it issues three and four. Yeah. The stories yeah. got flipped because they were going to have somebody come in and take over. Yeah. After right, that, right. so they put it out first. Yep. And, and, and there was a finished. huge delay. Yeah, like six months. And I, I think that we found out because Eric actually might have. Did you tweet him? There was something he sent to him. Yeah, and like, I, man, what the hell's going on? You should be doing this. And why aren't you doing that? And he wrote back, I, I had a stroke. I had a stroke. And then I felt like shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, from the most recent issues that he's drawn for Secret Six, you couldn't tell. He'd still top his game, oh, the goodness. action, the, you know, everything. Anatomy is just on yeah. point. Well, this guy needs to draw everything. There's a crazy thing. Like, I don't know if you guys know about Howard Porter, that he actually got uh, some sort of crazy cut. His hand got cut. Yeah, it was, and, lost it was right yeah, hand. Yeah, and he was done. He actually seemed to retire for a couple of years. He was a bus driver. Yeah. And then he kind of taught himself how to draw again and came back. So and it, it is a very different style, but it's, yeah. it's awesome. And it's yeah, right. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, Eric, who was your choice? Jason Fabach for Justice League. Yeah. I talked this up in the beginning of the freaking uh, podcast, but I, I just love everything he fucking does. Like, I, I'm telling you, he became, he started on my radar during the Detective Comics run, and I think it was uh, John Layman's Emperor Penguin, and I just really fell in love with his style. But seeing it on Justice League, it's even ten times better than that here now. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Who doesn't love it's the weird. way Justice League looks? It's weird with Jason Fabok, too, because I never hear anybody talk about him. Yeah. It's one of those where it's, like, not a lot of hype, and he's on a huge book with Jeff Johns, and it's awesome, but I never really hear many people talk about him. It's awesome. Jeff Johns is always talking about, you know, yeah, to his yeah. credit. He always, just, he always does like, share the credit. When people like, oh, who are your favorite DC artists? I, I don't even think. It's weird. My mind doesn't even jump to him right away. Mine does. Oh, yeah, it does, does it. Jody, what was your choice? I picked uh, uh, Juan Ferreira. I messed that up. My brain died there. Uh, Gothamite Midnight's artist. Uh, Juan Ferreira. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've been reading it since uh, issue one, and I did like um, Ben Templesmith. That's the guy before him? Yeah. Ben Templesmith's art. It fit the horror theme. And I really never pictured a horror theme book to actually look like pretty. Yeah. Juan shut me the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> but it it looked creepy. It looked pretty. I wanted to hang some of those creatures on my wall. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really dug the way he started out after Temple Smith and kind of emulated the style until he converting into his own. I really dug yeah. that. Sort of over time yeah. it did, and, and and there was some issues where it was just like. Wow, and he, he lends a certain yeah. thickness to his to his characters that are is really nice to look at. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. even said to Eric that in at DC they he's like their golden child. All of a sudden he was on this, and then this gets canceled, and then he's going right on Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah he he released some pencils of it on uh, Twitter. It looked all right. Yeah, I don't know if I I would like his style on Suicide Squad. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, but yeah. 
That's a good choice. I like Juan Ferrer. He's actually talked to us. He actually talks to Eric and yells at him. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> nice. He yells at him about his choices. What was it? Wasn't it? Uh, was it, it was Gotham by Midnight when he yes. said that, uh, wait, do you see this? Because Eric was not giving it like tens. And yeah. he, was, he called Eric out, said he's going to give this one a ten, and Eric doesn't give tens, and then he got mad. <laughs> uh, yes, Ryan, what is your choice? Uh, my selection was Barnaby Begenda for his work on Omega Men. Yeah. I really thought that that book is the most unlike a regular DC book, yeah. which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would really like to see if uh, his talent, now that he's obviously going to be wrapping up things with Omega Men, if they can't find uh, Spacey, yeah, like uh, either Green Lantern, Lantern or like a, a super book, you know, Superman, Superboy, mm-hmm. something for him to be on where they spend more time in outer space, I think he would uh, fit really well on that. But I just thought... You know, for a for a publisher that's all about going back to basics, and that that doesn't seem to be, you know, blowing over, bowling over leagues yeah. of new fans. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the look and feel of Omega Men was new and different enough that it could actually get non DC fans excited for something because it looks different and so it is really unique yeah i actually yeah, like the is. uh the architecture the way he draws and even like the the spaceships and stuff yeah. like that i like uh sometimes I, his his character designs are good but actually i like the i i more am impressed with his like i said the space architecture and what mm-hmm. i liked about him when we uh talked earlier that I like that they make it that uh, almost like the New Hope look where everything looks worn and, mm-hmm. and used and, and it fits. And it again, when the book is talking about like a uh, mythology and stuff in the back, uh, you know, like it, there's backstory to that to that book. And it makes it seem like this is a world that's very lived in and stuff. And it's a lot of it is his art that I love. Uh, yes, but I... I'm going to ask Joel what his pick is because me and him have the same pick. My pick is Michael Janin or Mikael Janin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from Fancy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm actually. For, for, for the he follows folks. our site. I don't even know how to. I've heard his name pronounced like seven ways. Yeah, I have no idea. I go yeah. Michael Yannon. Yeah, that's why I threw two out there. Yeah. Uh, I like Michael Jannon. Whatever. I'm American. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Grayson has honestly has the best art. I really love Barnaby Bagenda, but Grayson it just it ties it all together, especially the art style. Uh, we'll have like super psychedelic like seventies like spy stuff, but then all the characters look great. They're not really like background characters. Everyone looks great, uh, and he can draw the tightest ass. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I I picked him as well, and it's like his panel layouts are really good to me. Uh, everything's kind of unique, and it fits the story. Like if they they were there's uh, times where it's involving spiral and it's kind of a spiral deal or they you know yeah. it fits everything in like that and I think that hit that clean style that he has uh, it, it's awesome I, I love it I think that that is by far the best looking book uh, 
I know that like and, and it's not even like oh it's stylized or whatever like Juan Ferrer or all that it's just pure out looks great uh, well, it's, it's, it's fairly sta- it's like standard capable work but it's the yeah. angles that he uses yeah, it's like yeah. you say it's the backgrounds and, and the like, but when, and when action happens you see what the hell's going on which yeah. is a, it's a lot of well, books you don't again, know what's going on there's, when there's the a lot of happens. people who uh, like well I'll go back to Andrea Sorrentino Eric hated Andrea Sorrentino because he thought it was too confusing yeah. And I loved it, but it, it was something where you had to get used to it. And yeah. You get a deal, and I thought it was awesome. But, yeah, you open up Grace, and it, it's not confusing. Everything flows, but yet there's these crazy, like, layouts. But they always fit the story, and every character looks good. They, everyone looks great. Like, Lex Luthor shows up. He looks like a great version of Lex Luthor. Or, you know what I mean, yeah. Midnighter shows up, and it, he looks better than in his own goddamn book. Definitely. Uh, yeah, without I, a doubt. Yeah, I, I really do like his art, and he follows our site, so nice. one of the few. So we'll, we'll go with that. Yes. Uh, now we're so. Oh, the the uh, winner is Michael Yannon, and uh, that was also that was also the uh, listener pick by far. Yeah. People love yeah. them. I again, a lot of these listener picks, they listen to the podcast, and I think they kind of go with what we yell and scream about all the time. And yeah, every time a book comes out, well, you, you gotta love it too. On Twitter, uh, two days ago, we yeah. put out like you know a poll for who's the best artist, and it was going pretty even. That uh, Michael Greg, Yannon, uh, Greg Ka- uh, Capullo was winning. Oh yeah, he was winning by a long shot at that point. Then Michael Yannon retweeted it, and got all his followers to vote oh, yeah. for oh, him, wow. and yeah. blew it away. Oh, yeah. And it went out out the the wazoo. It, yeah, the fucking cheater is what he yeah, is. He, that I works. said, he, I like that's how we that's elect what presidents. I do. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with it. But yeah, we're gonna move on to best. Wait, hold on. I want I want to give an honorable mention for okay. artists to somebody that occurred to me is Amanda Connor. Yeah, she's someone that doesn't do enough work. She usually does those Harley covers, or she do does a, few a lot pages. of the covers. Even when she does other covers, they're awesome. She, they are so awesome. Yeah. And I just want to see her draw more. You know, I want to see more from her. I feel like she could. She's just a great pen in Here's the, the stable. I, I know it takes a lot to. You know, to draw a monthly book, whatever. And really, this Harley book, and even your Harley Power Girl that you're doing, does it seem like these scripts are taking a lot of time? Oh, uh, I'm no, not I being mean, a jerk. Maybe I am. But Jesus Christ, it's the same three jokes. It's it really whatever. Is. Why isn't she doing the art on at least the Harley book? Or let Palmiotti and uh, Gray do the writing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the they could certainly do that. They can say, you know, holy cremoles and <laughs> have a fucking shit joke or something. I, that's all it is. I'd like to see her draw anything, though. I mean, whatever. If she wanted to draw Superman, I'd love yeah. to see her give it a shot. She just has a great, clean style. and uh, Oh, her covers are always awesome. Well, it's like Emmanuel Lupacino, too. Yeah, I like her, she, too. She is amazing. Now, see, this is what we should have done. We got called out by DC Women Kicking Ass that we had a no-chick poll <laughs> on well, freaking Twitter. DC's got to hire the chicks more than, yeah, you know. really. Maybe we're just pointing out, we're pointing out the inconsistencies and the, you know. That's what we're doing, right? Wink, wink. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now I'm trying to... I always... I don't know why I keep going away from the uh, outline. Uh, But yeah, we're going to move on to best writer. Mm -hmm. Best writer. And again, this is kind of a landslide, even on our site and by the listener poll. And we'll start with Joel. Who did you pick, Joel? I picked Tom King because... 
honestly, this this whole part is all about Grayson. I love Grayson. Um, you can tell he does the heavy part on Grayson. And, and then the Omega Man, also, I love it. Um, didn't read the Green Lantern issue, heard it was good. Anything this guy touches is really amazing. And I've heard yeah, amazing things Robin about Robin Moore, number one. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome as hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so topical um but yeah um, he's an excellent um he's an excellent writer yeah. you see tim seeley touch other things and it's not gold mm-hmm. but tom king what he touches he gets it like that yeah and that's that actually reminds me of like uh even again a lot of things that i think back are sports and like you'll have some guy and you just you almost take event uh take him for granted and then all of a sudden somebody else steps in and uh, and you're like holy crap that guy was really good and yeah when tim seal you know again i yelled and screamed about that grayson annual and the other issue that uh tim Seeley did and it, was they, fun book. it did you know it, it was definitely a step below anything that tom king had done and it kind of sure. to me it threw me out that series a bit where you, when you actually Pick, uh, start reading an issue and not even check who the artist or the writer is at that point and actually go, huh, this this seems off. And it, it definitely did. It's the dialogue or whatever. And even just a Mega Man. I know there's somebody here who hates a Mega Man. But, uh, Stop singling me out. Just the, the fact that people do, there are people like us like it and, and even love it. And it's the dialogue and stuff because really even that story's not going very far. But it's still intriguing to read because of the characters and wanting to know what's going on. And that first Robin Moore, that Robin Moore into that Grayson were two of the best follow-up issues to me uh, that they've had. They were so good. And, yeah, he's kicking ass. Uh, But, yeah, when a Mega Man goes, I don't know if he's going to get on another book, if if Tim Seeley might even take over Grayson. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I hope that DC – DC doesn't seem to want to tie up uh, people – uh, no. To make exclusive, but I, I, I he's going to go him. exclusive to Marvel. That's yeah, probably will. He'll go with Charles. That's what, that's what Marvel and, does. Yeah. yeah, and I, I wish DC. That's one thing I wish DC would get off their ass and do. And I just they don't like it. And there's another side of that, from what I heard, is that a lot of uh, people don't like to go exclusive with DC anyway because they frown upon, uh, you know, user or. or uh, User created or what is it? Uh, Creator owned. Oh, right. And when you sign exclusive with Marvel, they still allow that. You're not allowed to work for DC, but you're allowed to have your creative owned stuff. And DC does frown against that. And DC has a creator-owned imprint for God. I, I mean, you'd think that's it would be a layup. That's, you so would stu- almost be able to push them towards that, like a Tom King is doing that. Uh, exactly, yeah, he's doing the uh, sure. Babylon. Which I, have, I haven't read that at all. No, I downloaded the first issue. I have to look at it. Yeah, I, I read got the, the first, first issue. Is it, was it good? It's really dark and really violent. Okay. But beautiful. The the artwork is, is gorgeous. It was one of those things I didn't know what to read going in. Yeah. Like, I just picked it up thinking, oh, this will be a neat thing to, to look at. And oh, it blew me away. Yeah, I, the weird thing is, is I opened up the first page, and I'm telling you, that first page had that same layout as Omega Men. It had, like, <laughs> a, the couple of the blank panels where it had, like, the, the R. It, it was yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, what'd you pick? Lieber Mayho. Lieber Mayho. Dude, Man, when they, there, bro. 
when they announced We Are Robin uh, back before Convergence, I really thought this was just going to be a piece of shit, just going along the lines of we're going to back all the shit out of some books so we can sell some more. And, like, you know, a bunch of teenagers in Gotham saying, We Are Robin. I'm like, they're just going to text and fucking talk with uh, New Age lingo that I don't understand because I'm getting old. Yeah. Talking about like, shipping. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. <laughs> and I was completely wrong. I was comp- I was totally on board just by June sneak peek for just the way that he wrote these characters. They felt real, and the emotion they gave off felt like a teenager's emotions. And this was like I tell you, we are Robin was almost my book of the year, but I had to give it to Martian Manhunter. But Lee Bermejo, he just really knows how to write teenagers well, like compared to everybody else in DC right now. You mean Paul Levitz? He does. Paul Levitz, fucking Cameron. <laughs> I mean, even, even Cameron Stewart. I know Batgirl's not a freaking teenager, but she might as well be the way she's written. Young, young people. Young yeah. people in general, yeah. I said millennials. We, yeah, we were talking about that, and there was that one issue. Was it like the second issue, third issue, when they were all sitting on top of the the, the building? They were on the rooftop. The second issue, I believe. And uh, I think they were waiting for Duke to show yeah. up, and they were kind of like, "Oh man, I'm going to be in trouble. Oh, I got to do this." And we were like, "You know what? That's really good dialogue." That, and we again, you said we were afraid. And also, that was the one book they were like, "What the hell is this thing going to be about?" Uh, you yeah. know, and, and it, like Martian Manhunter, Al, we thought it was going to be something, and it switched around. Lee mm-hmm. Barhamo actually made the book that we thought it was going to be then, and thought it would suck, and made it good. Uh, I yeah. like it. I know like him it. mainly from his, his illustration, you know, his his uh, yeah. that's painterly illustrations. But this, and also he did Suiciders for yeah, uh, Vertigo. Yeah, they're, they're both really awesome books. He really does know how to write a good comic. Now, yeah. uh, who'd you pick, Reggie? I picked Rob Williams. Nice. I did too. It was uh, recommended to me by Jim Warner, and nice. also I share that choice with Jody. Yep. Um. But Martian Manhunter is awesome. That's really the key point. Yep. Uh, he made he made a C-lister amazing. Yeah. That's basically it. And, the biscuits. Uh, exactly. You know, added a he bunch of characters, uh, and you know, he he's just a great writer. I'm really enjoying him. Uh, pretty much now, I look for if I see his name, I'm gonna grab it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like I said, I even told you about the the Royals. Uh, yeah, I, I went and got the Royals. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Really, really cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, was six issues, and that's all it needed too. It was just like a nice, concise, tight story that didn't seem rushed or anything. No, no. I think pacing pacing is something in comics that a lot of writers struggle with, and Rob Williams seems to understand it. You know, it, Martian Manhunter unfolds really well. It doesn't seem rushed. Doesn't seem slow. Yeah. You don't you don't feel ripped off. Well, you know, that's what you want. Nice. Uh, Ryan, who'd you pick? Well, I'm going to go ahead and step back and <clears throat> clear my throat and get up on my social justice warrior soapbox and say for shame on every single one of you sexist woman-hating scumbags. <laughs> Rob Williams isn't a woman? What the fuck just happened? I'm a millennial. I thought Lee was, too. <laughs> You're in my safe space. I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> you are. But my choice, because I am a feminist... Oh yeah, Come on, Oh yeah, Gail but... Simone. I, I say it every time I talk about her. She is a phenomenal writer. She has great comedic timing. She can really craft unique and damaged human characters. Uh, she did a great run on Batgirl. Left that. Oh yeah, I love that run. Um, 
did the Convergence tie-ins for DC, went on to do Secret Six, is doing Clean Room, was doing, uh, was basically overseeing her entire event, yeah. uh, Swords of Sorrow, over at Dynamite, mm-hmm. which showcased female artist, which none of them are on here, and shame on you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, but she's what about fantastic. the movement? Wasn't she on the, the movement, movement? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. The movement and Green Team were yeah. the short-lived. I don't know what they were. I kind of liked Green Team. I like the characters that she made on the movement. I just don't yeah. feel like they knew what to do with that book after two issues. We were actually <laughs> talking that it would have been cool if a couple of them would have showed up in the, the Robin War for some reason. I don't oh, know no. why it would Now they're just Robins. Yeah, that they're Robins. There was, a, there was a one rat killer one. Yeah, or yeah. Rat, yeah. Okay. Uh, mouse. Mouse, what did I call him? I, I called him something that this, almost the same exact thing that you're saying. Rat Reggie. King, I think you called like, yeah, him. Rat, rat King. Ninja Turtles. Batman. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Gail Simone, for someone that is, is very uh, vocally supportive of DC Comics, she really has been gotten the shaft uh, ever since, I think, the new 52. You know, her yeah. running oh, back yeah. girl was good, but it kept getting dragged into these stupid times. Well, not only that, but mm-hmm. then they fired her. And they, and they, they, they brought yeah. her back. Yeah, they you know, had that one Marguerite her, Benet. Then uh, fired issue. her again. Yeah, and then the whole thing that she said was, she said, listen, I want to have a more fun Batgirl. I want it yeah. to be fun, uh, a little more, uh, you know, hip or whatever. They're like, that's not the direction they want. Fired her and then went that direction. Yeah, but exactly that direction because yeah. that editor, the editor left for Marvel. Yeah, the editor That's left. Last Every, everybody seemed to hate her too. But it's uh, it's it's too bad because she really is. She's always very, you know, conciliatory towards yeah. Dan DiDio and says DC is a great place to work and they have great characters. But she's gotten until Secret Six. I feel like she's gotten hasn't gotten a good chance to shine. Yeah. It's it's funny. Uh, one of the first things that we did as a site, besides <laughs> taking pictures of Eric in his T-shirts, uh, was that I was gonna. I started an article that was why does everybody love Gail Simone, and it was one of these where I was gonna actually. I didn't know because I hadn't been in comics, but when we first started, and I, I go head over heels into things, so I did a lot of research and reading stuff, and everywhere I turn, it's like Gail Simone's the best. Gail and I actually was going to start reviewing a lot of old stuff of hers uh, yeah. to see what the, the hype was. And I never got around to that because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just and I think it just sits there on the site. It's like, oh, yeah, I think it's still there. Yeah, I think it's still there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like the fourth post. And uh, yeah, then she started following us. She was one of the first like creators to follow us. And I uh, felt bad about that. <laughs> Her and Jimmy Palmiotti. They were Does she still there. follow you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, she, I mean, she, she's she also was one of the first to actually re repost my reviews yeah. of her on Tumblr. Yeah, she's pretty and actually would like say that. things. Yep. Yeah, yeah no, she's, she's incredibly supportive. Uh, she and she's into the comics community. Um, you know, people love her. Yeah, she's real talented. You know, I'm right? a, Ryan, I'm a, pick the I'm good a, one. I'm a I'm a fun loving guy. So whenever she does goofy, jokey things on Twitter, I tweet at her, and she'll retweet my 
yeah. humorous asides every now and again. So basically, we're best friends, and you are a sexist jerk. It's funny because every time Eric tweets somebody, they never get back to him. <laughs> they, they Everybody block. hates Ever. him. Suddenly, they block him. Oh, yes. So. They, actually, they just ignore him. They don't even need to block him because they just never pay attention to him. And I give up real easy. Yes, that is true. Uh, I gave it to Tom King as well. I think I kind of made that clear. And that is going to be the winner then. Tom King wins it all. And in fact, that is the listener winner by all right. again by another landslide. But now we have the final. Don't have any female listeners. No, nah, no. I don't think we do. No. Uh, the final deal. Who no, would, you don't. Yeah. Who would be uh, listening to this as a female? Nobody. <laughs> after after my mom. After the yeah. dildo breakdown moment, no yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. But girls don't like dildos all of a sudden? This, this thing is less popular than Donald Trump with the women right now. Yes. Oh. Uh, actually, it's weird. Political. I said to Eric, this week a lot of women uh, commenting on the site and uh, on Twitter. So take that. Oh, actually, wow. the, the dildo they're, incident, they're I actually, to stop. we got done the podcast and I went downstairs and my wife never sleeps. So I went downstairs and she was there and I was kind of laughing to myself. And she said, what, what the heck are you laughing? I'm like, who Jess was yelling at us on the podcast. And, and then Eric got mad because she's afraid. That we don't want our wives, our, his girlfriend and my wife, to ever meet. They I want them to do. A, I want them to do a podcast together. Oh, absolutely my. not. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. The other side of weird science. <laughs> there you go. God, be, I'll I'll lead them. to the group. Yeah, right. You, can do that. you are the feminist, but yeah, the book, Jim and I won't be able to be friends anymore. No, we'd be done. <laughs> Actually, half the time, my wife all like two times a week will tell me how much she hates me and her. Yes. Can't stand us. <laughs> yeah. All right, book book of the uh, book of the year. I think All right. Like book of the week. Yes. Somebody. Book of the year. Uh, What's your pick for the week, Jim? My pick of the week is uh, Superman, Lois, and Clark. Now, nice. the book of the year. Uh, uh, we'll start with Ryan. What's your book of the year? Uh, mine. The only one that I read that actually came out consistently this year that I actually really enjoyed was Deathstroke. Uh, with its ups and downs and the God Killer stuff being around, um, you know, kind of all over the place. Um, I really like Tony S. Daniel, and I like the way that he writes and draws and has that sort of 90s over-the-top vibe, but still keeps it looking modern. And I think bringing Tyler Kirkham on really helps to reinforce that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I enjoyed the the first run of Deathstroke before it got axed in the beginning of the New 52. So hopefully this... That was uh, Kyle Higgins, right? I believe believe so, yes. Yes. Oh, it's a crazy And thing. then Liefeld took over. Yeah. yeah. Liefeld took over as it got canceled. Yeah. yeah. Like, his first issue that was when it was announced it was being canceled. The other yeah. weird thing about this book is they never announced it, but Tony S. Daniel has not been around for issues. It's uh, James Bonney and, like you said, Tyler Kirkham. Tony S. Daniel is still listed like one of those, like, quote-unquote, the, uh, the plot. plot. And, uh, but the script is James Bonney. And I don't see any solicits coming out in the, that Tony S. Daniel is even involved. I don't no. know what he's doing because I thought that he was going to be more involved in uh, Eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, but pretty much he did that first issue. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. 
because right. yeah, when he was doing the art and the story, uh, the story kind of started off slow, but the art was incredible, and then it kind of caught up, you know, with the deal and all. I actually, I think most people when Deathstroke started this new Deathstroke with Tony S. Daniel was he did change a lot of stuff. Like you said, he, they de-aged him, they they his eyes were back and all that crazy stuff. But I really like it. That's one of my. It is one of my favorite books. And it's weird because I I'm not a huge Deathstroke fan, uh, but yet I like it because it's like it's an action movie in a comic. I think it's a great pick too because looking at the freaking sales each month, Deathstroke and Suicide Squad are pretty much the only consistent sellers that aren't going down in sales each month. Which is odd. Yeah, you wouldn't even think that, and they're both in the 30s. For, I mean, yeah. it makes sense for Suicide Squad because. The movie, movie, so people yeah, yeah. are going to start picking it up. But Deathstroke, yeah, yeah it's the most like, consistent seller. It defies logic. And like the last Arrow two, season two, yeah, the last, yeah, yes, yeah, Arrow. Yeah, the, the thing you wouldn't think with all the hype, Deathstroke outsells Batgirl, and yet all you hear is Batgirl all the time, and yet Deathstroke is a better seller. So is uh, Suicide Squad. I, I think just a good, it's just a good comic. It yeah, is. and it's just it people fun. to buy it. And you know what I said, and even that, like James Bonney, the reason I brought that up is he actually, he's a guy who talks to us. I always have he's to send him notes. I always have to send him notes because I don't understand shit because I'm stupid. <laughs> but uh, I, he just, he doesn't try to make it. Or even Tony Estes, it's what it is. It's Deathstroke. Mm. And it's not trying it's to be fun. anything more. It's gotten back to that fun deal. But yeah, I really like it. But it's not my pick. My pick is Grayson. Uh, it's, I don't even imagine know. that. Yeah, really. While I steady yes. myself on a yep. yeah, I just think it's the best book. I think. Oh, podcast! Just be you yelling Grayson in the background. Right. Grayson. <laughs> and again, I even put in the thing where all these Nightwing fans and supposed Dick Grayson fans that bailed just because he's a spy. I think it's nonsense. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. We have one guy who's uh, a guy I think of all the time. Blanche. Uh, Blanche, this guy who does that uh, other podcast. What is it called? Geekcast Radio Network. Geekcast Radio. And he will not pick up an issue of Grayson. He will not do it because he's a Nightwing fan. And I, I just and, think that's stupid. And I love Grayson, but I refuse to get involved with Forever Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just was not feeling it, and then it took six months for them to finish it. Yeah. So I just stopped. So when Grayson came out, I picked up the first issue and had no idea what was going on. So yeah. I put it down and moved away. And then, Jim, you messaged me on Twitter for what, like issue eight? Yeah, yeah. And you were like, hey, are you reading this book? And I was, and I think like the week or two before, I had just read. Forever Evil. I picked yeah, up yeah. the single issues from the back issue bin on the cheap. That was good, right? And reading it, it as a whole and only seeing the May to September between six and seven, right. yeah. but being able to move right into the next issue, it read really well and it set up Grayson really well. Oh, so I sound. binged all those issues of Grayson and got caught up and I was like, God damn it, Jim. <laughs> yes. and, and those uh, original again, those original issues were were really solid. Uh, really, so, some of them very touching. They were, they were really good, and that's yeah. If you know, if I had actually been reading it from anything other than the last handful of issues, I think I probably would have picked Grayson too. But it definitely would get an honorable mention from yeah. me. 
thanks to Jim. Um, one yeah. of the things I like about Grayson is they it ties in the whole series just ties into itself so much, uh, but it's not it's like subtle things like you'll see a character and you're like oh my god I kind of remember and yet you find out even in uh, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal when Poppy. Uh, showed up, Poppy showed up from like issue two of Grace, and I I forgot about that, but yeah, everything kind of tied in and whatnot. But I think you picked the same one as me, right, Joel? Yep. Yeah. Um, I picked Grayson because, like I said, it's been an amazing book from the beginning, and there's a lot of negative uh, backlash from the beginning, like all those Nightwing fans who hated it, including me. I wasn't a fan of that, but I still picked it up on a whim, and I thought it was amazing. And I figured the only other contender would Batman, and Batman's always been the best. Everyone knows that. So I think it's like Rocky taking on Apollo Creed. You know, we got there this guy go. coming up, and he's pretender to yeah, the and throne. He's gonna take on the champ. Yeah. yeah. Was it wait, was it uh, the first issue of Grayson, or was it an, an issue of Batman where Batman asks him to? Remember they have that fight, and while they're fighting, Batman's asking him to join Spiral and Undercover. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I that's Nightwing, isn't it? That was the night. That was like the last issue of Nightwing. Yeah, it's the last it, issue of Nightwing because they were at it. Yeah, I thought if that was the first issue of Grayson, I could see why people might have read it and said, "Fuck this," you know. Yeah. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. This this chatting while they fight type thing yeah. but uh yeah then it turned right around and it's such a such a sweet yeah well look. even and even the thing like uh they kind of got away with it or away from it but even at the beginning of the run of grace and they'd always have that crazy like set piece intro like at the one yeah. point they're delivering a baby with midnighter as a, a fucking helicopter crashes it's cold opens. Uh, yeah the cold opens were awesome and then mm-hmm. as it went it, it just felt like a action spy movie I, I don't even like spy movies i actually hate them yeah, me neither and uh, i really like this communist. actually i think that's probably why <laughs> i didn't mind him being a spy just because all these other i don't know uh, i'm not a james bond fan or anything like that at all and i really love this book uh what's your choice reggie my choice and Jody's choice yes, Jody is well. Batman, the father of uh, Grayson. Yes. Because he's the elder statesman. He's better. No, you know, uh, Batman, it's, it's just a book that there are parts of it. There are aspects of it I don't love, which are that it's always admired in a five-part or longer arc. We never get like a flat-out just Batman story in Batman. But... Uh, you know, Snyder takes a lot of chances and, and always swings through the fences with this book. And uh, I've liked Endgame, and I have liked a lot of, what is it called? Heavy? Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal, Heavy super Crasher. Heavy, heavy, super Heavy. Crazy. That's what it was, Super Heavy. Yeah. I mean, conceptually, I think it's a good idea. I think that the execution was a little, could have been better. Maybe there was a... Uh, like Jim said, maybe they wanted to get Bruce back in the fold earlier than they I, had originally be, planned. It seemed hey, that way. Reggie, it's, what's Mr. Bloom's powers? And Mr. Bloom is kind of a stupid villain. It's true. <laughs> yeah, His power like, is yeah, to spread flowers. I just want someone to tell me is all. He spreads flowers and love. And he can control things a little. So, 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 he's, yeah, yeah. so he's the happening? Yes. Essentially, yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg has to uh, go up against him. But, you know, I just think Batman is a high, you know, high power, high quality comic book. And, yeah, uh, as much I, shit as I give it, I have a good time with it all the time. Yeah, sure. same thing. I, I give Scott Snyder a lot of shit. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you're going to buy one comic, 
you're you're gonna buy the Batman. So, boy, Jody, anything else for uh, Batman? Guess not. <laughs> okay. He's asleep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shh, don't wake Love him. You too, yeah. It's very late. <laughs> what is what? What is your pick, Eric? Mine is actually the number one book I think you should pick up each month. It is Justice League, and it's for much shit as I gave you about Grayson. My list has been predominantly fucking filled with Justice League stuff. I have yeah. Jason Fabak is my artist, uh, Brad Anderson as my colorist, and the only thing I'm missing really is Jeff John as best writer. Yeah. Th- this is an awesome book, and it, it's been continuously awesome to me since the uh, freaking New 52 reboot. The only problem I think I had with anything was the Mazo virus, but besides that, I have had a great time with this book from the get-go. I didn't love the Trinity War thing either. Yeah, Trinity, Trinity War had, had problems. It was very set up. Yeah. It seemed like it was supposed to be bigger than it ended up being, but... And then it was, it was just a lead-in to Forever Evil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was it was kind of like, uh, it just kind of went all over the place. It was, it was good, though. I mean, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but I enjoyed it still. But this thing, Dark Side War, it's, just, it's, it's almost like Eternity War to me, where I know I have these characters and I have an idea of where they'll go and what they can do, and it's just completely thrown on its ear. You know, all our freaking heroes have become gods out of nowhere. Dark Side's dead. Shit I never thought about is just going down right now. It sounds great. Uh, I'm trade waiting. That's part of the part of the problem when you're Jeff yeah. Johns writing Justice League. I, I have no worries that this is going to be in a trade collection, so I just waiting it out. Yeah. Like I'm saying, Justice League 47 was an amazing book this week. All right. I uh, I know that uh, little Eric Shea would like this book because you get the most bang for your buck, right? And this I is think what you I even said to me the one point. Yeah, to buy Justice League because it has all the heroes in it. Damn you right. don't have to buy this. <laughs> you save money. I'm telling you, normally Little Eric Shea would buy Justice League and Green Lantern, and if you still had some cash, some Batman. Really? That would be Little Eric Shea and probably like a six Whoppers. What would, little, what would little Eric Shea think of the fact that the Batman in the comic is uh, Jim Gordon and then the Batman in Justice League is Bruce Wayne? Um, I don't think he would know because he wouldn't be picking up Batman all the time. Oh, because it's, it's like a... And there was, there was no inter- and there was no internet yet, so I would not fi- find this out. Uh, little Jim Warner would be worried about the penguins and, uh, <laughs> and the eagles. There's what the oh. Jim Warner would have been doing. Uh, but that's about it. That all right. is the uh, podcast. That's well, who wins that? Who wins that? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The winner, uh, the winner is versus Batman. Yeah, the winner is Grayson. The winner is Goddamn Grayson. Uh, no, you know what? We'll give it to Batman. What's it, the fans? We, we have a what lot of it. No, the fans pick Grayson. So we have to give it to Grayson. It's got to be Grayson, yeah. then. Okay. Pander. Yeah, Pander to your audience. Grayson, uh, so we'll pick Grayson. But, yeah, like I said, I think I've uh, pumped that book up so much that some people would laugh. Fuck it. Let Jim have some happiness in his life <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, Jesus right. Christ. Guy's When's miserable. that ever going to start? Yeah, really. Guy's fucking miserable. All right, but that's it. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening through this and for you, uh, the Get Fresh crew, for joining us in there. Yeah, I think thanks very much. Somebody's got to wake Jody up and tell yeah. him that he's got to go. This reminds me, I told uh, Eric about a story where we asked a person at work today if they knew what a 900 number was, oh my and God. they did not. 
Nope. And we were trying to explain it to her that, oh, it's this. And I have the story where one of my buddies uh, growing up, he called a sex line and immediately fell asleep and was angry. <laughs> was angry because the woman didn't hang up the phone of and kept not. it going. Of and, uh, Free he, money. Yeah, Why did he fall asleep? I don't know. Because he, he finished. He, uh, no, I don't, I don't even know. He just fell asleep and he got the, his parents. He was still, he was young. He lived with his parents. And oh they got a, over a 900 hundred dollar phone bill uh because i guess then he woke up and really just hung up never even like hey hello and this woman probably just went off and you know yeah, went to she's, bed she's doing her nails oh it's easy yeah. money and yeah so i think jody's now he's getting charged for this time, uh, yep. that we call a we're gonna, char- we're gonna send him a big bill yeah, yeah. And i said the, it even makes it worse this guy his name was al uh, that didn't stop him from calling these sex lines. He, <laughs> he liked that and the party lines. He really liked the party lines. He would he would just drink a coffee before he uh, yeah, jumped yeah, up the phone. Yeah. But he'd want to wake up. He'd want to wake up in the morning, find out his horoscope one eight nine hundred. Again, and if he's gonna do anything, he calls Miss uh, you know Miss Cleo. Cleo. Oh, Miss Cleo. I always want to say Chloe now. Miss Cleo. Eric, you know you listen to the uh, Freddy Krueger hotline. That's right. Oh, I, I remember the commercials, and I always wanted to, but my parents. I knew my parents never would let me and I was always afraid that they like what would happen if they found out I called it call the joke of the day I remember the jokes of the day if you want to call Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny at holidays I did that for my oldest son we called Santa Claus and like you said it's like uh, you know $4.99 the first minute or whatever and you answer it's like hello I'm like what the hell happened to Santa (laughs) Santa's on a stroke or he's retarded (laughs) Jesus Christ from column A little from column B yes (laughs) Uh, it's Uncle Jeffrey yeah, no, no, Uncle Jeffrey would be busy beating the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I have a lot of bad history with retards. All right, speaking of retards, we're going to end this. That's that's a nice way to go yes, out. Going yes. out on top. But Happy yeah. New Year, retards. Yep, everybody uh, have a great New Year, and I guess Happy me and Eric will probably see you in three, unfortunately. <laughs> see you next year. Yeah, all right. See you, have guys. Have fun killing yourself in seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> Please, you guys. Oh!